We're live. Painkiller Already, episode 234. Here we go. This episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Keeping your face nice and smooth while keeping food on our tables. We appreciate it if you'd support them. And uh, we have a very special guest tonight. We got Filthy Robot on the show. And we've been talking about him a lot lately. Uh, Chiz and I have been playing tons of Civ, as everyone knows. And we've been watching Filthy's video, videos and... I, I noticed uh, Chiz sent me some notes here. Chiz is pretty good. I feel like I'm stern over here. I've got some notes about you. It says here that you were a um, a sexual sociology or a sexual sexual social psychology uh, major or something like that. I have a master's in psychology and uh, kind of an emphasis in intimate relationships, which also involves sexual relationships. Yep. Okay. Well, then I'm nice. I'm glad we've got you on the show because tonight we're going to talk about male sex toys a bit because our other sponsor <laughs> is is uh, is Auto Blow. The Auto Blow. And, uh, no, not to poke a, fun, but I think you might be more of an expert at this than I am. So, I uh, guarantee. Oh, please, your too. fucking name is Filthy Robot. <laughs> Tell yeah. me more about how you don't understand. <laughs> I have my own Filthy Robot here with me tonight. Um, but but the auto blow is uh, is something that. All right, so here's the deal. I feel like women um, really get a pass here. Uh, you know, every woman who's got a vibrator, you know, you would never make fun of a woman who has a That's vibrator. That's empowering, You're like, Kyle. Right? Power. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she's got a pocket rocket, a vibrator, a dildo, whatever she may have. Some Magic sort of wand. Sexual device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would never uh, think ill of a woman who had a sex toy. Your mom probably has a sex toy. But I a guy who has it. a sex toy, a blow-up doll or like a pocket pussy as some people call it, you know, something like that, you kind of look down and you're like, oh, what, you need, you need that thing? Why don't you just use your hand? It's like, it, it's completely uh, unproportional. So, so, later on tonight, we're going to be talking about the auto blow. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, quick note. There's a link in the description to the Auto Blow 2 video. They wanted me to show it, but it's really not safe for YouTube. Quite there. risque. It's quite risque. There are some um, almost like medical diagrams of vaginas and then some not cartoon drawings because that makes them seem more fun. But there's some uh, you know hand-drawn vaginas in the video and such. So... Uh, Click on that if that's what you're looking to see. If it's not what you're looking to see, then don't be surprised. A lot of lunch meat innuendo. <laughs> yes. Yes, but they're holding a, a contest, and they want to see, I guess, the world's prettiest vagina, and then take a 3D model out of it and make like a host of sleeves that people and might like. And then they're going to send one to me, and I'm going to fuck it. So really <laughs> get on board with this thing. Let's make yeah, this happen. It. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, 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 I might just, you know... Take a photo of my rear end and see if this works out, right? What? It could happen. I, Shut up, oh, Kyle. Jesus. Could, I guarantee <laughs> your ass is not going to win the prettiest vagina contest. How can no, but perhaps you? if you're really tight with these, these sponsors, they would make you a special sleeve of his ass. Oh, wow, that's now really we're disturbing. talking a PKA special. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so people right? at home can sit there and be like, uh, you know what? I'm more in a Kyle mood. Pull it out, <laughs> slide it back Just in. <laughs> Uh, and you know that they worked all the kinks out because it's the auto blow two. You're not oh. an early adopter. You're getting the quality. Mm -hmm. the quality I blow. felt very safe uh, the whole time that I was um, doing my product testing. Um, I, I, I got to say it's a real work of art what they've done there. But we'll get now to that later. How many times have oh. you product tested? Um, it's hard to keep count, really. Um, you know, it, it's early. It, would that be accurate? Many times, many times, I, I've done I've done thorough product testing. I think Perfect. I think that would be uh, the way to put it. Yes, outstanding, <laughs> outstanding. Uh, unlike Kyle, I've tested the very deep end of it, and it's just as good as the top. 
Oh, oh it is? Yes. Yeah. It's good to know. So <laughs> all of our viewers who are home like horses, obviously, because they watch. <laughs> yeah, especially the Patreon members. Mm, so yeah. so the other friend. Your 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 uh your education is pr is very impressive, and that's one of the one of the reasons we thought that you were interesting. Could could you list out your uh, your accomplishments for us? Because I want to like preface that. Be I, I want to get to that before we talk about your streaming and uh, and what you do online. My accomplishments? Do I yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, what's your you academic resume? What are you doing in school? Where you're going? Like what you're up to there? All right. So um, I have a bachelor's in psychology. I also have a master's in psychology from Northern Illinois University. I am. I think I am now at it's either three or four published uh, papers. Uh, one of which I'm first author on that is in the wow. process of being published in a number of second author uh, publications as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I don't know how any of this is relevant to bringing me on to talk about SIP. But sure, let's let's talk more about that if you like. <laughs> it's it relevant. is relevant. How yeah. can psychology not be relevant to SIP? I'm sorry, Kyle. You want to jump in? Oh, no, go right ahead. Yeah, go, no, let's like your input on this because I think I think they'll differ. I mean, I, I know that. Kyle in particular, when he plays Civ, lying and salesmanship are a big part of the way that he plays, right? You know, he he will talk you into doing things that aren't in your best interest. He'll tell you, like, you, you almost want to be part of his religion during the game. I don't think, I'm not sure it would work on Filthy, but but this is a big thing. And he'll say, oh, no, and, you know, that, that army amassing at your border... It's strictly defensive. Pay no attention to them. You'll be fine. The bad thing is both those last things you listed were total truths. My religion was, <laughs> I had gotten first religion, so I had tithe and a couple other things, and your Roman Empire was going wide. I was like, ah, Woody would like tithe. He would, he, we could use this. He doesn't need whatever other uh, lesser tenant you picked. And I, I, it, my religion truly was the best bet for you. And those units really, I, you know, I'm, I wanted to hit you with artillery. I didn't want to hit you with those crossbows. They were just there hanging out to make sure you didn't do any funny business. He's of course, old. why would you want to do that? See, he's doing it right now. He's doing it right <laughs> now and everybody's believing him. <laughs> Not yet. I, mean, I have to say, I mean, that's one of the things I enjoy most about the free-for-alls. I mean, we play, you can play Civ as a teamers game. You can play Civ as a 1v1 game. You can play this as a single-player game. But I like the social interaction that goes along with the free-for-alls. It's a balancing act. You're never... You know, even no matter how good you are at the game, you're never going to be on top all the time, every single time. So it's a balancing act of how do I play my opponents against each other as well as playing the game to the best degree that I can to, to get ahead in that. So I really enjoy that. So I, I totally understand that. Early on, I watched a save, I forget which one it was, attack you in today's stream. And you killed him. And you're like, let this be a lesson. Let this sink in. I'm glad that we're streaming this. This is a lesson for the stream. If you attack me, you die. You die. And get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a really good persona to have on there, right? Like, you know, um, it was interesting. Uh, Dr. Uh, Chiz today, like he backstabbed someone. And it's a, uh, it tends to be a really uh, one-off strategy you can get away with in the community. The community is small enough that you play with people a lot over and over again, and you tend to get a sense of the style of players playing. And if you play if the player backstabs you, that works once, right? The first time someone backstabs me, it tends to work because you know you don't expect it; it's a it's betrayal. And then the next time you go, I can't trust the fucking thing this guy says to me. You know, he wants a lux trade. No, I'm going to kill him. You know, he wants he wants to scout my lands. Yeah, we'll let him do that for five turns, then I'll kill him. You know, so it, it kind of oh. goes like that a little bit. So. Uh, yeah, uh, I do that all the time. If these guys come close to me, I go to war. And they're like, what? It was just a scout. You're really making a big deal out of nothing. It's true. Screw you all. No. You, you've never got... Don't even come around here. It's war. Yep. Build a persona, right? Like, I mean, that's part of it. Like, especially if you're a visible member of the community and you're streamers, you get, you know, you get team the streamer comes up all the time, right? You know, oh, Filthy's going to win. He's the biggest threat. Let's just all rush him with crossbows, right? You know, so... The kind of mentality I want to be perceived as, and it's going to be long-term beneficial for me, is fuck with me. I'll spend the rest of my game killing you, and that it's, tends to be fairly effective. It, it, 
And it's not just that either. It's it's not just that it's killed the streamer. It's you, you often seem to be the best guy in the game. Like, are there online rankings? Like, 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 is there any way to say who is the best multiplayer guy, or at least the multi best multiplayer guy in your Steam group? So we've run around. Um, the group as a whole has experimented with rankings before. We've done actually ranked play for a while, and the biggest problem with that is that the the scoring system tends to be a bit, big pain in the ass. We haven't figured out the optimal scoring method because what you tend to get is you get people playing for second or third, where they're very clearly not playing to win and will admit that if you push them to that they're trying to get you know for example i've had a game where i was a highest ranked player in that game so like fourth through like second we're like well even if we don't win if we if we come in third and second in this game it can get filthy to fifth we get more points from this so oh, i see we tried the ranking thing it didn't work out so well we don't have an optimal solution for that but you can too if you're in the community for a long enough time period get a sense of who the really good players are so yeah, you can get. So, a how would you, did you get a vibe for Shiv for Chiz? We, I'm calling him Doctor Shiv. Did you get a vibe for Chiz? Uh, for Chiz, did I, I didn't get enough time to play with him. He seemed to do okay. He was his demos were kind of midway through that. I think at some point in the stream today, I kind of mentioned I really wanted to meet him in the game because I can't see his demos in the game until I've met him, mm -hmm. and I wanted to get a sense of what type of player is. I haven't played with him enough. Like all the players in that game actually were new to me, but when I play with the regulars, like I have a very strong, I have a very good sense of who's really good in this game and who isn't and then who to watch out for and you know get from so there. how do you rank yourself personally you know it's you can't you can't be like the top top player or the top five player because there's too many players doing it right there's a lot of really really good players you tend to kind of rank them in tiers this is a really good player this is a fairly good player this is an average i like that like that so yeah and you're in the top so, tier clearly i'm up there yeah for sure <laughs> i play, play too much not to be so. how many hours That's do you right. have someone was saying you're threatening four thousand hours now is that right man i could check real quick but it's it's Jesus probably Christ. on that christ Yep. That's a, they say I you need like 10,000 hours to perfect like woodworking or something. So you, you're like halfway to perfecting <laughs> being a Civ. blacksmith in Civ. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm probably pushing Kyle's time with the product at this point. Oh, yes, not even close, filthy. Not even close. <laughs> see, I guess I should check to see how much I have as well. I know it's nowhere near. I could check. Yeah, I'll check real quick. I think my daughter has about 500 hours. I don't know what I have. So how much do you play every single day, Filthy? So um, I'm currently trying full-time streaming. Um, and I stream primarily Civ with some XCOM. I do I stream five days a week, and I play Civ generally about four, although I'm kind of slacking a little bit right now, playing a little bit more XCOM, kind of getting into that, and I'm waiting on the next version of the, uh, the No Quitters uh, mod that we're playing with. So I'm kind of in between my Civ fix right now. So uh, yeah, probably on average about four times a day, four times a week. So. How does the No Quitters mod change Civ? Oh my god, it's it's hundreds of changes. Like uh, we could go through it, but it would take forever. Um, basically, what it's trying to do is it's trying to do away with uh, tradition being the dominant strategy and there being a very set tech path in, in multiplayer. So uh, the goal is to give options and social policies an option and tech path. Um, and it's combined also with uh, there's a no quitters uh, map out there, and the map does away with a lot of the isolation problems that the original Pangea map has. So uh, there's a lot more a lot more human interaction needed because you're much closer to the other civs around you and it makes this for a much, much better game. It's really cool. That, as I watch you, I, I guess I'm a sim cityer, you know, like I, I prefer war to really start when like Musketmen, you know, start getting developed. And uh, I'm not the player that you are, but uh, I was like, man, you know, this is, it's all early game ambush stuff. It's all, you know, knights and crossbows and spearmen and things like that. If I still have spearmen, I don't even want to be making an army yet. You know, I, I still want to be SimCitying, so I don't think I would fit. Yeah. Well, I think you'll, you'll find as you play that the game... Um, I really like Civ as a, a game where the technologies come in the kind of the larger 
scheme of things as being that these are hostile players, right? You know, you might temporarily have temporary alliances with them. You might be trading Lux trades or the rest of it. But at the end of it, only one of you can win this game. And the technologies then become, the, the military attacks have always been important, right? You get to artillery first, you're in a big advantage. You get to infantry first, you're in a really big advantage. You get to bombers first, in a really big advantage. This is just true, again, but starting all the way back to crossbows, right? So it's it's like, you know, can you find the hammers to get the technology going, to get the culture going, while simultaneously defending yourself and potentially, you know, being big enough that you're not going to be taken out or being big enough to take someone else out. And I think it makes a, makes a very dynamic game that's really, really fun to be a part of. It's a so. balancing act. There's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a balancing act, and it's really easy to go... It, things will look uh, ad advantageous, and you'll get greedy. Like, ooh, I could build this building. And it's five turns. I really should get those two units out, but ah, I want the building, the building. And then the game's over just because of that tiny mistake. Or you could just work the wrong tile or something. There's so many macro and micro mistakes to be made uh, in the first 50, 75 turns. It's, uh, Filthy's fun uh, to watch, though. It, it, he's, well, he's smart, and he's ruthless. And those two things are interesting to watch. He's just out there, like screwing your mom every every freaking stream you know like he, he has no patience for idiots he like he he's, doesn't go easy on anyone he is just ruthless in the game to be fair i think some of that got trained trained out of me right you know initially you kind of go into it i feel bad for this guy he's not that great of a game i don't really want to kill him right now or you know man this guy was nice to me earlier it'd be mm -hmm. really bad to just crossbow push him you do a couple of games of that where it bites you in the ass and you're like well fuck now i'm screwed because i didn't take that guy's lands 50 turns ago when i needed that and now my science can't compete with this other guy and you get to the point where you're like yeah okay it's a game and i want to win the game and that requires that you know i treat it like these are my opponents and not my buddies you know even when i'm playing with my buddies so. there was a, a game i was watching Ruthless. i think you might have been playing denmark or someone but but anyway someone asked you which um religion you wanted like which symbol and uh, you're like go ahead and take it i'll come get it later and I love that. I love that. It's, uh, it, and it seems like that happens. I, I find that if someone makes war on me at the wrong time, I really feel like my I've been caught my pants down. Not necessarily because I don't have the units built, but because I'm just I'm just not heavy on that military tech. I and 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 they have and that's where they've went. And I feel like if I'm attacked, then I'm then I'm just so vulnerable that I can't like turn everything around and right the ship and win. But when that guy started pushing you today, the uh, what was he Mongolia or something? The Huns. Yeah, the Huns. When he started pushing you, it seemed like he had like what he like three battering rams and uh, like four of those horse archers. He almost they took are. Woodycraft. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I felt, it, I felt obligated to defend that. I'm like, this city's been donated for. I really ought to fucking put up a fight here. Did that actually cross your mind? <laughs> yeah, sure did. <laughs> like it would be, it would be betraying my well because of the same level. Like you know, you don't ever want to lose cities. Period. You know, so of course I'm not going to give it up if I can, if I can avoid it. But at the same time, you know. You know, it's not like I'm like, going to be throw the game to take that, but at the same level, I'm like, it'd be kind of amusing if I just give him nothing. You know, I get a sneak attack, <laughs> terracotta army. He's the Huns. He comes in with his battering rams. Let's just give him absolutely nothing. Let's give him one pillage on a sheep tile, not lose a single unit, and then take his capital. <laughs> For people you know, to understand, in the stream today, I donated, and uh, in exchange for the donation, I asked him to name one of his cities Woodycraft, and, uh, and then it went under attack, and... I don't yeah. know. I'm in the stream chatting about DDoS protection and how they can't <laughs> they can't hurt us. But. And it looked bad for a second. I I, uh, I wasn't watching the stream the whole time, but I looked up and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, he's got like a mini little army over here on on Filthy's borders. Three battery Filthy's got rams. Like one spearman there. Like, oh, this could be trouble. And then within maybe three turns, the army's like scattered and running across the desert. So uh, I think that's my favorite part of watching you play is is uh, the little uh, when you when you're. Uh, when you fight war, the units skating around on your road system and uh, 
that's the that's the most I, I see you like move your units in a in a way to to maximize their potential and save units and stuff like that. And I feel like it's that's so, where this is how I watch him stream. It's like this, right? I'm just all right, all right, all right. And then he takes the wrist brace off. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> now yeah, what? Yeah, I'm currently currently wearing a wrist brace. This, you, you think you know you're a streamer, right? You're, you're stream. You're playing video games. Uh, for you need the auto blow. Yes, right. <laughs> Clearly, he bored out. Yeah, yeah you know, like, I've had that suggested. I actually heard it on stream. So uh, you repetitive know, stress injury, he says. The camera, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's what it is. But, yeah. So, as someone who never has played this game, like you guys might as well be speaking fucking Mandarin. Like I have no idea what any of this means. But is it ever so lopsided? Like, is the game pretty fairly well balanced, or is it ever so lopsided that like you'll storm into someone's area with Marines and they'll still be like sharpening bronze spears, and then you just bowl over them, or is it kind of more even? So we're, we're playing in a community that has a number of rules that are designed to make the multiplayer experience better. And one of those uh, rules is what's called an irrelevancy vote, which you can you can ask to be voted irrelevant. If the other players will pass that, you can leave the game. And what, what that tends to happen is when someone's so bad at science that they have, you know, they're sharpening their spears or you're rolling in with the nukes. And that, you know, that so people tend not to be in that situation because they get voted out before that. But yes, it's possible. I mean, you, you can but, be so bad at science that you're not doing anything, and I'm teching. But all the situations. So I've I've, I've watched uh, a whole video series of yours, and then today's stream. And whenever someone wanted to be declared irrelevant, like you know, guys, just grant me mercy. You're kicking my ass so bad. I want the pain to stop, but I don't want to be known as a quitter. They hold a vote, and the answer is no. The answer <laughs> is stay around and absorb your ass kicking. We. Have That's <laughs> Chiz was, was like, nah, fuck those guys. Let, 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 let filthy destroy their fucking cities. And I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. thing. They don't even let you surrender. They don't. They make you declare, I am irrelevant. I'm not even worthy of surrendering. I need all of you to validate my feelings of irrelevancy. Tell me well, how, yeah. how not matterful I am. Like, I don't mean anything. Yeah, but that's the thing. They the, the guy says, I quit. I surrender. Please just stop beating me. Losing in Civ <laughs> is slow. Like, you've spent three hours building up your civilization, tra you know, crafting it, whatever. And then you realize that you are inadequate, so inadequate that you can't play with these people anymore. And you say, guys, please just stop the pain. And they say, no, the pain's <laughs> still coming. So here's what <laughs> today. Quickly, um, they were playing a six-person free-for-all, uh, all on the same map, you know, on a Pangea map where they're touching. Um, and, and Filthy's neighbor attacks him early, and so Filthy builds an army and kills his neighbor. And at that point, he'd already built the, ar uh, the uh, army, and he had a lot of uh, the military culture tree. So he just kind of kept on going. And all of the remaining uh, civs sort of formed an alliance against Filthy. It was Chiz and Egypt and uh, two other civs, uh, Ethiopia and one more, uh, Germany. And uh, they, they, they had this four-way alliance against him, and, and, and he's like, ah, oh, well, I can beat any two of them at Hammers at any time, but all four of them together, and it's looking bad. And then Chiz is like, you know what? Fuck this. And he backstabs <laughs> Ethiopia, takes, <laughs> takes their capital, like when they had peace declared between them, and uh, it, it, it was just a shit fest. And then Germany is so, like, disgusted by this that after one round of, attack, of like, trading blows with Filthy, he goes, can we vote me irrelevant? <laughs> he's just like, can I fucking go? <laughs> All right. in, in today's game, you know, we're playing, I'm playing with um, mostly players that I don't know. And what it turns out was most of the players I played with today were fairly newer players, right? You know, they're probably looking at somewhere around, like, 500 hours of sit. They don't really know what the hell they're doing. Filthy casuals. Right, exactly. Filthy casuals. And and the thing about that is that the games tend to be a little bit 
prescriptive when that happens. Not not entirely. You know, you're still always going to have different circumstances and different sieves and different starting locations and different problems. But what it tends to be is that there isn't enough time. Like when you get hit the medieval era and you're running into crossbows and knights and things like that, players haven't enough time to really become irrelevant. They, you know, that that difference in relative skill level, it's gonna you're gonna be you know, the better players are going to be a little bit ahead, but they're not going to be ahead in the terms of, like, an era ahead. They're going to be ahead in, like, four or five techs or, you know, 20% hammers or something like that. So what you tend to find in the lower-level games, the games with players who aren't quite as good, is that a lot of the action happens very early before those players leave the game. And what that tends to happen is it, the, the demographics tend to be really, like, showing. They're like, okay, this player's really far ahead. And the rest of the guys in the game going, we don't know what to do with this. The only thing we can do is... Know, hold hands and use the buddy system here so it's like i mean that's exactly what happened today right it's like you know i got a little bit ahead and then everyone in the map is like all right we need to put aside our differences and just go kill filthy and just, <laughs> today it wasn't enough but you know that's i mean you can sort of plan for that as a streamer right as the person who has the, the experience with this i'm planning on the fact that in a game once i see that the demos are showing that the players aren't that great is I'm, I'm planning to be teamed in that era because it's going to happen it seems like it happens a lot, and I, I feel like it's not just because you're a streamer. It's because you're oftentimes, oftentimes, you know, right there at the top of the, you know, in the, you're in the lead, and you're the one that yep. needs to be chased down. And uh, when they start seeing two or three or four hundred points difference in the overall score, and they see you've got ten cities connected with roads, and they've got three or four, it's just like, why we even continue? Yep. Like it's a, yep. it's it's too because. Uh, I think I think anyone who knows you and has watched your videos knows that you're not going to make some weird macro mistake that makes your cities go unhappy or stop growing or some bullshit like that. It's it's quite the opposite. So it, it's it's hard to to make that ground up. I guess. Listen, hopefully, at four thousand hours of playing a video game, you start to be reasonably okay at it. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wouldn't you feel terrible if you were bad? <laughs> like, like like how would you feel? Like 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 clearly you have a love and passion for the game. But what if you put this four thousand hours in and you just got your ass kicked every time you played? You were just <laughs> just pulling your hair out. Like what the fuck? Yeah, you know, like it just that just it wouldn't make any sense to me. Like you know, you just be like, and, and but there's players like that. There's players out there. Players who love the game and play the game for the fun of it, and they don't actually care. I I, I uh, there was a. So this the no quitters mod. There's a forum for that on Reddit where people talk about the balances of that. And there was a player arguing that he's like, you know, he's like, this is not a competitive game. Most of the guys I play with just play with this to build sim, build sim, build uh, civilizations and build cities. And I'm like, I'm not playing the same game you are, am I? You know, because like I understand the sentiment, like, the, the idea being that yeah, this is fun and we don't need to get good at it. But at the same time, you know, I, for me at least, part of the fun. If you're gonna spend four thousand hours, why not get good? You know? Yeah, right. Like, and what's it's the maddest you've ever gotten? <laughs> Like, have you ever broken anything or, like, any good stories of you being enraged that some oh douche in Transylvania beat your civilization? I don't know the countries, so, you know, his vampire so, uh, my is Filthy Robot. I get called that quite a lot by fans and not so much fans because I tend to emotionally engage with the games I'm playing with, and especially in the moment. So I absolutely can get fucking irate at people when this is happening. So the maddest I've ever been, it's not actually, I didn't actually upload this game. I ended up banning three players from the no-quitters group. <laughs> which, which is, you know, I guess sometimes there's a, you wonder about the, you know, the, the power differential there in some degree. Is it really fair that I banned those players? Well, they did violate the rules, and but I was really fucking pissed at them too. And it was, this was when there was still the rank system in play. Just because it so, feels good doesn't mean it's abuse of power. That's a good way of looking at it. That's true. Taylor said that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this was this was back with the rank system and uh basically what it boiled down to is uh i i was actually russia again that's who i played today and russia has a really nice hammer bonus a production bonus right and it makes a very clear target on the demographics people go shit he has a lot of hammers he's really dangerous and i was getting teamed by like three or four players again right 
And it went like this. They're attacking me. They're attacking me. Three or four of them, two of whom, in all likelihood, had no real reason for doing this. They wouldn't ever improve their position. I would only improve one other guy's position, which is in of itself sketchy in the rank system because the goal is eliminating the the main player. Should be you improve your position and you have a better chance of winning the game. It's really what should happen. Now this. This is why you team a player. Otherwise, you don't bother, right? And then what happened is. They were killing me, and I was basically down to one or two cities, and I'm just refusing to lose, and I'm just making them choke on everything they take from me. The, the, the longer I can stop them from converting anything they've taken from me into something useful, the more enjoyment and like satisfaction I get out of this, right? You know. And what happens is, at the end of this, the, there's three of them playing playing this game. It's a ranked game. The goal is to win. Um, two of them, as soon as my capital is gone, and I have like one or two little cities left, and I'm basically done, the other two guys remaining in the game concede to the last guy. In other words, their whole point for that entire game was not to win, it was literally just to knock me out of the game. And that pissed me off. I mean, that's against that's against all the colluding rules, it's against the teaming rules. It was just like, it is against any sort of like good sportsmanship, it's against any sort of like self-respect or dignity too, right? You play the game to fucking win, you don't play the game because like, I'm so bad, I need like five of us to bring that one guy down and that's mission accomplished, that's we're done. So It that, seems that like this game is just as much about having fun as it is making sure other people don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Fun. <laughs> you know what the most fun I've had in a long time was? I, uh, I put a diplomat in. Uh, we played a 1v1 last night with the, new Q, with the NQ mod because I, I wanted to finally get to use piety and enjoy it. And uh, I, put a, I put a diplomat in Chiz's city uh, that he didn't know about, and I could see what he's building and how long it's going to take him to build it. So I know he's six turns uh, away from getting Notre Dame, and he needs the happiness badly. <laughs> and I, uh, I start reworking my hexes until I can build it in five turns, and then I wait. And, and one turn before I'm done with it, I kill his whole army, and he says, GG, and I was like, let's go one more turn. We go one more turn, and he gets, the, he gets the notification that I have Notre Dame. My happiness is 32 now, and he's just like, fuck ye, that's it. Game over. <laughs> and, so, and that's how our game ended. If you'd like to even maximize that particular strategy, the, you can use a great engineer, and you can let them spend 10 turns or 8 turns building a wonder, and on the very last turn, you can engineer the wonder at the same time, and then same turn them on that. And that's a really beautiful thing to do. How is I that love doing that as well? I just didn't have one. Can you? I'm not an experienced Civ guy, but when two people finish a, a great wonder that only one person can have in the same turn, how does the game pick who gets it? Order that they join the lobby. So the host gets first shot at it, the second person to join the lobby gets the next shot at it, and so on down. Yeah. That's a lousy so, system. There should be something more merit-based. It's so frustrating. I just learned that today, uh, watching your game. Yeah. It, it, and that's what I always say. Like, like someone will ask me, like, they're like, because I've got, I just looked, I have 1,356 hours. And somebody will be like, wow, that's a lot of time. I, I guess you got it figured out now. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Every day I learn a new thing. Uh, absolutely every single day. And if I watch a couple videos, I'll learn five or six things. It's I'm so a, disappointed with that answer. Order that they join the lobby? Yeah. That's not Isn't that crazy. No, it that's should be fair. like, you well, know, he had excess hammers. Better get in there fast. That I know there's so many better options out there, but that is the the current system. I mean, this is the great part about the modding community, honestly. And like, these are just super fans, basically. These are these are players who have watched the streams, watched us play, watched the the quote unquote pros playing this, and been like, and hear heard us bitching about various mechanics, and gone, hey, we can fix that, and have started to do that. I mean, the, the No Quitters mod is so so good for the game. It's it's doing so much to redress some of the imbalances that are in there and make it so much more fun. It's really cool. I'm so, not that good at Civ, but get this. So I donated to your stream and I had you name a city after Woodycraft, right? And then I think I had another one named PKA and another one named something else. Um, Factions Fire. Factions Fire. Yeah, thank you. And then I donated again and I asked him to join PKA. So what I feel like is 
Well, I can't hang with you and Civ. I kind of purchased the city state's allegiance. <laughs> <laughs> you literally purchased him for a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had the thought today that I think it, you know, I do sub goals pretty regularly. And the uh -huh. sub goals, sometimes I do like, you know, I play with my, my subscribers. Like we do some games like that. Those have been pretty fun. Sometimes we do like me and another quote unquote pro versus a number of, uh, you know, the subs or that kind of thing. I had the thought that it might be fun to do like a donation game where I let the chat actually choose like my kind of like, you know, go, go cross the, the continent to attack Germany on the other side of that range because the chats donated for this i think it might be kind of fun to just have like a totally like anarchist you know a uh, total anarchy in terms of what i get to do like no no, no choices on my part just through like that i like that that's, that, yeah. that's really you funny. literally purchase how the the, the the course of the game goes <laughs> <laughs> filthy is gonna take up tourism this game <laughs> you know like, uh, I like so are there really shitty civilizations that you would never like when someone joins and they're like <laughs> Romania? Are you like, look at this idiot? Or like, are they all pretty okay? Because I'll, okay. I'll try it out with Kyle. He's kind of convincing me to try the I have game. Funny Don't do it. Oh my the god. Funny, yeah. the, the best thing talk I about think... it this much, I need to play it. No. I have no fucking idea what you're talking no. about. So Filthy has <laughs> an amazing video where he goes through every Civ and ranks them on his own tier scale, and he gives very good arguments for, um, for all of his uh, ideas for their ranking. But I thought the funniest thing that came along with the NQ mod is they completely just remove Venice from the fucking game. They're so <laughs> irrelevant in multiplayer. And uh, that, that, was, that was my favorite part. So yeah, it, uh, in, in, a, for, in a multiplayer aspect, I would have to um, assume that Venice is the absolute worst with their inability to build yeah, stuff. There was, I don't see I, how I, Japan would thrive in Pangea. Oh, it's pretty shit. Uh, Japan's a pretty bad one, too. I mean, the, I mean the, the tier list was specifically designed for multiplayer games, and what I found is I really wanted to do five tiers of civs. You know, like, that, that was a pretty reasonable, like, rating system. For me, I could reasonably place pretty much all the civs in that but there were two outliers that i couldn't place on a five-tier system and they were iroquois and venice because they're the only civs whose bonuses actually made them worse than if, if they didn't have bonuses at all so uh those <laughs> those would be the two that i would uh, you know recommend strongly to stay away from uh what are the bonus like venice can paddle very quickly iroquois <laughs> very good at lacrosse <laughs> <laughs> so uh so venice's bonus is that it uh it gets double trade routes but you can't uh found new cities you can only settle your one city and in multiplayer, uh, the game is about production and science, and you have to have more cities to get production and science. So uh, if you go Venice in multiplayer, what happens is either everyone just expands around you and lasts as you, like, you're still sharpening your spears and they're you know, launching nukes, or uh, they just look at your one city and they go, oh, we'll just kill that and take that. So it's like either way, you're kind of, you're kind of boned with Venice. So uh, that's their problem. And then the Iroquois, word, I've always been saying, I say that wrong in all my videos. I call it Iroquois, but it's actually Iroquois, and I figured out that reason. But anyways, the Iroquois, their, uh, their big deal was that... Uh, they had buildings that were worse than the base buildings. Their modifiers just—it was supposed to be a benefit. Uh, they give you production from forests, but the, the the downside was they didn't have a properly functioning workshop. So you lost like a percent modifier and gained gained an absolute value that wasn't equal to the percent lost. So. Yes. And that is what I find most impressive about your videos and your gameplay. Over there, um, there, you have like a bulletin board sort of setup with with all kinds of charts and graphs, like like information, like how much to co how much is it to buy a spearman, like 170 gold. I guarantee it's written right there. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Is yeah. your shit list on there? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me no. it is. <laughs> no, I I did keep one by hand for a while, and then basically what I found is that people get better at the game, right? So like. Putting someone permanently on a shit list with no way to get off of it is pretty much not not a good thing he overall. Did, he'd be like, "That's like, bullshit. That's bullshit." <laughs> this is my shit list. This is your <laughs> put in chat for a while, but then like one guy messaged me. He like messy like posted it in like the no quitters like Steam chat, and he was like, 
Can someone please ask Filthy to remove me from the shit list? I really don't deserve to be on the shit list. I'm not that bad a player. And I'm like, I'm like, man, maybe this isn't a good idea. No, just eternally. Gotta the shit keep list isn't even people that were mean to you. They're just bad players. It's just like, oh, fuck things. this guy. He All doesn't right, know so what he's doing. He's building any, boats when he should be both. building. Can I have any permission poker? to... I, I would really like no. to maintain a shit list on my stream. Is it okay if I copy this concept from you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. but the problem is this, right? So, okay, you're in a game where you're balancing five other players, and the goal is to win this game. And to win this game, you know, it's, it's going to be a long, long, long eight-hour game, probably drawn out. There's going to be a hell of a lot of stuff going on in this. And the thing is, you need to be able to predict what your opponents are going to be doing to some degree. And this, to do that, you have to have some sense of how they're thinking about the game. And there's some people who just are not sane. They, either, they do not think like I do. You know, they are building fucking boats. You're looking at them, you're going, why are you building boats right now? You're being attacked by a land army. There's absolutely zero reason to be building 45 boats right now, but you have 45 boats floating around outside your harbor. <laughs> and at that point, they go on the shit list because there's not, it's not possible to predict them. They're doing things that are so indifferent than the actual winning strategies in Civ that they might as well not be there. What you're talking about is why, like, oftentimes they'll a question that they'll ask professional poker players is, would you rather play against a uh, an absolutely an absolute novice player or or a professional player? And and a lot of them will say a professional because you can actually you, yep. you can you can you can uh, you can you can guess what a pro's uh, what a pro's gonna do. You can get inside that guy's mind because you're thinking on the same level and you you both yep. understand the game uh, thoroughly. But with someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, they could, like you said, they could build a bunch of frigates out of nowhere, come bombard your coastal city, and there's just there was no real reason for you to build any defense there. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, well, that's also a very easy cop out for professionals of anything to say. Like if you ask me, like, would you rather have Sidney Crosby shoot on me in goal, hockey player? <laughs> those of you out there, would you rather have him shoot on me when I was playing goalie, or you know, a nine-year-old who's really gifted. I'm going to pick Sidney Crosby every time because if that nine-year-old is just fucking schooling me, I'm going to look like a jackass. But if Sidney Crosby is scoring, it's like, I don't give a shit. He's the best player in the league. Of course he's going to score. Like, so, of course, poker players would rather lose to a professional than somebody like me who's like, are these colors good? Like, well, that's he doesn't the even know. I mean, part of, the part of the game is responding to your opponents, right? And the same with poker, right? You're, you're trying to get reads on them. You're, you're watching how they play. You're watching what their bets represent and what they actually have for hands and that type of thing and like the same with Civ, right you as you play with these players you see how they they approach the game how they how they think about things how they hide their militaries how they how they react to threats how they react to aggressive expands and this type of thing and you have some sort of read and ability to respond to that and what is a sieve is it's, it's a series of incremental victories that win you the long-term stuff it's uh, five hammers here it's getting a wonder here that you might not have got it's being able to say i don't need military in this situation i can invest in infrastructure instead that allow you to you know pull off these wins and when you have players who have no idea what they're doing and play totally insane often to be fair like that hun player today right you know he just randomly decided we don't have particularly conflicted borders there's not a lot of reason to attack me i have triple his production so any war that isn't immediately won in the first about 10 turns i'm going to crush him in you know in other words I, I don't even identify him as a threat. At one point in that game, I, go, I looked at him and I go, he has 10 hammers. I don't care what he does. It doesn't matter what he does. He's totally irrelevant to the course of my game in this. But because I have no, because he's so new at this game, I have no way of predicting his thought process. He looked at this and goes, I guess I should attack Filthy here. No one knows why he came to this conclusion. We don't know the thought process that went to that. But it makes it very, very difficult to play with. And often, and often kind of frustrating to play with. When you're playing with four good players and one player who's like that, he acts as a wild card that tends to just like sabotage games from me where you're planning around a kind of logical or reasonable set of opponents, and then this one player just does something so fucking off the wall that you're like, okay, well, I can deal with that, but the game is probably over for me while dealing with that. I got a question for Filthy. So 
you're taking a gap year, right? So you're you pursuing a PhD. Am I right on that? So um, what I, I actually just told my department about this a couple of weeks ago, um, actually a mildly amusing story. Uh, so um, I took a year, year leave. I finished my master's. I was in a PhD program. So I was in a, a psychology PhD program. And the, the master's is along the way I get my master's and go for my PhD. And I chose to take a year off and do streaming full time. And that's what I've done. I'm actually about 11 months, 10 months into that, something like that right now. And I just recently had to go back to my department and tell them, you know, it's been it's been that academic year. Uh, do I want to come back or do I want to, you know, basically terminate my stay with the program? I've actually just chosen to terminate my stay with that program. So you're not going to pursue the PhD anymore. You're going so it's not it's not it's not a door closed. So I have the option um, at some point of they, you know they've said you know you did very good work here. We'd be happy to have you back, uh, but I'd have to I'd have to reapply for that or go to, to apply to a different program for a PhD program. So yep. Gotcha. So I have I have masters. So. so I'm just trying to think. So, I guess the 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 streamer thing's working out for you. You're you're happy with your <laughs> income and lifestyle. Are you going nocturnal and unhealthy on us? Have you gained 20 pounds like so many YouTubers do when they first go pro? Yes, yes and yes. <laughs> um, so, am, am I happy with it? I'm fairly happy with it. I mean, this is one of the big decisions for me to actually try this route. Is that you know, I of course probably like pretty much everyone out there. I enjoy gaming, and I've enjoyed gaming for a large portion of my life. It's a huge hobby of mine. It's something that uh, I really identify with and depend a lot of attention to it's one of my hobbies and you know free time pursuits etc cetera, etc cetera. um and uh you know i was kind of at this point in graduate school where you know i was working i was pretty much i would be proposing my dissertation is what i'd be doing would be the next step in that i'm kind of dealing with the publication process the peer review and publication process which is a huge fucking pain in the ass by the way uh if you guys have never done that it's uh, a lot of you know sending it out you know you get random get random people reviewing it who are like you need to change this and then you change that and you send it to the next people and they want you to undo the changes that the first people have done it's just it's a huge pain in the ass it's a it's a really long process you're seeing often easily a year year and a half before when you send out a paper to when you're actually getting it published and it's just i was at a point in graduate school where i needed to decide was this really what i wanted to do or not and the total answer is there's lots of things i really liked about graduate school and academia and lots of things i would enjoy and could see making a life out of but I wasn't entirely sure about the gaming side of things too. It's like, can I potentially make a living do doing this? Can I potentially find some niche that I can fit into that will allow me to both make the hobby and make it a living? And kind of what actually pushed me over the, the edge, which is you know my stream last set, you know, is that uh, I wouldn't have done this. I would have stayed in graduate school. But what the the kind of uh, culminating culminating factor for me was the girlfriend. The girlfriend said, you know, I really think you should go try this. You know, this is something you're really good at. This is something you really enjoy. I see the change in your person, like your personality and enjoyment when you're doing this versus when you're not doing this. I really think you should go for it. So I got kind of pushed into it from the girlfriend to actually try this as a as an actual thing. As to the income, it's been a year. I don't seem to make all that much money on it. Honestly, we'll have to see how. There's not a lot of money in uh, being a student either. No, well, no, no. It's not money <laughs> being a student, but you know, a student is working on an education that results in an end goal that is not being a student. So, huh. yeah. <clears throat> Well, this is it. This is your launching pad. You're you're watching it right now. You and Auto Blow Two are about to blow up. <laughs> you definitely have your own little niche, though, because because like there's tons of tutorial videos on YouTube. If you search Civ Five tutorial, you'll you'll get with a menagerie of videos that are worthless. So many of them are just bullshit and worthless. And like I've watched all the top five tips videos, and I'm just like, this is juvenile stuff. This is first day like tutorial shit that the game like. The game's in-game tutorial stuff would tell you, like, yeah, I know where to plant my city. Like, we're, like, I'm not getting anything out of this. But then you go to your videos, and they're exactly what I was looking for. It's, it's, 
Uh, I see, you know, how you're how you're working your hexes. I see how you how you fight a real war. Um, you know, things like bringing the road system with you and making huge swaths of road covered tiles to to be able to bring units in and out. Like like we just never I'd never seen that before until we started watching your videos. So you've definitely got your own little niche, and you're you seem to be the best at making videos of it, not just the best at doing it. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's it's the part of the part of graduate school that I really liked was pursuing my research topics of my own interest. So fi finding and answering questions that I had that were interesting questions to me and the teaching people who gave a shit, right? That was the part of the other part of graduate school that I really liked. And, you know, this is kind of a continuation of that to some degree. It's like, you know, the first couple guide videos I put out there, this is before I'd chosen to go try streaming as a, as a profession. And it was basically been like, all right, well, I know about this. I get a lot of questions from people about this. I get a lot of people on my stream asking me about this. Why don't I talk about this for a little bit? And you'll see some of them, you know, I get, I get accused of making guide videos that are too long. You know, like the guide, like the, for example, the, the, we were talking about the Civ tier list. The Civ tier list is a four hour video, four fucking hours of me talking about Civ, right? And I mean, the whole point I made it this way it was it's a reference guide. You know, it has it has time link stamps to every single sieve. If you want to spend five minutes and hear about your sieve, you can go do that. But the complaint I get people, and I don't understand this complaint, which is, you know, filthy. If this was shorter, I'd watch it. What? You want me to like give you nothing? Like, I mean, it takes time to talk about a topic. It takes time to tell you, you know, to to do anything that is more than just like, the surface level. Yeah, this is a good sieve. They have science. You should pick that. You know, that doesn't tell you anything. I watched like, the whole fucking know. video. Four hours is good. pretty long. <laughs> Four hours yeah. is pretty long, but filthy. Here, it, if I don't mean to pull the old man YouTube. If you don't know, I've been on YouTube since 2009. I have 1.2 million subs. Uh, I used to go at YouTube really hard. And um, I had the most success with making the kind of videos that I like to watch. Uh, I, I've I've made videos here and there where I maybe copy somebody else's style. I've made videos that, uh, you know, that maybe I thought the subscribers would want. And they never went quite as well as when I made the kind of videos that I enjoy. Uh, that, what I made is much different than yours. It was usually like eh, five to 12 minutes of like how I feel about a topic, um, you know, and, and like this is, this is what I see going on. This is what I think we should do about this or that. And sometimes it was game related, you know, like a Call of Duty mechanic. Sometimes it was not. It was like, um, you know, why Google is getting into the ISP business. And I would analyze that. And um, uh, those are the kind of videos that I like watching. And uh, they were always my most successful style. Yeah, it's been it's such a weird such a weird business. It's so different. It's so different than anything I've ever done before. There's so much self promotion in it that I just I don't like. I don't no, like that. Oh, I was gonna it. say that earlier. So your stream, I was watching I, I've only watched one of your streams, but I've also watched one of your pre recorded streams, so I, I kinda feel like that's two. And uh which is long because they, they take hours and hours to go. Yeah. And uh you have a nice balance of playing the game and fan interaction. You thank people for donations, but you don't make it like I've seen other streams where they do donation wars, where they really go overboard with the graphics and thank you and play a movie and kick into a dance. And, and uh, um, I was like, aha, I feel like this guy in watching it hits the mark that I aspire to hit. And uh, oh, thanks for that. Yeah. I mean, I don't want I don't want to be a monkey, right? I don't want to be like you know, like they donate like that's five the term I've like, used. Dance for me, you know. And I'm like, I don't really want to dance right now. So dancing monkey is dancing. the thing I've said. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. Like I, yeah, yeah. I don't want I don't want that. It's not at all interesting to me. It doesn't fit at all how I want to interact with that. I appreciate my fans supporting me, and it's absolutely crucial if I'm going to do this as any sort of like actual financial, like financially viable thing. Mm -hmm. But the, the the goal is actually to move away from being forced to do things I don't want to do. Is to be doing things that I want to be doing. And hopefully what I find is the market of, you know, the people who want to be watching what I'm providing and hopefully I can adapt to what that is. But, you know, if it doesn't work out that way, the last thing I want to end up doing is, you know, sitting there fucking, you know, 
doing push-ups for fucking subs or something you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i um yeah I, I, my most recent stream i left t notifier off and i thought it was weird that nobody donated at all but whatever you know i'm not i'm fine with that too and uh later it turned out that people had donated and they didn't get the proper thank yous and there was a whole uh it wasn't a hate thread it was really constructive criticism but a lot of constructive criticism is sometimes hard to swallow. <laughs> a lot of very constructive criticism. Did you see the thread <laughs> by chance? Specific constructive. Yeah, yeah it, it was like, Woody, you're not doing this right. You're not doing that right. And a lot of it was revolving around the subs and the um, the donations. And it, I just left T Notifier off because I had recorded a private video and I didn't want. I don't know if people don't know this, but at least there's like a 20 second countdown when you first turn it on, and you you don't want that in a video. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, the, it's. They only so had my growing? best interests in mind, but the, it was awful to read. Is Civ growing? That's an interesting question. I guess we could look up mm. like Steam demographics to have a look at that. I don't know. The Civ top no ten game. Community. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's really good. I mean, we don't get shit for numbers on streaming it. I mean, it's a very small game if you look at it for Twitch in terms of actual viewer count. Mm -hmm. You know, it's oh, it's basically me and two other two to three other streamers who actually pull any numbers on that. And I, even I don't, I don't pull numbers. I mean, I, I say that, I mean, I, I see somewhere between three and 500 viewers probably on average. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty small fish as to as viewer as streams go. So. Do you not care for beyond earth? No, beyond earth. I mean, I don't want to knock, I don't want to knock the company. The company reduces, produces a lot of really good stuff, but beyond earth was a pile of shit. And it was a, it's a total disaster for multiplayer. It's so we, we tried it as a group. We were actually quite excited for that. A lot of these Civ guys who um, went, we basically, <coughs> It came out, did a 24 hour stream of it, played a yeah. shit ton of multiplayer of it. It's not viable for multiplayer at all. So, I, I didn't play enough of it to know uh, the reasons why it's not viable for multiplayer, but I played enough of it to know that I didn't enjoy it as much as I did uh, Civ 5 for a number of reasons. And we went back probably within a month, I would say. Yep. Now, did, how was Civ 5 upon its release, though? Because it's had DLC that Civ 5 without the DLC, in, in my amateur opinion, isn't half the game that it is with all the DLC. What do you think about Beyond Earth? Can can it be saved with DLC? I mean, anything can be saved with DLC. It depends how much effort and time they put into it, and how much how much they care about balancing the game, right? And I mean, it's 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 scary to see some of the things that companies are doing out there versus what some of the other companies are doing. I mean, look at Blizzard, right? Look at Blizzard's repeated patches. Look at I mean, regardless of how much you like the content they're putting out, you look at WoW, you look at like Hearthstone or something. Regardless of how much that type of game appeals to you. The support they put into it and making sure that when imbalances crop up they get addressed and making sure that no one class is overly dominant for any length of time that type of stuff is so so good for the game as a, as a both a competitive game but also just for like replayability and actually enjoyment right and i think the problem with you know the civ civ and to a, to you know some extent to beyond earth is that there just isn't that kind of that kind of input into it like that repeated you know it's not it's not ever going to be a one pass thing you know it's going to take it's going to take evaluations and coming back to it and having to look at this oh how does it play versus for newbies versus you know pros how does it how does it pan out i don't think you can do that i mean this is one of the great things with the modding stuff you know uh, I'm, I'm an xcom streamer as well and xcom 2 is coming out and one of the things they've announced with xcom 2 is that it's going to be totally open for modders to do whatever the hell they want with it from the get-go that's not a multiplayer game so it's not quite the same but at the same time that kind of mentality is so good for the game because you can go okay well if we have a dedicated community we have a dedicated group we can go, all right, the gaming company doesn't want to put the time into balancing this. Well, we can. So that's pretty cool. Hey, back to the gap year thing. So you, you, you've been streaming for an entire year. And when did your girlfriend say you should do it? Was it the start of that year or is it current? Uh, are you asking if she's still advocating it? Or I guess I am. Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so um, initially, you know, I was thinking about it. Basically, we're coming up to comprehensive exams, which are the portion. So after you finish your master's in the PhD program, you take comps, and comps are like a big, a huge, like two days of testing, basically everything you know about everything, you know, what you're supposed to know. And then you go and you write your dissertation. And I was coming up, basically studying for comprehensive exams, and I'm like, you know, do I want to do this? I basically have to put two or three months into just studying. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of at a point where I'm, not entirely sure I want to continue with this program or not. And, you know, she basically said, you know, give this a chance, you know, give it a, give it a try, see how it goes, take a year, take a little bit longer in a year, take whatever you want to see if this is something viable. So how is she now? She's equally supportive as she was then. She, uh, you know, it's tough to say, you know, you get your, your income sources are so diverse when you're, you're streaming, right? You have things like donations, you have things like YouTube, you have things like Twitch advertisements, you mm -hmm. have things like uh, Patreon, that type of stuff, right? It's all over the place where you get it from. And then Civ died for two months or three months while I was doing this, you know? So I'm taking a year to play Civ and see how it goes as a streaming thing. And for three months, Civ was not playable in multiplayer. They patched it and they broke it. And they didn't unbreak it for three months. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that kind of put a, you know, bit of a bit of a downturn on the finances for, for that period of time. So It's scary. Yeah, so know. I'm married, uh, like you. I, I, so I had a regular job. You don't know me, but... Um... I was a senior software architect working at Cisco. I've been a programmer for like 20 years, something like that, 13 of them at Cisco. Um, and then I was doing the YouTube thing and my wife is like, yeah, go ahead, you can switch. You just drop your whole career, like you do what you wanna do. And um, one of the challenges with Jackie is that she's like, ridiculously supportive and um that that's sound, a challenge that's yeah. one of that's, that's one of the challenges i think filthy might line up with this but <laughs> wait do you hear I this i wanted an overcome adversity story and she ruined it if i told her honey i want to be a juggling clown like this is my new passion it's what i'm all about my essence is in juggling and I want to be a juggling clown. She'd be like, you get them, Woody. You'll be the best juggling clown they've ever seen. And I can't <laughs> fucking juggle at all. <laughs> right? like, I'm awful. Not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> but she would support me anyway. So yeah. like, on one hand, it's great to be supported, and that's wonderful. On the other hand, it means that it's really your responsibility to make responsible decisions. You know, like, I, I, have, I have a wife and two kids. And, uh, you know, like, I... This is not a game here. Well, it's kind of a game, but yeah, you know, like it, if she's going to support me. <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you do for a living? <laughs> it's not a game. Here. I love it. But, um, you know, like, okay, this is serious, right? E even though I work with games, this is serious. This is, you know, we're, we're buying the house. We're taking the kids. We're putting them in college. Like these are real life things. They're huge repercussions. And, you know, she's so supportive and it's great. But on the other hand, it puts all the burden on me to make sure that I don't screw this up because she would support me, you know, like, you know, to the top and to the bottom. So make sure you're headed in the right direction. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you can't tell for sure. You know, like time, time will, time will give me the information to make the decisions. Right. Well, you know, like I I can, that, I, I'm go sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I hope that your time on here, I hope a lot of our listeners go and check out your, uh, your streams because I really enjoy them. I definitely enjoy today's because I was, I was watching Chiz play. Uh, he, he messaged me to try to join in, but I didn't get the message until it was too late. But uh, hopefully next time I'd like to play with you guys and, uh, and uh, well, see what I've got at, at the highest, what I consider the highest level. I'm gonna I'm gonna be pretty honest here. Um, this wasn't totally selfless that I'm here. I didn't just do this because you know. Like, what? Some, yeah, you know. <laughs> Wait a minute! <laughs> oh my god! Said, Get out! <laughs> learning the self promotion shit a little bit, and it turns out that when someone with a lot of view count goes, "Hey, you should come talk to us," I'm like, "Yeah, 
That seems like a really that's good the idea. Whole point. Yeah, yeah. There's a give and take there. That's the that's that's what makes this whole business work. That's what gets people together and uh, yeah, and, and, and lets people meet that, and uh, exchange ideas. That's like the it. thing, right? And 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 you know, there, there's a win-win here, right? Like, I think you're interesting because you're smart and you're ruthless, and you, you think I'm interesting because I can promote your stream. Well, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and honestly, you know, like a lot of it is going to be. It's like every other profession, in the entire you know, rest of your life is. A lot of it is knowing people, right? And this is, you know, this is going out and meeting the people who are doing what I'm interested in doing professionally and they're doing it already so I think that's a pretty good thing as it is so as to yes would you like to get some other games yeah right I'd like to get some other games if nothing else I think it'd be really really fun to uh, to play I mean I like playing groups of games anyways with people I know you know the, the better I know them and the more interaction we can have in the game if we're on voice comms like that makes the game better when I play I with agree. my the regulars the game is more fun because we have personalities that I know and understand interacting with each other right so like bringing in a group of friends to play I think is a really really good idea anyways so I agree completely I uh, I'll often tweet and uh, just and the lobby will fill up pretty fast and then we'll delete you know we'll get rid of anybody who doesn't have the correct DLC and who, who can't communicate or whatever and we're usually left with uh, there's a group of players that we have, and, and some of them have been put on the shit list, and <laughs> others have been put on, yeah, let's go after that guy. He'll stay in there for nine and a half hours if we need him to. And uh, and we've kind of... You Lord know, Peter Baelish. Lord Peter Baelish. L let me just say this. When I tweet, playing Civ Five, open lobby, let's go, free for all, all the DLC, Peter, I, I look at all my Steam notifications, and Peter <laughs> Baelish is online within 45 fucking <laughs> seconds. That means that, that he's getting a text notification. Kyle's playing Civ. And he's like, Steam time. Like, 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 I imagine him like, like, when he like, he like remote, like, you know, VPNs in or whatever the fuck it is, and like, you know, like logs in. He's like, I'm he's kicking the rest of the day off work. Yeah. Get in the yeah. lobby on the way home. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's fucking running. He's like a superhero who's got to change while he's running away to the, to the scene of the crime. He's like getting logged into Steam and loading his uh, PC new, up as he's running to his house or something. He's the new Every god time. of death. When, when I played COD, I, I had a guy named God of Death 89, and he was two things. He was really good at the game. So he often, when I played with um, people that watch my videos, they were better than normal players, right? These are people who are very into the game. They're not, they're not just casuals. And God of Death would lead the lobby of good players all the time. And also, it was hard to join my stream. So when I streamed COD, I would pull between like four and 8,000 people. So it's difficult to get in the game. And uh, I'd, I'd play maybe three games, empty the whole lobby, and then bring in the next 11. He would get in that 11 like 75% of the time. Something about him was, he had better equipment, like he had a keyboard for his Xbox, and uh, everyone else is like working the controller. And clickety clap, clickety clap. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he also just knew what to do. He had a different technique of joining the games, and, and it, he was so good at it. After a while, I'd just invite him into my games for the start. Because so he's that, so fucking good, you yeah, want him on your team. because if he's random, he could end up on either team. But if I invite him in, he's always on my team. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look, got night of death. Got and a, he was truly, got a death I watched a lot of your streams, and I remember that guy. And I think I've played with him a few times. And he was one of those top-tier COD players who, if he's, if he's on the other team, he, he, you can't lead a, a group of randoms to victory against real players. But... You can make you can ruin the other team's fun. Like you can make a group of guys who usually pub stomp and really have a great time every game, and you can have them cursing because you're taking <laughs> their kill. You're ending oh, the kill streaks. You're so fucking. True. Yeah, I remember totally. playing with you, Kyle. When my connection would be bad, and it'd be you, Socrates, and me in a party, and I would get booted or something, and I'd just rejoin your game, and I would get on the other team of Socrates. I'd just leave. 
It was no fun playing against <laughs> no. that guy. He would just beat the shit out of you relentlessly. You so, always thought you had him and you never did. Filthy, you don't know Socrates, but this is interesting. So Socrates was an amazing Call of Duty player, right? Like just top notch. Because when you said you don't know Socrates, I'm like thinking back to my philosophy class. <laughs> <laughs> okay, different Socrates. He was a gaming butter buddy of ours I met through Kyle. And, um, and then he stopped playing COD, joined the Air Force, and started flying UAVs. Like, so in real life, <laughs> he applied his fucking skills. But some of them to the next level, right? He's, he's like, like, you guys, you fucking noobs actually sitting here playing this. <laughs> oh, he's ruining a lot of people in the Middle East today. And he was Each really good. My Cadian COD was 4.2. In real life, 87,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's rigged for audio. He's really looking for the cursing. That's really what gets him through the day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he went and started like real life video games, essentially in yeah, war. He had a talent. And, and and he had. I find this in all players who are like uh, a master of the game they play. There's a kind of calm demeanor while they're like in in any any circumstance. It might to a regular player you'd be like, oh shit, we're done. But he's just like, oh, all right, well I gotta fall back and use my M16 now. <laughs> and I feel I feel like it's the way you lamented today. You're like, all right, I guess I'll build a few units. All right then. <laughs> and in your head, you're like, you're like, now I have to crush you. And that's kind of how he was in almost any situation, but with COD. And uh, it, he was uh, he's truly a step above where 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 I was certainly, maybe two steps above where I was. It, just a really good player. And I don't know if it was hand-eye coordination or just the thousands of hours we'd played, but uh, I mean, we'd play uh, Black Ops, and uh, he would run like. UAV counter UAV and a blackbird and I just run behind him and get and get chopper gunners over and over when you play with him You've got surveillance the whole game uh, <laughs> I still got him on Skype. I, I he needs to get some time off. I'd love to play with him again. Yeah, I, I like I <laughs> I enjoyed his company so much He reached out to me when like a new borderlands was dropping and was like hey, we should play this together I really like playing it with you and I'm like me <laughs> <laughs> You like well, playing? I guess I am pretty good. <laughs> it's funny too. Like, I mean, I mean, you guys sounds like it sounds like you know you're doing this for a living, so you probably have the same experience, right? You meet people through the gaming that like become friends and become friends like way beyond the game that you're playing with them. You know, I went out to visit, we're out to uh, my girlfriend and I took a actually sold a well, I don't know if I should say that here. I guess it's too late now. <laughs> I sold a game account in one game I was interested in, took a trip to Hawaii with that, right? And uh, and I stayed in part of, while I was out in Hawaii. Part of where I stayed was with a friend from a game I've been playing with. Who I'd never met in real life before. I stayed out there for like you know three or four days at his place. In between that and like the the hotel we ended up at, and like it was great. You know, like we met him. Like I keep in touch with him. It's like started in a game, and it was you know we were together in that game because we were both good at the game and enjoyed each other's company. And it turns out that that translates into real life as well, which I think is a pretty cool ex part of the gaming experience that we get. Yeah, we're okay. very familiar yeah, with that. Oh that's, yeah, that's how, that's how we all met. You know, um, I Taylor and I used to. How did we originally meet? What's our earliest? You and I. I think. Uh, Oh. I remember I messaged Woody. I messaged you during Modern Warfare two times. I feel like times, there's a joke to be made here with the the product today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, Kyle, you were saying you messaged me in Modern Warfare two, but I think I first met you in Wings and put me in the same call as you. Oh, maybe so. Okay, I, then, then I, I might have remember. met Kyle through Wings too, playing, but I, I can't recall when we first played together. It might have been a zombies thing. Taylor paid to be my friend. Uh, twice. Twice? Oh, Is that once. true? No, that's <laughs> <laughs> No, I was doing a thing where um, uh, it was for March of Dimes. I think it was called something. It was by March of Dimes, but it was like March for Babies or something like that. And um, I was doing a fundraiser 
and anyone who donated fifty dollars towards these towards the charity, and it was all straight up. Like it, it wasn't they had their own website, and you were able to donate it directly. It wasn't like give the money to me and I'll send it on. <laughs> no, no, we're we're good. It was all legit. And uh, he donated fifty dollars to uh, prevent birth defects in babies. And anyone who did that, I would do a dual come with. And that's how I first met Taylor. See, and that worked out fine because at the same time, Wings was doing something where it was like, yeah, send me a hundred bucks and I'll put you on. And everybody who got popular that way, they were like, you fucking sell out, you, you bastard, you didn't earn this. And I was like, well, if I donate it to charity, people can't be mad. No, they can. In my naive stage of the internet. Yeah, that's what I thought. At the time, he had like 28,000 subs. So I was like, oh, this guy, this guy's going to the top. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's how all of us are. We we all kind of and I'd say you know it's just the three the three of us here. But there's a there's a larger friend group that we're kind of part of that we all kind of met online in one way or another. Whether it was, uh, you know, friends of friends playing Call of Duty a lot. We used to all play Call of Duty heavily, uh, and until uh, we had vitamin D deficiencies. <laughs> and um, it's uh, just but it's, unhealthy profession streaming, just in general. It's so fucking bad for you. I'm sitting here. I have an arm brace on today because I'm. Doing this too much? Are you kidding me? Doing like what now? In this chair, like, hey, <laughs> can I suggest the auto blow too? <laughs> <laughs> this was the perfect segue I've just given you. <laughs> it yeah, it's um. So the uh, the online friendship thing, and my my regulars have heard me say this before. I think it's interesting because the like it doesn't matter if you're fat, it doesn't matter if you're old, it doesn't matter if you're black or white or or whatever. The only thing that matters is is the the content of your heart and the tone of your voice. Everything else is just all right. So gay, but everything, like everything else is when you're online. That's it. Oh, and maybe how good you are at the game. Like that kind of. I was gonna say the last yeah. one. Matters. Yeah, the last one matters. But well, see, uh, most of the time, people have these horror stories of like, oh yeah, I got along with, you know, Zebra Slayer sixty nine, and then we met up online or in real life, and he was just a weirdo and a perv, and I hated him. <laughs> like that does happen sometimes, where you get to know somebody online, then you meet them in real life, like after playing a bunch of games, and they're just a totally different person. Like they won't talk or look you in the eye. But ninety five percent of the time, they're the same person. So if yeah, you get along uh, with them, you're gonna get along in person too. My experience was a little different. I was like, yeah, you know, we were hanging online, and turns out he's like a weirdo and a perv, and it was great. <laughs> 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 we were like two peas in a pod. It, it's weird when you meet someone that that you know you, you used to be sort of a, a fan of online, like like the earliest, um, <clears throat> like the first guy that got me interested in making YouTube videos or watching YouTube videos, or even. Uh, the first Call of Duty videos I watched were Zer Grizz, and you know, like three years after, like see, three or four years after seeing his first video, like I'm at some like Machinima award show or something with Mike, who is Zer Grizz's real name, like, and you know, having dinner with him and drinking beers and stuff. You know, it's just weird how like you end up meeting those people and and moving around in the same circles. He got really drunk that night and lost. <laughs> I, uh, I was it's a, bit like that. it's a bit like that in psychology. You know, like I'm reading like when I'm reading these textbooks or like you know these articles that I'm like reading these classes and you know you see these names pop up again and again and again. These are like you know these are these celebrities of the psychology world. And then you go to the conferences and you meet them and they're like regular guys and they're pretty cool and you know you get to chit chat with them about your research and shit like that. And, yeah, and it's like you know you, you have this weird like. There's, there's actually people who study this and look at the interaction between like fans and celebrities. It's kind of, it's kind of a other, weird thing. So. The other interesting thing is this. Like sometimes you'll watch people who make videos or do live streams and you only see the best side of them. And you think like, ah, oh, here's a guy who's really got things <laughs> figured out. 
<laughs> Here's a guy who's got things figured out. He's so awesome. And then I meet them in real life. And it's like, wow, this guy has like a drinking problem. This guy, you know, is, is completely unsuccessful in yeah, his personal like relationships. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, you know, he's able to hold it together for seven Cocaine and a half addiction. minutes. Yeah, right. He's able to hold it together in seven and a half minutes. And he seems like a superstar. But when you really learn about this guy and who he is, he's a wreck. And, you know, that stuff happens, too. So I okay, talk. give me two seconds. I'll be right back. I, my, this just started pouring rain, and I want to go close the window before I... Okay, perfect. All right. yeah. this, this, I, I'd like to talk about my P.O. Box very quickly. Oh, uh, okay. But I, we do, I think we need to pimp Dollar Shave Club, too, because we kind of ran through that quickly at the start. I, I thought it's... Um, we started at 8.20. We do it at... Uh, so we're 30 minutes out. Okay. I just want to make sure we do it well for them. I'm on it 100%. Uh, Thank you. We start in 17 minutes on that ad. Um... So my P.O. Box is 102 Carnesville, P.O. Box 102 Carnesville, Georgia, 30521. And I got some cool stuff recently. You guys really seem to be like beating that whole uh, me disliking that random photo of me online thing uh, to death. So I got this enormous, I'm going to have to zoom out my camera. Let me. Keep sending him these things. This is hysterical. I think <laughs> it's really funny. Like you guys get creative with this shit. This couldn't have been cheap. Yeah. <laughs> like, look at the definition <laughs> on that. Like, this is a HD fucking print. Like, like, I don't know if they use Canvas World or whatever. Um, we're looking at them as a sponsor, actually, right now. But uh, it's perfect, and it's massive. It covers my whole fridge. I, I hope you can, like, get an, an idea for just how big <laughs> my thing whole is. fridge. <laughs> yeah, that's how that, I, I left it. I, like, showed it to my girlfriend and, and Kitty, and, like, when I came back, they had magnetized it to the, the fridge, and that's what my fridge looked like. And then, like, I had a bunch of stuff come on the same day. And the other thing is this. So I got, <laughs> I got a shirt with, uh, with the same thing. You guys just uh, are relentless with that. And, uh, and then I guess this one is more for Kitty's office. But, um, but, but I got this. Uh, <laughs> so you guys really spare no expense with your fucking gag gifts. I appreciate that. Uh, there was also a big shoebox full of candy that arrived. I will not be eating any of that. <laughs> um, but, but thanks for sending it anyway. I'm gonna get um, a PO box. I'm really excited about this kind. Of, so people, they don't. I don't have a PO box, but what they do is they dox me and get my address <laughs> and send me stuff. And some of my most prized possessions are are like from subs. I I've got like quotes of me and stuff. Like here, I'll take it off the wall. This thing right is old. But at one point in a video, I think I was talking about some guy who was in the friend zone. And uh, I had recently gone on a trip to the Dominican Republic and we did this like cliff diving thing. I jumped, but whatever. And, uh, and I was like, hey, you only need to be brave for a second and the rest takes care of itself. And something about cliff diving and talking to girls just seemed like, you know, once you kick off that first like thing, then the rest just rolls from there. You're in it. You're committed. And uh, they loved it and built this. Dude, it's like 3D and stuff. Ooh, um, embossed. Very high quality. I, 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 it's home. <laughs> on the back of it, it says handcrafted in Torrington, Connecticut, Joe Coppler Art Gallery. Like Ooh, someone. Fancy. See, that quote is risky business. Like it makes sense for oh. cliff diving. But like when you said, oh, you know, cliff diving, talking to girls, like you can Bank walk robbery. up to a chick. Yeah. And be like, <laughs> hey, what's up, baby? She's like, oh, not much. You. You can be like, oh. Uh, uh, goodbye. That's all I had. That's all I had. I don't think we get this far. I'm gonna go home and write some more lines. <laughs> no, man, it's not like that. You you figure out the regular people, and it all goes smooth from there. I used to do this thing called Mail Monday, and subscribers would ask me like life questions. 
It was not. Oh, Mail Monday. I get it. <laughs> How did that work out for you, though, in general? The gay porn? I'm a, yeah. No, the the advice thing, it worked out super well. Like, uh, I, I even today, so it's been years, right? At the time, it was all requests for help. Now, I, like every day, I get thank yous for, here, I, I got one today. Uh, I, if I scroll up in these you messages. You get these heavy messages, you know, people who were like in really rough situations in their life, they had like, uh, you know, they're 16 and they got their girlfriend pregnant and they're, or it's like, um, you know, People who are like flunking out of college and, and they don't know how to spend the rest dance. of your life answering those. So you, you have to them, give them actually real like like real energy and real thought into this. You can't just be like flippant when someone like gives you like that request. Exactly, you know? it's a big responsibility. <laughs> occasionally, I would come on and I I would help him and and I would do the opposite of what you just said. I give I'd be like, fuck <laughs> it, fuck it. Maybe she falls down the stairs. Maybe uh, you know, keep this private. Move, but find a new but place read this. What he's, those questions that he got, I'd say they could be segmented into like three different types. One third were those deep, I really need help and I trust you as an authority figure and I respect your opinion. One third was, how do I talk to girls? And the other third was like, I'm masturbating too much. How do I stop? Like those seemed like the three. And I would I would pick them like across the spread too, right? It was like, all right, here's one that I think is a situation a lot of people would be in. I can I can help a lot of people with this. You know, here's one that's that's whatever kind of funny, or maybe I just haven't answered it before. And here's one that will contribute to clickbait titles. Like, oh, do you have bloody ejaculate? Let's get you in, because that's a title people will click on. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I don't like that one. I, yeah, I mean, on some of them. I mean, I listen. I'm a huge fan of Dan Dan Savage. So I listen to the Savage yes, podcast. Yes. Yes. Right. So like, it's really really cool. But uh, he has some, you know, expertise in this. You know, where like he like farms this out. He goes and calls like PhDs and asks them these questions. I like for me, like I don't know. I think I would be very very hesitant to be giving out large amounts of advice on stream. Nah, like I'm a genius. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> there you go. That might be it. <laughs> um, here, do you want to read one? I, I got one. This is from yesterday. Oh, this is great. I'm just scanning it because it's important to me that I keep it anonymous. Uh, we should be good. Is this a thank you or is this an actual advice question? This is an advice question. Okay. Unprotected virgin sex need help. Hey, Woody, longtime fan here. I'm currently 14 years of age. Been watching since I was 11. You've given me some great advice and pointers in life. I just lost my virginity to my girlfriend, who's also 14. And we've been together for seven months. And we don't see the relationship ending anytime soon. There's one problem with all this. The sex was unprotected. It lasted for about six minutes, and I pulled out a minute before I finished. Yeah, I pulled out, but there's still that danger of pre-cum and an STD. I had masturbated before I got to her house and peed after that. I read that if you peed after your ejaculation, it gets all the sperm in the shaft out and kills it. With that in mind, <laughs> I could have eliminated my pre-cum, and that's what I'm hoping for. With all that out of the way, there's still a chance of STDs. We both peed afterwards and even showered afterwards words and she should start her period in a couple weeks but we're just thinking and waiting for that the issue is she's sometimes a week late and that will cause both of us to worry even more severely i'm really just nervous and could use some advice i don't want to throw my life away at 14 years old and i hope to have a bright future in front of me ah, he's fine any response yeah, would be greatly be appreciated fine. it's almost done should we tell an adult and get a pregnancy test if she is pregnant should we get an abortion again any response would be appreciated and just keep you doing what you're doing. This? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You should decide whether or not he gets 
him and his 14-year-old girlfriend, who you've never met and know nothing about. We know the answer. Oh, yeah. That's all I need to make clear. We could totally attack this from like a realistic, like logical perspective, you know, how to give advice at this point. But when it gets to the questions like that, how do you fucking possibly answer like stuff like that? I know exactly what he needs. First of all, yeah. Kyle, do you want to take it or do you want me to go? easy, little man. There's like no chance you knocked her up. And the STD thing, don't even worry about that if you're both virgins. You're so young. Did the 14-year-olds really... Is there like, is there like, like, like chlamydia yeah, being chlamydia passed around? Yeah, her, right. You know, like, play school like, scooter. Like, like you're I gonna be fine. I've a lot of girls, and I've never ever gotten an STD. I, I, I just really think your chances are low. And even if you do, like most of the STDs, There's they can treat some now. Background in this, that is some of the worst advice I've ever heard. Yeah, you're fine. Don't worry about no, it. it. Never, no, don't no. actually say that to people. <laughs> here, here, here. Listen, listen. Now is when you go. When you need to turn around and go, like, gonna be okay. Good. I'm fucking kidding. Don't actually don't tell do any adults about this. That's adults are nothing but trouble. Idea. They don't understand, man. Oh, no. Don't tell anyone. No. Now, if you want a pregnancy <laughs> test, I'm sure you friends. could acquire one uh, online for free or something. I bet there's some website that just send them to you, or you could. You just really don't need to. You just need to relax. You need to use protection going forward every time. Um, don't be trying to like pee and masturbate and come up with some sort of a magical no cum thing. Don't don't be like. Don't look at her her uh, her, her uh, ovulation cycle and try to do that. Don't try to pull out. You're gonna get your 14 year old girlfriend knocked up and ruin the rest of your life unless your parents are like unless you're like Sarah Palin's kid or something like that. Don't do that. Don't do I that actually, to your parents or yourself. Um, uh, use protection. That's the answer. But that, don't worry, you're fine. That's not too far from the uh, from the answer I gave him. I, I told him that you know, so 14 struck me as really young to be having sex. Uh, uh, it, it still does. Um, Having said that, I want to see demos on that before I went one way or that on the other. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem young to you. Fourteen. Hispanic. Uh, (laughs) Oh man, I didn't see any clues. I don't think so. I I think based on his username, I know his first name, so I'm predicting he's a white guy, but I can't be sure. But um, no, (laughs) no, no, I'm not giving. uh, Anonymity is important. So uh, um, here, I can write it to you. I'm kidding. I, oh, I was, no, no. We don't need to know his name. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, it's only a guess anyway. But, uh, dude, I don't think his girlfriend's pregnant. Uh, the fact that he's a virgin and she's 14, I don't think she has much of a sexual history. That lowers the STD risk substantially, them both being 14-year-olds. They might have both been virgins. He didn't call out her as being a virgin. But that Careful would, with that, though. You know, you know the, the highest risk STD population? You're telling me the highest yeah. risk is two virgins? No, no. The highest risk is actually the elderly right now. Ah, they're not, ah, and it's because they don't fucking use protection at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so in some sense, I don't think you should just be like age, age equals safety on that. But on some level, I think you know the advice that Kyle's giving is fairly no. reasonable on that, which is you know use fucking protection. I, it's pretty unlikely she oh, got pregnant. Wait. Pretty unlikely. I'm still going. I wasn't saying that age <laughs> equals protection. I was saying that sexual history, to some extent, is related to uh, STD safety. And if they're both virgins, I mean, right? G- yeah, g- that grant makes me sense that. With the elderly thing, though, because like they, they've been. Do, going at it since before getting tested was even a thing. Like they could have had chlamydia since the Eisenhower administration. And just <laughs> never know. <laughs> yeah, and then, <laughs> like, um, and then now they're just passing it along in the old folks' home. Right, and, and if she's hit menopause and they don't need to worry about babies anymore, and so they stop using protection. The other thing was, um, <clears throat> like Kyle said, wrap it, use protection. And, and I sort of went on a responsibility rant with this guy. I was like, look, you're 14 years old, and the reason that people think that 14 year olds shouldn't be having sex is that. 
they don't have the wisdom to handle it emotionally, you know, the, the intimacy and the challenge there, and they don't have the sense of responsibility to do it responsibly. And I'm like, does that sound like you? Yeah, because... you want to find an older adult to, to, to maybe have these experiences with, maybe a, high, <laughs> maybe a, maybe a teacher, someone, some, someone, yes, maybe some maybe of the faculty. Teacher. Yeah. All right. Someone I'm not getting anywhere with this. You around. Right. Most people under bridges always willing to help out. <laughs> oh, you want somebody with a car? That should be what you're going for at 14. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's not well, only will they have sex with you, but you know they'll take you to like the bouncy castle when you're finished. Wherever you want to go, Burger yep. King, whatever. Uh huh. <laughs> so um. So yeah, if he's having unprotected sex, it strikes me you know, like he just seems like he's not ready to, to take the responsibility. <clears throat> Did you not have condoms because you were embarrassed to buy them? Maybe you're not ready for sex. I don't know. I'm still embarrassed to buy condoms, right? It depends what the clerk is, right? Not me. Like, no, I'm not embarrassed to buy condoms at all. Let's say what? his parents are particularly like sex negative, for example, and they don't, and he can't keep condoms in the house because if their parents find them, he's in a lot of trouble. Same with the grown up being on birth control. In my oh, opinion, it's easy to hide a condom. You know yeah, what really, makes they're not they're just. You know what and makes it, buying condoms less embarrassing? Buy them in larger quantities, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. That's the economical way to buy condoms anyway. I'm going to need a hundred pack. Yeah. <laughs> I need 200 packs. <laughs> <laughs> what, are what are you running, a whorehouse, little man? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my next, like, plaque on the wall. You know what makes buying condoms less embarrassing? Large quantities. I'll yeah, hang it up there. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Or just dilute your purchase with other items. Maybe you want a Snickers. Maybe there's another video. They game. see that coming. You know, as the <laughs> cash register lady, she's like, she's like four Snickers bars, a Coke, eight packs of Skittles, and condoms. Hmm. All right. What are you fucking some kids? What's your problem? Put Jesus together God. like a really just interesting shopping it. list, right? Like get like uh, four packs of condoms, three zucchinis, some latex gloves, and a plunger, and be like, all right. Yeah, and a lot of Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't know what the uh, plunger's for, but take a video. I order Get one of those party balloon pumper ups, like those things where you go. No, oh, it's all for a prank. I'm goofing. Like, that's it. You could say they're water balloons, I guess, if you wanted to like be silly about it. But like, I still order all that stuff off Amazon. Like, like uh, I ordered, I ordered some lube after. Yeah, I ordered my lube off Amazon because I like the wet platinum, as everyone knows. But you can't get it if you go to Walmart. It's like eleven dollars for this tiny three point three ounce bottle, and I want that big bottle with the pump on top. So, so I went to uh, I did a tour of the Armory, which is where Kink.com does all their porn shooting. When I was out in the, I think it was San Francisco, right? And uh, they have uh, they have tubs. They have like you know like the friggin' like you know you could put a body in them style like tubs of lube. That's where you yeah. gotta go next. Giant time. Breaking Bad vats. There you <laughs> go. Stuff. Yeah, I, I like the pump bottle though. It's like I think it's forty five dollars worth of lube in the pump bottle. It's very expensive, but I mean, there's no point in buying those little tiny three ounce bottles. I don't bottles. Yeah. even know I mean, how much I have left. Wet like platinum. If you go to an Adam and Eve or something. You can get those those pump bottles. Wet platinum sent me a lot of lube. Um, just tell, just tell yeah. that kid who wrote into you that uh, sooner or later, if he keeps fucking with no protection, he's gonna get someone pregnant, and he's gonna be in a world of hurt with that. So uh, let him know yes. that you know. Like, That's you know, an eighteen year sentence. You just did. Uh, just did. There we go. I'm That's just, right. That's right. Just the end of the show. <laughs> let's, let's never give sent me a lot of lube as well, but I don't care for any of the lube other than the original wet. The one platinum. in the black bottle. In yeah, the yeah. Black bottle. That's the They're, one. Anytime they add a flavor or like uh, some sort of a special effect to a lube, no, it should just be slippery and wet and non-sticky. That's all you want. You don't want like like KY immediately turns to glue, right? Take KY and like put it in your hands and rub them together for I don't know. 
about the same amount of times as you would have sex. So and like see if your hands seconds, don't turn to fucking not seconds. even that long. Yeah, eight, <laughs> eight to twelve seconds, you know. <laughs> but do it hard and fast, you know, make it real. And and you'll see it's like fucking tacky, like glue. Whereas if you did that with wet platinum, mm. you're, you would be like, holy shit, that's fucking slippery. Yeah. It doesn't like, wash it, off as nicely, though. Like, that's the other side of it. It, it, it doesn't wash off. It, it towels off, if that makes sense. Like, if you, ta- if you wash your hands and then, like, take a towel and really, like, rub it off, it's because it's oily. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's greasy to, a, to an like extent, but it's platinum, never sticky. Wet and platinum, if you shower down or just, you know, spray yourself off with it, you're pretty much back to bare skin. If, uh, if you do that with... No, I said it backwards. Uh, KY, you can shower off and, and you'll pretty much be back to bare skin. With wet platinum, you shower off and it beads up like you've been properly waxed. Yeah. <laughs> I still, I, I've told the story before, but like I, uh, I, I bought a fresh bottle one time. I got home. I had a loft sort of bedroom and I sort of went to flick it up to the loft. So it would, And I figured it would land on my bed. You know, I'd be crafty, but it hit, it hit the, uh, the railing up there, crashed down on the floor. The bottle shatters. And now I've got like, Two or three ounces of wet platinum on a hardwood floor, and I sort I like toweled it up, but I didn't get the mop out and oh. like the Mister Clean and really scrub. That's an so, all-day endeavor. Because it was under a table, it was like there was like an end table there, and I figured you know who gives a fuck. We moved the furniture around maybe a month later, and I stepped there and and just like felt like it was a banana peel <laughs> in a cartoon. So it not instant like, karma, oh! but still and, like, fairly reasonable. Back. Yeah, yeah, it's so it's so incredibly slippery. It's it's got to be something at a molecular molecular level that, that I don't even know about. There's a lot of oh, isn't science that, isn't that the story for Astroglide, like which is another lubricant? Like, isn't that the that, that was originally a lubricant, like space lubricant of some sort? With, it like, the shouldn't fucking be because it's so sticky. It's it, it, there's no way because it's just Astroglide's junk in my opinion. It's it's just like KY. They both turn to a sticky glue. I don't care for either one of them. Wet platinum all the way, and they, they, they don't sponsor us like the good people over at Autoblow. Yeah, but. <laughs> in KY and Astroglide together is not fair. I'm a big fan of Astroglide. KY is <laughs> horrific. So, Kyle, you're not into any... You're not one for the warming or the, the tingling sensations that they try and promote. I uh, No, no, because like I feel like... I. If there are going to be any natural, like hot, burning feelings, I want to be aware of them immediately. So, and I feel like, but if I've got like the warming lube, that like that'll prevent me from ever noticing if for some reason my genitals do start burning. Like, what if I'm allergic to her vagina, or like, or something like that? And the next thing I know, I look and my penis is like covered in like angry welts and like blisters again. So here's the thing: I feel like I'm everyone shocking. should know this. Give me a second. We gave some of the flavored wet platinum to a neighbor slash wife's friend and um, she got a yeast infection from it. And they said that, yeah, the flavored stuff has sugar in it. Yeah. And and that that creates yeast infections. I didn't didn't know that. Totally does, yeah. And my wife's like, what? No, no, no. That's just for like non-vaginal use. That's just for oral, right? Like you're not supposed to be fucking with some of it. No, some of it's internal versus external. Some of the lubricants say that on them. Whether or not you're supposed to be using that internally or externally. I'm not playing on a slip and slide. I'm fucking ass. We need some <laughs> internal lube. What are you talking about? External lube. <laughs> I think that should be on the bottle. For like the bottles that are for internal use should use that exact quote to yeah, just yeah. really differentiate themselves from the rest of the market. Are you going slip and slide? I thought not. We're fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> platinum. Hard for That's not what I need. Why aren't you sponsored, man? This would be perfect for that. <laughs> we got a knack for it. We don't have the... Well, we are, we are sponsored by a, a couple of good sponsors. I guess it's time... Oh, I'm sorry. To, I meant by, by that particular sponsor. I know. We really... I, we, I had a whole idea for how we could 
literally I wanted to get like a huge vat of it from them and I was going to build the world one of the biggest slip and slides in the world and it was going to be covered with that lube and we were going to go down a hill on like some sort of tarp that was like a, a synthetic like I was going to reach out the Devon Supertramp for the filming hit a ramp at the bottom <laughs> then you could do flips and stuff and land in like a lake or something like we were going to so like yeah yeah and, and part of it was getting our uh, our friend Wings uh, who you've probably heard us mention a few times do it he's a YouTuber slash streamer um, but he's a big guy he weighs like 425 pounds so like I, I was like it's gonna be incredible imagine this big guy like we'll get models to be like greasing him up with this stuff <laughs> he'll be standing he'll be standing like like you'll see like me slide Woody slide Taylor slide and you know everybody's doing their backflips and stuff like that and then you just see him like like his profile against a bright blue sky behind him standing on top of a hill wearing a fucking cape and he's just with some music yeah it's got to be some really like and he turns. You know, like epic and it's shit. just a close up on those those angry eyes of his like wings just, of redemption has been training his entire life for a video like this one <laughs> yeah gravity you have been my enemy my whole life today i harness you he, <laughs> he comes running Super Superman slides, and he's just maybe a GoPro just looking at the intensity in his eyes as he moves close to the speed of sound rocketing toward the bottom. It yeah, he goes so past epic. you, and you feel that, like, boom! <laughs> I wanted it so bad, but they, they didn't have the budget to pull it off, and it, it just never yeah. never went through. My wife was not a fan either. It's got to be like $1,000. It is. Plus, you have that P.O. box now, right? Never know. Send Kyle things covered in loop. <laughs> the ladies, only. Don't do that. The ladies at the post office literally are like my cousin or something like that. We're, I'm from the south, so everybody's fucking related. But like, they know me. That every time I see them, and they're hi, Kyle. And just, just like they've got to like hand give me my packages because I cheaped out. Got the little PO box, and you guys send huge stuff, so they pile it up in the back. So don't send anything. Somebody sent me a glitter bomb the other day, uh, and, and it's basically an envelope full of glitter, and they take a razor and slit the bottom so it spills glitter all over you. But I was too smart for it, and I put it. In, I saw you it before too I got. Wily. Yeah, I uh, put it in a little plastic bag before I uh, went back to my car. So it's time to talk about Dollar Shave Club. So uh, this episode, as you know, is is being brought to you by Dollar Shave Club, keeping your face nice and smooth while keeping food on our tables. Apparently, some some of you still haven't joined Dollar Shave Club, and what? we don't know why. I know. Yeah, it makes no we sense. We can't figure it out. Their razors are amazing, and uh, it's more convenient. It's a, it costs just a fraction of the price. Many people are confused, so we're going to break down exactly how Dollar Shave Club works. So you go to dollarshaveclub.com and pick one of their three great razors. Uh, the options are the two-blade Humble Twin. Now, that's what we use for our genitals around here. We use that because you, it, it prevents ingrown hairs. You don't want a lot of blades down there. You get when better you're, angular motion with the two. In the, in the nooks and crannies. Yes. Um, you, you want two blades, not four or six. They also have the four-blade model, which I recommend if you're, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're touching up maybe your armpits, ladies, or your legs or something like that. And then there's the six-blade executive. And now that's what we use on our face. Now, I personally don't shave my face, but I know that I think that Woody has used this, the executive on his face, and I think Taylor maybe has as well. I have definitely used it. It's very high quality. You'll feel like a baby's ass for at least, like, 14 hours. But if you're like actually going to shave a, a baby's ass, you want to use the two-blade Humble Twin. Don't get confused by that. <laughs> so you it's can get your box in about a week. It Who's a making fan. noise? Yeah, someone fights the well. Don't think that's me. It's a problem. Someone's... Can you guys mute yourselves? Is it me? I don't think so. That Whoever just muted themselves, you're the problem. Give us Merka. Ah, <laughs> figured. 
You get your first box in about a week, and it includes a free handle and the sleeve of uh, blade cartridges. I get those all the time. I have so many sleeves of blade cartridges. Uh, this is high. This is uh, high quality, real deal, weighty stuff, guys. The the handle the, the handle is what they're talking about. It's it really feels like it's got some oomph to yeah. it. Like there's no way you're gonna break it and drop it. Uh, no. It looks and feels just like the expensive stuff uh, that that we used to use. You know, I used to buy those like thirty five dollar razor packs. It's the same thing, really. Uh, my executive has six stainless steel blades, a 90-degree pivot head, and an aloe strip. You've got to love the aloe. That, that also prevents uh, irritation. But once again, don't use that on your genitals. It's too many blades. I've, uh, I've never gotten a shave like I do with the, uh, the, the six-blade razor. And uh, after all, they mail you for uh, four replacement blades every month. It, I seem like I, it seems like I get a lot more than that. Or every other month, if that's uh, better for you, you never have to worry about it again. It's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, in all honesty, I have switched from electric razors to the Dollar Shave Club stuff just because I find that it's a, it's a better experience. And I, they send the shave butter, and I like that, and it makes me smell good. And when I smell good, I get laid more. So that's I nice tried, thing. I tried the shave butter again. I gave it another try after you had recommended it, and I actually liked it more. The first time, I, like, I, I feel like I was just using a, an old razor blade, and that's why I had some irritation. But since I've used it, it, it works pretty well. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of the whole system. We, 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 I use the shave butter. I use their stuff. Their you might think that they wouldn't be good quality because they're less expensive, but they're way better quality. And then the other thing is the buying experience. Like I, I'm an online guy. It, some might even say like a, um, an agoraphobe. Is that the people who are afraid to go outside? Hmm. Is the I'll, I'll go with that. Yes. Filthy. Who, who are the people who are afraid to leave the house? I have specialties in psychology, so that's not mine. I have no idea. <laughs> it might be agoraphobe, but I probably screwed that up. Agoraphobia and, is heights. Mm. Oh, anyway, someone out there knows for well, sure. Don't miss out anymore. But Try dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash PKA. Uh, I think they're doing a special. The, uh, the club makes a great Father's Day gift, so maybe that's something you want to get involved in. Uh, the, it's the, the thing that keeps on shaving. I wanted to say the buying experience, right? So I buy everything from Amazon, right? Mostly. Like if, if I wanted the 9-volt battery, I'd buy it from Amazon because it would come in two days and it would be guaranteed. And there's like a whole team of people out there in the world making sure that that happens. If it's up to me to actually get my ass out of the house and go to like a drugstore, a week later, I might still not have that 9-volt battery. So that's why I do stuff online. And Dollar Shave Club fits the model that I really like. Yeah. People just deliver that stuff to my house for a really good price. Perfect. Perfect. It, it's a way better buying experience than going out and dealing with the lock cases and all that nonsense. I want. I think we should. There should be some kind of a service like Dollar Shave Club, but it's all adult products. Mm. Yeah. Right. I, I actually, condoms and lube and uh, and the stuff that a lot of people are embarrassed to go pick up. What else would we sell? Condoms, Dildo, lube, dildos, sex toys, and, and, auto blows and, too. Auto blows. Auto blows and, and, and really anything. This thing is outrageous. We're gonna get to this thing more later, but just like listen to that listen to that kitten purr. <laughs> you hear that? That's some that's Oh, it's absolutely so disgusting when you really look in there. It's really going to work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awful. We're gonna get more, get to this a uh, little bit later. This is gonna be fun. Uh, hey, I got a thing. So Reddit banned fat people hate. And the whole subreddit. Yeah. Gone. There's actually, shucks, I really should get, I had the list um, in front of me earlier, but it was, it was announcements. Let me look. Um, There's been an absolute fat people hate revolution on subreddit maybe the last 36, 48 <sighs> hours. So, um, shit, 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 I'm very close to finding this. List of subreddits that were banned. So the only really popular one was fat people hate, but they also got rid of ham planet hatred, trans fags, neo fags, 
and a subreddit called Shit Niggers Say. Oh man! Jesus Christ! <laughs> so these He's are a mod. <laughs> you were mod, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they oh, got those all really small subreddits, though. Except for they Pat all had less than thirteenth uh, most active subreddit on subreddit on Reddit. The uh, fat people hate that is. And and what happened was the Streisand effect. If, if you guys don't know the Streisand effect, in fast forward, here's the scoop. Many years ago, when like satellite views for things like Google Maps, it might have been MapQuest or whatever, came out for the first time, they. Uh, um, they started, you could like see celebrities' houses from above, and it was pretty neat. Like, this is Bill Gates' house, this is whatever. Barbara Streisand, I think, sued to not have her house shown in this aerial view. She felt like it was an invasion of privacy. Might kind of be onto something there, but whatever. And uh, because she sued, it brought a lot of attention to her house. It got way bigger. I, I've seen her house from the sky. And Me only, too, and I would have no interest otherwise. I wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, but only because you know she tried to censor it did that uh, did it blow up like it did. And I've been on both sides of, of I've had luck and uh, bad luck with, with censorship. You know, sometimes I'll like ban a guy or quiet it down or whatever, and no one notices and the topic's dead and it's it's great. Other times you try to quiet it and it just gets a thousand times worse than it ever would have been before. Um, this and you know, all have read all of Reddit has temporarily turned into fat people hate, and they're going right after uh, specifically after mm -hmm. the CEO, this POW woman, mm -hmm. um, and, and they're like delving into her past business dealings and past lawsuits she's been a part of. They're going after her husband. Um, they're talking about ways in which they feel like she uh, colluded and, and defrauded to get her position uh, by by doing something dirty to some former CEO of Reddit. Uh, they, you know, that on she's like number one on punchable faces, and they've been shadow banning like thirty people there. <laughs> I saw where she tried to reply to some of this, and she linked like her own PM box. Like she didn't, the CEO of Reddit didn't know how to use Reddit, uh, and so like there's t she they she's since deleted the post, but like they they've of course had mirrors of it and and like image imagers of it, and just it's just so much hate is being directed toward the CEO of Reddit in particular and the mods uh, who are responsible for this. It's incredible to see. The entire front page of of our all, you know, mm -hmm. just 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 everything is is nothing but like swat, you know, calling her a a Nazi, calling her a fascist, uh, calling her a cunt. Lots um, of you know, search engine optimization so that if you look up her name, you'll get like Nazi flags and fat things and things like oh, that. Oh, does that actually work? So yeah. that's why they were doing that. Some of it, yeah. A lot of that's intentional to to fuck with their Google search results. Um, they're they're really like going after her hard. Uh, over this fat people hate thing, and it's really fun to watch. That I don't care when, whenever a community is motivated to do something, like whatever it is, it's fun to watch and just to just to see people like all get behind something. And uh, they are really. <laughs> I can't really think of any bad on. examples with that in there, huh? <laughs> you know, like when the Nazis got together and said, we need a final solution. We're getting, like, right here now, like, to see everybody. No, like, oh, what I've mentioned before, like, World War II, America's auto industry, like, everybody got together and, like, we're going to do this. Like, I feel that's what Reddit's doing right now uh, against the CEO and against, you know, what they see as a... Uh, uh, a takeaway of their free speech uh, on what's supposed to be sort of a, an online community that makes its own rules, and that's, that's sort of been the way it's been. Is like, I mean, I understand it, they're a they're a company, they're a corporation. They don't like free speech is in regard to the government, so the government can't cause you Why? to say something you don't want to. But that company, they can if they want. It's their I right. I think they the can users. Say, I don't want this promoted here, but I think it's shitty that they're 
you know, existing under the auspice that we allow everyone and all consenting opinions and all uh, dissenting opinions rather, and then just go about and chop some things that are like That's the hypocrisy. hate, and That's then not well, chop just, like Coontown. No, but there's a thing. So uh, Coontown might be a good example of the latter. But the, here's the thing: they're saying that harassment needs to stop. They're not supporting harassment. So if there was a community involved with their subreddit about doxing people, they would get rid of that. If there's one about hating fat people, they would get rid of that. Harassment is bad, but they're not getting rid of just, um, what was the term they used for it? Like they're banning behavior, not ideas. They're not getting rid of platforms for people to be offensive, right? You can still be offensive. There's a reason that cute female corpses is still there. It's not about harassing people. It's offensive, no doubt, but it's not targeting people. And I'll admit that sometimes what's offensive and what's harassment seems like a, a blurred line there. But um, they're just trying not to be a platform in which people harass others. And you know, fat people hate, it almost seemed like it started to be about boogie for a little while. Like they, if you don't know Filthy Robot, Boogie um, is a YouTuber and he's a friend of mine and they put his picture on the side of fat people hate boogies over 500 pounds. And, um, it, there was like post after post about boogie, you know, and, um, it got to be kind of a, a community of a hundred thousand people. I made up that number it, somewhat devoted to picking on a guy and they got rid of it. Now I'm sure they didn't get rid of it just because of boogie, but there's a difference between harassment and offensive. And I don't know. I, I wonder how, how differently we would feel if there was a subreddit called Drug Addict Hate. And we were just in it and it focused on people who ruined their lives and the lives of their families with their addiction to drugs. People would react. Hey, would, you, would you be like, hey, my friend's a drug addict and they got his picture on there. They're saying, look at this guy. He's doing cocaine. It's, his nose is about to fall off. Like, they're picking on him about that. He should they'd leave him alone. He knows his nose is falling off. Yeah. Just let him do his coke. Let him live his life. I hear what you're saying. It's a strong counterpoint. Um, but it, it, I don't know why. Someone has to play devil's advocate. From the Reddit perspective, what they're trying to do is get rid of harassment. And a lot of people are like, well, this is an offensive subreddit. Oh, sure. You know, cute female <laughs> corpses is allowed. So but terrible. fat people hates not. Um <laughs> Yeah, cute female corpses. I haven't been there in a while. Disgusting. I, I find that so disgusting. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to go corpses. there. Uh, Woody forced us that time. We had to look I at all those go. dead women. You didn't go? No, I wasn't about to go there. I, it's I, it's my, awful. Dead I'm girls. Feeling little, I'm feeling a little sick to my stomach now just thinking about we it. We had it's a so different opinion about what was like the hardest to absorb from that. Um, for me, the cute female corpses that were mostly intact, that maybe had like um a wounded or scared expression were the most difficult to to look at. I don't want to talk about it. Kyle, I well, that's tough. Uh, then uh, don't worry, <laughs> I I got you covered. I'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> for Kyle, for I don't Ky want to listen to you talk. <laughs> for Kyle, the most difficult ones to watch were the ones that had like horrific injuries. Like if their yeah. face was split open like a V, like you might see in a video game, that was hard for him to see. But um, for me, it was like ah, that's nothing. But the ones that were like connecting with me but dead and, and lifeless. That was the toughest uh, for me to watch. See, no. I understand what you're saying with the whole harassment thing. And I agree. You shouldn't just have huge communities devoted to like what happened with Boogie, where it was just a bunch of people like you're right, just bullying him and berating him and being mean. But I mean, that's what you expect with a subreddit with hate in the he name. He directly addressed them though. You know, I mean, he's sort of like, I that, felt like he had a dialogue true. going, you know, he made but, a video about them. Yeah. 
but my point is that this harassment thing, like, what constitutes it? Like, is it, it can one person from one community start being a real dick and trying to get personal information and being mean, and then they can use that as a rationale to shut down the whole forum if that's... that fits their agenda? So it seems like it's a blurred line that's very easy to exploit by someone who very clearly just wants to get rid of dissenting opinions. That's the one of the time, biggest complaints. Totally understandable. That's one of the biggest complaints that comes from the supporters of the fat people hate. Because what people have been doing for a long time, not fat people hate's been going on for a while. It's gotten really hot in the last month or so. But even before then, I think we were part of that. Uh, I really maybe, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we definitely fl fanned the flames. Uh, I, I don't like fat people. Um, so what happened was <laughs> awful. I mean, you—they're uncomfortable to be around. What are you talking about? Like, like I don't know why everybody's uh, like, yeah, come on, you don't like fat people. Nobody does. I mean, you don't—you gotta prefer everybody to be. <laughs> I mean, don't we? Would we prefer if everyone were healthy oh, and and you know, to, you know, they fit neatly in the seats? I could and take stuff. it beyond like, that. I would think I don't, ideal I don't world, them, I everyone, male, female, everyone were the exact same size. It would make it easier for buses and airplanes and everything to just yeah. make the world fit us appropriately. I'm just trying to make sure that when we have a fire and we're going down the fire escape, that we all survive. We don't get stuck behind you. Come on. That's all. <laughs> Carry on. What were you saying? Uh, remind me. What, what was my track? Where did I sound like I was going with uh, that? You were something about the popularity of fat people hate blowing up lately. Oh, so, so one thing people will do is they'll go on there and make their own like sort of posts on there that are really over the top, like... They, 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 they violate the rules of Reddit um, just because they're trying to give that subreddit even more of a bad name than they should have. Now, if you think that they're making fun of fat people uh, broadly and abstractly is cruel, that's one thing. But sometimes people go in there and, be, and they'll be like, look, this is Linda Marker. Here's her Facebook. She's a fat cow. Get her. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's against the yeah, rules of Reddit. You can't do that. And that's an, and, and I, the, they were claiming that many examples of like the really over-the-top nasty stuff where people who hate fat people hate, think about that, they, they are against the subreddit. They're putting those posts in there to make the subreddit look even more diabolical than they actually are. Oh, like putting plants in there to make them look even worse than they were. There's a term yeah, for that. It's, it's French, and they do it in protests a lot. It's like, ah, uh, does anyone know this? Surrender. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, fate accomplice or something like that. Oh, that sounds, that um, sounds familiar. And, that sounds French. Anti-protester. Accomplice. Yeah. But, yeah, it's totally not cool to be harassing people oh. at all. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be putting information out and being a dick for no reason. But I also see how when any community gets hit to a critical mass, there's going to be shitheads. It could be a community oh, yeah. about hating uh, cancer. And like, oh, fuck cancer. Cancer's evil. It hurts everyone. And there's going to be somebody on there who's going to go wish cancer on somebody. Or maybe probably multiple people because there are shitheads on the internet. And when a critical mass is reached, it's inevitable. It's yeah, people are going to be mean. Yeah, it's going to weigh in on this, Filthy? Nope. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my. You got to take a side, Filthy. Come on, Filthy. Agent Provocator. Right, I mean, part of, the, part of what you're doing, though, is you're, you know... I, I, honestly, this is the first I've heard of this, so I don't have a strong opinion on this one way or the other. But part of what I see from this is you're you're creating a culture, right? And a culture that has some things that are acceptable and some things not. So if you look at like 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 anti-gay bashing or something like that, right? You know, if you can go, all right, well, we're not going to limit your your ability to have that. You can't target individuals, but you're still promoting a a concept that's essentially something you don't want promoted. This is something you really don't want to encourage or allow or be allowed to even thinking that this is acceptable. So. 
I don't know. Like you're, you're right. There's not a direct immediate victim, but this, yeah, but gay this, this people deserve to... protection. You know, they they deserve our protection, and they deserve um, you know, because it's not a choice that they've made. It's they they're just born okay, gay. Okay, well, you're beginning to you're starting to get into a little bit of trouble because so all right. So what about what about fat people with medical conditions? Should they not be picked up? That's a very small slice of the population of the fat people. Okay. I have no problem with those people. Uh, Actually, uh, lots of fat people have medical conditions because caused they're caused by too... their fatness. <laughs> yeah. yeah what about what about fat people who are poor and therefore have access to lower quality foods? These are bad foods for you know this type of argument like that. Like where 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 are you where are you applying like personal? Do you remember when I talked about eating the whole loaf of banana bread and the large pizza today? Mm-hmm. Come on, like you just don't eat. Like tomorrow, I'll work out. I'll I'll, I'll jog. I'll work out a little bit. Well, like I, I just the whole not having it. access to foods because they're less expensive like you can uh, there's a walmart near everyone there's a walmart produce section it may not be the, the gmo point, free the point, hold on the whole the point is not that you need to knock each of these down as they come i mean you can if you want but the, understand. The, point, to, the point is to point examples right where you where do you say personal responsibility ends and personal responsibility begins if that is the criteria you're using to say one is acceptable to discriminate against and one is i mean, I, I i still like my thing where where i thought that fat people hate was analogous to poor people hate you know in either case all it really takes is a lifetime of discipline and you'll get yourself out, right? You know, if you go to school at night while you're working during the day, if, if you just live your life in a disciplined manner, then you can solve each of those problems. There's nothing that, like, confines you to poverty in a permanent way. You can work your way out of it. And the same is true with being too heavy. Like, there's nothing that can... Does research support that? Aren't we seeing things like less and less people actually doing that? Isn't it almost always now, like, a really, really high direct relationship between how you're born economic level to how you die economic level are you actually seeing these breakouts in, in, in my dad well, did it I don't think we are i don't think i think that is the the very low percentage of the cases we're seeing for this i i, I don't know about the stats but i feel like that's an excuse I, I i feel like that people who it's a very popular message right now that bernie sanders is capitalizing on saying that low your lot in life has nothing to do with you it's not your fault you were just born into the wrong thing if if there is a correlation, then I would argue that that correlation has more to do with expectations from your parents and how you behave in school and what happens after you finish high school and, and you know, what they think is the normal route for you to take. If, if your parents say, yeah, after high school, you're going to get a job as a gopher on a construction site, then that's not because you were forced into it. It's because you were guided into it. But you can absolutely work your way into nearly any position in america See, you, anyway you can and i understand what you're saying but i'd still argue that it is person by person and for most people i would say overwhelmingly it's much easier to lose weight than it is to who work here's been overweight all, all three of us right we've yeah. all three felt like we've been at least 10 20 pounds heavier than we should be and we well, all like three pounds heavier than i, should I be. have too I, I i was i was 225 i'm 172 pounds right now and I feel like I'm in like decent shape, and I was 225 pounds when we were in Chicago that time. So since then, I've lost 50 fucking pounds of fat. Yeah. And like, I just you just gotta take responsibility for it, and it's not fun, and it's not glamorous, and it's a lot of fucking grilled chicken that tastes bad, and salads, and running until you're exhausted and your legs are numb. But that's what you do if you don't want to die an early death at 50 with some like, you know, horrible disease that human beings shouldn't even get. I feel like that's. It's not That's as analogous easy as to try and make it though. So, so my father in fast forward, my I know my fans know this already. Um, he was born poor. His parents were both first uh, generation immigrants. They, um, his father was an alcoholic who beat my grandmother, aunt, and my father. Right, you know, the three of them, and uh, he ran out when they were ten. 
So my grandmother worked as um, a cashier at JCPenney's, which is kind of like a Macy's, and uh, supported the family barely. He put himself through college. He ended up with a master's degree. He started his own accounting firm, and he did really well. He didn't pay for my college. Instead, um, you know, I, I went to night school. I worked during the day. I paid, by, paid myself through college. I ended up with two bachelor's degrees, one master's degree. I, then can't, held, I can't hang with filthy, but I did okay. And... Um, and, master's you're hanging with filthy i only have a master's okay okay um and uh and then i i worked as an accountant and then i eventually worked as a software uh, as a programmer and software architect and all the way through and uh and these to me are both exact now i may have had the benefit of expectations you know like it, it, go ahead kyle you're trying to jump uh, okay so here's my question i've never really put this put two and two together here i've, I've heard this story you're, you're telling in particular multiple times and i'm not getting tired of it i enjoy hearing it it's, <laughs> you're it's very a wonderful kind. <laughs> no, no i i mean that sincerely but I know that you and I have talked about how how you've uh, you know been planning to provide for your own children for since they were born. You know, mm -hmm. Hope had that account when she was an infant that, that that started accruing money for her college. Why didn't your dad pay for your schooling? Um, because <laughs> I bought a motorcycle. He uh, it, it stopped when I bought a motorcycle. I um. He felt, he did this thing where, so at first he did, like the first year and a half or something like that. And, um, and, but he would do this thing, like if he gave me a hundred dollars and then I spent like any hundred dollars in a way he didn't approve of, like, hey, I bought a video game. Oh, so that's where my hundred went. And um, uh, I, I bought a motorcycle and it was like, all right, cut it off. I don't know why I'm helping with his tuition or anything like that, you know, because he's, he's doing that. The motorcycle was a thousand dollars. Like it wasn't like a really, it wasn't nothing, but that's, that's did you, were you able to continue going to the same school after he cut you off like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just fucking made it happen. It, yeah. This could, was the moment. Do on. you feel like you could, if he had continued to pay, how do you think that would have altered your existence? What would you have done with the, would you have worked fewer jobs or would you have continued with the same working night school and earning a living the whole time and and if and what do you think would have been different if he had continued to pay for your schooling all the way through it would have been easier um so at the time i had my own business uh a job and school at night like i did those three things and um probably like when he was like when he cut off me <sighs> Uh, paying for tuition it was like all right i need more clients in my own business back in the day people let new like the typical person knows more about computers now than they did in say 93 or something when this was and um so i would like go into a small businesses accountants uh attorneys doctors offices things like that and i would network their computers together i'd be like you know they could all share a printer and they're like oh awesome. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I would like, you know, set that up. I would just create small networks and put these things together and give them a share, give them a backup. Right? These, so I made sure that that business thrived enough so that I would have enough to pay for tuition. Okay. So, um, how would I have been you, if I didn't have to work that hard? Would you, so, so, um, I, I bet you'll agree with me that, that having to work that hard, uh, to really do it all on your own, for the most part, it seems. You had the expectations there, and you had that money for a short time in the beginning, but it seems like you shoulder the responsibility of all of that stuff and, and then later laying on the added bonus of a family. But do you would, if you could go back and change it, would you? Don't you feel like you learned so much from having to work that hard? Didn't it give you an appreciation for money, for, uh, for, what, for what your time is worth, for what uh, you, know, you could be doing? And doesn't it make you appreciate what you have now more? Am I, am, am I, like, I, I, I think it injected here? some frugality into me. 
And you know, even when I started earning enough to make things go, the frugality kind of stuck around. You know, I, I can remember in particular, I don't know if this is boring for everyone, but we'd go shopping and I couldn't afford orange juice. And uh, orange juice is fairly expensive, especially for what you get, right? It's like a half gallon for so many dollars out in my wife's shops. And, um, um, but I'd look at it and I'd just be like, ah, oh, that's not the kind of splurge I can afford right now. And um, you know, that, that kind of being broke sticks with you a bit and it makes you value money. So. Look at you now, Mr. Fancy but, Milk. Although, but then to, 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 kind of, to kind of comment on that though, I mean, like, I mean, if you're living that close where orange juice is splurging, right? I mean, you're, you're a one, one you know, RNG from fucking failure, right? right? If you have one major life problem, like a health issue come up or like your motorbike stops working or, you know, your business for whatever reason quits or you're, you need a new computer at that point, you're that, that close to not making it. And then to turn around and then say, you know, to these the people who are like, you should be able to do this kind of ignores the, the power of the situation on that, right? So what about the person who was like you, right? you know, doesn't have the funding from their parents or going through college, the college is going to give the education that's going to allow them to create the rest of their life. And then, you know, instead they have, you know, problems like health, health problems in the family, right? You know, like maybe they're sick or their mother's sick or something like this, where they have to go and take care of that. And that opportunity has gone to them. And then suddenly it's their fault as well that they, they're not, they're not able to make this financial ends meet. Yes. Like and I'll tell you why. Because I did have those problems, right? I had a, like a wisdom teeth, for example, that put me out of work for three weeks. It just went horribly wrong. I have the worst wisdom teeth story that I know of. And um, yeah, I freaking recovered. I had a time I was working. I, I only had two things. I had one job at this point, but I worked at it like 110 to 125 hours a week. And I also had a long commute from North Jersey to Philadelphia to go to school. Well, it snowed. Uh, it snowed more than I could handle. And um, my... I don't know what it was, maybe an hour long commute to school would sometimes become like a three hour commute. And I would just catch like the very end of night school. And uh, there was a semester where I pulled triple F's, right? I took three classes at a time and I got an F in all of them. I was on academic probation. It, it was a bad scene, you know? So what did I do? Freaking sign back up, make sure I get good grades, fix it, take those classes again, and don't let a loss turn you into a loser. It's hard, it you know, but... Um, See, I think like, you're right, both making let's, let's, really valid points here. Like, Woody's right in that some people do take circumstances and make it seem like, oh, this is insurmountable, why even try hard? And they allow themselves to talk themselves out of it. But Filthy's right in that this is, it's all on a gradient. Like, if a, a bad wisdom tooth story is certainly different than being in a catastrophic car crash where, you know, it's $45,000, $50,000 of debt, that's pretty much, like, you're, you're kind of fucked. So it's, it, or you it's roll the dice that one time with your first girlfriend at 14 and yeah. <laughs> you're not rolling blanks after exactly. all. You know? Yeah, Should there are a lot of blow. contingencies in, all, in, in but, these scenarios. But, it's really but that, that's the point I'm stuff. making. So I, think I have a hard time to, I mean, you're, you're saying I'm, I'm offering the alternative perspective specifically to move towards kind of the midpoint there, which is that I don't think mm -hmm. you can say one way or the other. I don't think you can say like, you know, people are poor. It's their own. It's, it's because they're not working hard enough. I don't think at the same time you can say, you know, you can just absolve personal responsibility for anything. You know, of course that, you know, you have to be responsible for doing yeah. the shit that's going to get you somewhere too. So, exactly. I, I, there is a middle ground there. You have to work hard to be successful. That's a given unless you're born into a wonderful family where you get a lot of money. But at the same time, there are people who no matter how hard they work, they're not going to get the opportunity to be successful and to, I mean, if it's just not possible. Absolutely. No Absolutely. You know, and the guidance helps a lot, right? Like there are people who work super hard and just don't work hard at the right things. I don't see what Kyle is doing. He's messing with me. Um, but uh, he's, he's 
saying something, but I can't make it out what it is either. It's <laughs> awkward that he's in the center of the screens on the Skype, and it looks like he's looking directly at me, and I'm like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> my, my camera is like... Yeah, right there, right? Yep. And yep. Uh, I'm so conceited, if you, you know, I mean, you know, that I, that I'm, that I always just kind of... of himself. I, <laughs> that I just kind of look at myself the whole time. So I might be talking to you, but don't worry, I'm looking right at me. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're looking good talking. Man. Keep it up. Yeah, good job. All right. I, I just, man, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there. If I had had a baby at 16 years old, I bet I'd still have a good job and, and, and stuff. You know, I, it'd just be like, yeah, my story now involves having to take care of a kid at home and this and that. And, uh, you know, I just, just keep driving until I get to where I, I want to be. I just imagine you on the motorcycle, kid strapped to your back. He's, hold, <laughs> yes. he's holding your books. Like. <laughs> it is possible that you'd still be a really successful person. And that would be another, you know, peg in the adversities that you overcame. But it's also possible that that would be the straw that broke the camel's back. That would be, in conjunction with everything else, what kind of prevented you from not being successful, but from achieving the level of success you've had. At least nobody. Ever That's true. I had a kid when I got my master's degree. Yeah, that. Yeah. I, you weren't 16 when you got your master's degree. No. Doogie Howser style. Yeah, that would be pretty impressive. Filthy <laughs> did though. Filthy was 14. <laughs> Other kids were having sex. He was getting his master's. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyway, my my point is like you know, fat people pay, hate and poor people hate. Yeah, you know, to some extent, it's the role model, right? The house, the household that you were given, grown up with. They give you different eating habits and buying habits and expectations of what you're supposed to look like. You know, if, if your mom is ha fat and your dad is fat and then you're fat, they're not really on you. Like whoa, you know, look, you're getting a little out of control here. It's the normal for you, and and that to me is analogous to what can happen with being broke. In either case, you know, a little discipline and I don't feel like the, the formula of study hard, go to college and get a decent job is a secret. You know, everybody knows that. Every, like everyone I know knows that. Maybe if I went to some inner city, I bet they'd still know it. They just don't consider it an option for themselves. But it is. Um, so anyway, yeah. And but I, where I was headed with this when I first started is I don't know that I could get on board with the poor people hate. Like, it still just seems too mean-spirited. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, definitely it, don't. It really well, all right, so I just feel like that nobody ever... Like, I, I don't think making people poor people like feel bad about themselves... trip and fall into being fat. They ate their ho-hos until they were fat. Is it okay to pick on those ones? I can, I can pick on those ones, right? Like, I, if they just, like, did it to themselves because they just really like ho-hos? Well, you can pick on whoever you want. It's just yeah. It's I mean, it, yeah. Again, you like looking down your nose at me like I'm all cruel and stuff. No, like, I understand. If, if you tie, I mean, it's like you're you're right. It's a self-imposed problem. It's a it, it's people who can't seem to get their lifestyle in check. But I again, that just seems to to there's a mirror in the poor thing. Like this. every day, someone takes another group away that I can't make fun of, and and I'm down to just a few. And I just don't know how much more I can take. Like, <laughs> <laughs> every day, somebody's getting a, new, a support group or Damn like liberals. they're becoming activists and shit. They're like getting getting groups and sub their own subreddits and shit. No, stop it! A line must be drawn here. You got to stop them now. Filthy, can you help us out? Who can Kyle hate? <laughs> Nazis. All right, so I got ISIS. some AMA questions here, and uh, oh, can I, I say just, something in five seconds? Of course. Agent provocateur. 
is the fake protester. So what happens is you have a protest, it's peaceful, they wanna break it up. An agent provocateur might be a cop dressed like a protester who breaks a rule and gives them the excuse they need to disperse it. Mm. Carry uh, on. It's a common practice with Americans, uh, uh, riot control. Uh, there are lots of examples of that during, those, um, during recent riots. Okay. Where they send cops in and just act shitty for the sake of like making a news clip, or they're like, "Look at them! Look at how they were acting." Not the news yeah. clip, but they want an excuse to disperse the crowd. If the crowd's sitting there chanting, holding arms, and being peaceful, sometimes all it may take is like, as soon as they throw a, a brick, then we go to like stage orange, when, and you know that's what they want. Like stage orange, they get yeah. pepper spray people or something, and then so, and they're all jerking it, wanting to let that pepper spray loose. You know they are. So all you need is one fake <laughs> protester Christ. to throw a bottle. And now the, the police have a license to do what they want to do. Geechee mice, boys. They're always ready. Okay, mace, so I've got these uh, AMA yeah. questions. And uh, one of them was civ-related, so I thought I'd roll through this one really quick. Uh, hey, guys, I know you have touched on it, but what is your favorite civ in Civ Five, And what is your favorite victory condition or uh, the one you normally go for? Also, your favorite unique unit and favorite unique building. That's a lot of questions. Um, I, I really should just let you go first, Filthy. Oh. I thought these were AMAs for you guys. I thought I was just going to sit and listen. No. <laughs> right. You're, Allow there's me to... no way you're getting out of this one. All right. Um, Persia is probably my favorite Civ. It's, uh, it's so flexible. You can do anything you want with, uh, with Persia. Uh, you have better bonuses to war towards war, bonuses towards production, and bonuses towards uh, culture, which are all friggin' amazing. They have a happiness building. Happiness is growth. Growth is science. Science is victory condition. So it's friggin' amazing there. Um, Persia... You know, victory conditions and multiplayer is only one victory condition is a domination. That's the only victory condition that matters. Even if you win culture or science, you basically won a domination victory by preventing your opponents from killing you. So that's the only one that's available. Um, Persia has a really strong early unique uh, unit, which is the Immortal. So that's nice early game uh, domination. So it works out quite nicely there. Any of the early game units are really the ones that are going to be my favorite uh, unique units because they they come into play early and they shape the rest of the game, right? If you have, like, you know, you have the, the, the German unique unit, you have the Panzer or something. Yeah, all right. When the game's already decided, you have a unique unit that rolls around. Who cares? It doesn't do anything. It could be the greatest greatest unique unit ever, but in the most time, most of the time, it doesn't matter. And was there another part to that? that uh, yeah, it? put it in the Skype to help you. Yeah, uh, oh, favorite so, unique sorry. unit, favorite unique building, uh, favorite Civ. Um, oh, I think you got it all, maybe. Well, I think I would just go with Persia in general. It's amazing. There's lots of, those are all individual questions and it takes too long to do. Yeah, that's hard. Um, I, I think Poland's my favorite. They seem like the easiest to play, if anything. They're just so balanced, uh, and, and they get they get the the uh, pretty much an extra tree of culture uh, policies throughout the whole game. Uh, and with the new uh, the, the the modded version, I feel like I want to get as many of those policies as I can now. We're pretty um, much perma ban. We're, we pretty much insta ban uh, Poland every single time in the mod games because it's yeah. too strong. <laughs> Fair <laughs> so enough. Yeah, okay. Um, it's then, funny that know. Poland, of all places, it's like, oh, <laughs> fuck, Poland. <laughs> yeah, how many Polacks does it take? Oh, just one. Just one. They're, yeah. so, they're so strong. <laughs> um, okay, well then, okay, if there's no Poland, I don't know. I like Babylon. I like getting that uh, free scientist at writing. Uh, maybe swinging that into just a, a couple of science buildings back to back to back. This is fucking with my head like the the, the switch in conversation from what we were just talking about to like civ like favorite unique building like that's just <laughs> <laughs> like that's a total 180 of what we were just talking welcome about welcome to pka <laughs> oh, yeah, right? uh, <laughs> what is I, I think arabia has like the bazaar i think that gives them an extra copy of the 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 lugs the luxuries which seems really nice um and i don't know unique units i don't know the the hoplite are kind of cool they come early greece is general I, i've often had <clears throat> bad games against greece because they'll have companion cavalry and hoplite so early and just 
chew my longbowmen apart or something like that and make a mockery of me. And then they got they're all their city states allies early. I I, I hate Greece. Kyle. That's my least favorite Civ. Yeah. Right. I feel like we answered the Civ questions, right? Like we've done yep. it in like an hour. Sure. Can we get an update on the landlord situation? Kyle I, hates I me. Yeah, I don't care. I, I never did anything else with the landlord situation. I told Kitty if she wanted to pursue it, she could. I don't care. I don't. I, I didn't want to deal with the headache. You got to go to like some like a. I'd have to get some law enforcement official or go to some court somewhere and get somebody to like. Uh, the guy stole uh, ten grand, right? Yeah, yeah. I would care. Stole ten grand from me? Yeah, he uh, debited my account. Uh, my last uh, landlord for uh, about ten grand over the course of a year. He had his landlord. His landlord had the ability to withdraw the rent from his account, and he withdrew an extra ten thousand dollars because he wanted it. Like there was no like damage situation. This isn't a close call. Mm -hmm. He just kind of robbed him because he had his account details. Yeah. 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 Not, but I, I, I don't know what to do about that. Like, like I, and no one can give me a really clear answer. Uh, so I just don't know what to do. Uh, I, I met if only we had like half a million people ready to make his <laughs> life hell until God, <laughs> <if> only. <laughs> I mean, Woody, let, let me bully. see. You know, his name was Chris, Chris, right? Let me, let, maybe Chris. Thieving landlords is a group you can hate, Kyle. Well, don't, don't give um, us. No, give <laughs> his name out. Give his address out. Someone no. needs. I, 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 I'll find it for next episode. If, if you guys, want no, to if this guy fucking did this to me and, and I'd be Liam Nielsen on Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> I would go all I'd go over. Leslie Nielsen on. I'd do all these funny pranks, all this slapstick shit. I'd have him rolling over laughing. He'd just give me that money. Uh, I would not let this go. I would, I would be on him all the time. There'd be a whole world of people that knew what a dirtbag he was. It, it, it would be his nightmare. He would be begging me for an opportunity to pay me back. I would fuck you, with this you guy. You looked into legal, legal recourses to begin with, right? This is, this is not just... Lazily! Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to find out what my legal recourses are. Uh, Have you tried like, just talking to an attorney? Um, I should say it seems like a pretty easy step. My attorneys are like specialized. Like, like they're, you know, the attorneys are like doctors. It's like I don't have they're, an ear, nose, and two. They'll redirect you to the appropriate specialization, and three I, phone calls later, you get 10 grand. Lawyers. You have no idea how many lawyers I already have. I hate dealing with these motherfuckers. I've got three different lawyers that do three different things for me now, and they range from $400 an hour to $200 an hour. And I, you don't want to have a phone conversation because you get a bill for that five minutes. Quickly, how many, uh, how many, at $400 an hour, how long does it take to get 10 grand back? <laughs> well, carry the two. You would hope a day and it would be done, right? Kyle, I love my attorney and she doesn't have the problem that you're talking about. Okay. Would you well, like, I mean, I feel like if you called her, some, I'd, I'd well, almost I guarantee. in Georgia to like do Georgia things. I don't think that's true. I, it's, last, it all, last time I used an attorney aside from her, he was in California. There's no well, reason not to try, Kyle. It's ten thousand. Someone needs to do something like in the Georgia court system to like make this guy responsible. Like that's what it would take. And I don't know what the statute of limitations is on credit card fraud, or I suppose that's what he did to me. Um, I imagine so. what she does is she gets the district attorney to take action on this thing. I would imagine that too. Yeah, uh, and I and I bet she could do that. And it probably will be a pain in the ass, but as a matter of you know, someone's just stolen ten thousand dollars from you. Like, There's two sides of it. One, I'd like the ten grand. Two. It's really fucking important to me that you don't have it, right? Like that's the the, the bigger thing. Like you know me, like, I, I don't mean to be a total douche about it, but like it, 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 I I can do I can 
I'll give a fuck I about could 10 do grand. Without 10 yeah. grand. Fucking take your 10 grand. If I could use it to start a fire at which he's burnt at the fucking stake, <laughs> that would be a good use of my $10,000. It's not about the 10 grand. <laughs> I'm with you. So my, my dream scenario would be that they or, that he was like, well, I don't have it. I don't have 10,000 cash. And the, and the court was like, okay, well, we'll be showing up to your, 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 your residence with uh, some officers and Mr. Mr. Kyle here, and he's going to take his pick of your belongings. Yeah. And I'm just over there like, that jet ski looks nice. And what kind of jewelry your wife got? Yeah, just give me that shit she's got on. Yeah, that shit you got on. Yeah, come here. Like, 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 take shit like, off their, like that shirt. Give me that yeah. fucking shirt he's got. Yeah, I want that. your whole outfit right now. No, you can't go to the bathroom and change. Yeah. $150 per boob squeeze. Does that sound fair to you? I don't know about that. I want some like Game of Thrones justice though, where they're like, like I want some like I want a judge like Joffrey to be there, like really cruel and 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 just like like oh you owe him ten thousand. Hmm. That'll be four fingers. <laughs> like <laughs> everyone, every man needs hands, sir. Oh, excellent. We'll cut his tongue out then. Like I need that. Uh, I would love to take my pick of his personal belongings. Uh, or something like that. But yeah, yeah you're right. I, I, you need a lawyer, and then I think they got to do, like, nudge the district attorney and make him it's do something. It's just hilarious that your first recourse was you're like, I'll reach out to Reddit before reaching out to a lawyer. Doesn't <laughs> that sound just, like, mildly absurd <laughs> to you? Yeah, I, I just, I it's, it's just such an, I've got so many annoying things like that in my life where it's just like, God damn it. Like, like really, I got to go through all these steps to get, my, why did this guy have to steal from me? I didn't do anything wrong. Just, I hate being a victim, but, but everybody, yeah. it, it's, uh, uh, you know, I, I feel like I didn't do anything wrong in that situation. I always paid my rent on time, never late, and uh, and he just stole shit from me, and he just just a real scumbag. Nope. Did I didn't notice, notice it. Like that uh, that I won the death pool. You yes. Won the death pool. Let's fire up another death pool. Filthy. Are you familiar with death pools? I I just very briefly was browsing your YouTube before we logged into this and I saw, I think actually Reddit sub forum maybe saw something about a death pool in this. You're, you're, let me get straight, you're betting on people who are dying? Yeah, so, <laughs> so about 40 weeks ago, we, um, <laughs> we made a death pool and we each put in $25. We didn't actually do it, but we each committed $25. And, uh, and we got to pick two people. Uh, I picked Nancy Reagan and someone else. I, I'm going to go to the subreddit and find it. I picked Ozzy Osbourne and Rod Stewart. Ozzy Osbourne's and, never going to die. Foolhardy And choice. Taylor picked Christopher Lee and I don't someone else. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Um, but I think we all had good choices. But Christopher Lee, uh, Sauron uh, the, the White, uh, died. Sar you're right. Yeah, Saruman uh, totally died today. I think he was 93 years old. He was Tolkien's first choice to play Gandalf and a very uh, very good actor, so that very was a shame. But Taylor wins! <laughs> like, Taylor wins. Like, like I just imagine. <laughs> like, like, it says here that Taylor gets $75, but I think Taylor I gets I think Wings 50. owes him $50. Oh, is Wings in it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just teasing. Uh, who knows? Yeah, I, I'm looking at the thing. It, it appears that Kyle, Woody, and Taylor are in it. I don't know why I used myself a third person. And uh, so he gets $50. 25 from okay. Kyle and 25 from me and 25 from himself if he chooses. All right. Yeah. So do you want a new death pool yeah. or, or that's I, what I I'm like I, thinking. I feel like he should just chip in a new person because I totally want to stick with Rod Stewart and Ozzy Osbourne. I feel like they're both old and frail and I, they're both like have active lives where a heart attack could happen any moment. They've both done tons of damage to their hearts over the years with all the drug abuse. 
both these guys ticking time See, bombs. I have it's an idea. It's a dangerous way to do it. You guys were picking it based on like prior lifestyles, or at least Kyle was. I just found the two. I just Googled like oldest celebrities, <laughs> and Christopher Lee was on the list, and Kirk Douglas is on the list, and I, I knew that would pay out. Muhammad really Ali and Nancy Reagan seemed like good picks to me. I still Alzheimer's like on yeah. both of them have degenerative brain disorders. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But here's what I think we should do. We should add a third pick, but with a twist. Okay. This pick needs to be under Younger. 40. Yeah, under 40. So there's not an old age thing, right? But you need, under 40 guy you, for you. you need to find oh. the next River Phoenix, right? And the next Amy Winehouse, someone who just Pretty looks... Murphy. Yeah. Uh, who's, who's your under 40, up? Filthy? Who's, who's the under 40? I thought you said you had one. Yeah, I do. Did you want it? I want to Alex Hanald. You know who this guy is? Alex Hanald, no. Free solo rock climber. Oh, so I does. know that guy! I, I love that guy. That's a good yeah, pick. he's incredible. He's incredible. He's I'm, a, amazing. I'm a big rock climbing fan. I do rock climbing myself. He's absolutely incredible. But shit, this is this is this is just a numbers game, right? Sooner or later, you're fucked. <laughs> like, yeah, I want that. I got him. I'm locking in. I, that's my guy, Alex Hanall. Right. And I like it because he lives a healthy lifestyle. Well, sort yep. of a healthy lifestyle. He's healthy. I um, dude. So I, I actually wrote about that guy on Reddit. So it was interesting because this guy um from the neck up kind of looks like maybe your neighbor, like a cute sort of guy or whatever. From the neck down, he is one version of a perfect human specimen, right? Like he's not fat, he's super strong, and clothed, you wouldn't even sort of notice it. He's broke, I think. I th is he still living in a van by the mountain? I think it was by the river, but I think that was uh, <laughs> that was by that was by intention, I believe. I don't know if that actually reflects on his financial status. No. I can't I, believe I, none of us picked Leonard Nimoy. That would have been a strong pick. That would, would have. have yeah. I, I, I know one of my next ones. Go it's ahead. Be Abe Vigoda. He was Abe? in The Godfather. Oh. Who do, who do you play? 94 years young. <laughs> an asshole. <laughs> oh, 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 there's another thing. Um, this is a standard death pool rule. If he dies within two weeks, doesn't it doesn't count. count. Yeah, because you can't pick someone who's currently Fuck. in the ER or anything Fuck like that. that. I think it should be double your money if he dies within two weeks. <laughs> no, because this is what would happen. Like, I, I run a lot of death pools. I'm kind of an asshole. And uh, people would, like, someone would get into a skiing accident. And they'd quick, like, you know, all right, I got whatever, this person. And you're like, no, no, no. You know, I, she's on life support right now. You can't pick her. So you, you have to do two weeks out. That way it's... I agree with that. Yeah, I'm going to re-up my list with Abe Vigoda. And Buzz Aldrin. Oh, mm. so you dropped Kirk Douglas. No, I thought we were picking three now. Oh, is, is one of them under 40? One oh, of them yeah, died. One of them has to be under 40. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Abe Vigoda and Kirk Douglas, and i got to find my under 40. This may take a week to decide before I spontaneously <laughs> pick someone next week on the show. Mm. Well, I'm going to pick uh, Valerie Harper for uh, if I can pick a long-term one because she just got lung cancer a couple years ago. She's not going to make it much longer. Um, but I need Jesus a younger, Christ. huh? I mean, come on. She's like, she's already old. She's got lung cancer that's, now. That's like, true. Smoking uh, those camels. Know. She's in short pants. This is difficult under 40. I mean, I think that the rock climbing, that has to be one of the best choices. What's more dangerous than free rock climbing? You get one mistake. One. Yeah, that's, uh, rock climbing, uh, it seems pretty terrifying to me, especially so much fun. free climbing like that, but with no, no safety, uh, no, no rope, like keeping them from, you know, one, one fall, you're dead. Uh, I don't even know who's under 40. Frankie Muniz. I'll take I Frankie a, Muniz. I have a near death experience with rock climbing. 
share that? Oh, really? Yeah, yes. tell us definitely. So, um, have you guys? Do you guys know anything about rock climbing at all? So I've I, done the indoor variant. Generally, you try and go up. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you've got the rocks. basics down. But okay, so put into the, <laughs> any of the terminology for Which example? one had the basics down? The one that had done the indoor rock climbing, or the one that said generally you go up? <laughs> I was I was responding to generally goes up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So okay, if you've done indoor rock climbing, I mean, I do mostly sport sport climbing is the type of climbing I do, and there's lead and top roping. Top roping, you know, that's what you're doing in the gym when the rope's already up there, right? You start mm-hmm. at the bottom, you have a rope, you attach it, you climb up. Lead climbing, you you start with the there. You're climbing up with the rope, essentially, and clipping the rope to um, protective gear in the rock as you go up, right? So what this means is that um, you're climbing stretches where initially you have no protection, and then you're climbing stretches where you're above your protection, so you have longer falls. And there's something you can do if you improperly clip in. It's called back clipping, where you can do it in such a way that um, when you fall, that your, your your protection might rip out. So I was climbing on a, on a, a route that uh, we thought was a different route, and it was a route that was harder than the the rate the, the grade at which I normally climb, and uh, it was a it was a lead climb. So I don't there's 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 protection in the rock. It's they're bolts I clip into, but uh, I have I'm not yet to them. So I start at the the base of the of the, uh, the route with no no protective gear, um, no protective gear, right? I'm climbing the rope up and clipping in as I go. And I get to the first one and I clip in, and then I'm climbing the next bolt. The next bolt's probably this is probably 20 foot up, maybe 30 foot up, something like that. Uh, as I get to the second and that, clip, and I'm do I have in. it? Right, in that the maximum distance you could fall is twice the gap between the clips. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep, so 30 feet, exactly you right. could fall 60 feet. Well, no, this this particular route, like, this is the, the, the one I'm clipping is 30 foot up. So the, probably I'm clipped in 15. So I'm probably only going to, I'm, I'm going to fall 30 foot if I fall this, but it's going to be 30 foot fall onto rock. Okay. So, and uh, I clip in, I'm getting up to the second one, and my arms are given out, and I'm. Uh, Pretty close. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there going, I don't know if I can make this clip or not. And if I fall, I have the protection, right? I've already clipped in beneath it. So all it's going to be is a fall onto rope, which is no big deal. You do that all the time when you're rock climbing. And it's, you know, that's totally acceptable. You fall onto rope, it's no big deal. So I'm climbing up to this and I'm just trying, trying to make the decision. And I, I do eventually decide, okay, I'm going to go for it. And I don't think I'm going to make it, but I'll just go for it. And if I take a big fall, so big, I take a big fall, I have protection. And I get the clip in. And then I realize as I look down that I've somehow back clipped my first point of protection. So I was making a decision to basically say, oh, I'll just let go and fall onto my rope. But if I had done that, I would have fallen just 30 foot straight into rock with no protection at all. Oh, because wow. I just clipped the first clip. And I'm like... Good thing you made it. Yeah. Yeah. That was an exciting route, to be honest. We'd, Especially since it was we a wouldn't route be I, able to learn about Civ anymore. That would just be the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know. Talk about, talk about oh, one mistake, right? God, right? I, I figured I out what back clipping is. Stories. My so, hands are getting sweaty <laughs> right now. Just so, listening to talk. Yeah, yeah. You, you can picture it a carabiner and it looks like as the rope would pull down it would open the carabiner is yep. that what back clipping is yeah exactly but something basically is some variation on that is what happened i have no idea to this day exactly what happened i clipped it wrong in some way when i did the first point of protection that basically after the fact that i moved on past that first point of uh, protection it's pulling on the rope and just regular movement somehow dislodged that point of protection and it shouldn't have so clearly i clipped it wrong in some way but i could have died doing that Scary. Jesus, dude. Do you still do that really often? Like, that's um, still a hobby, hobby of yours? Yeah, I mean, currently they close the. So, we, the girlfriend and I do that together, and uh, we do mostly indoor stuff uh, most of the year, and then we go for a couple rock climbing clips, uh, trips a year. That's what we tend to do for the outdoor stuff. But they just recently closed one of the closer gyms to me. So, when we move again, we'll be getting back into it again. It's been like probably about eight months or something since I've been last, but in general, What's we like the that. highest you've ever gotten, like on a, a outside rock face. The um, highest you've ever Okay, well, um, I, I do single pitch stuff, so I don't I don't do multi pitch stuff. So like the the really big climbs are going to be multi pitch. So you do basically the length of what your rope can do. I've done a, I've done a hundred foot climb. 
but that's about it. So. Have you ever done ice climbing? I don't really like the idea of ice climbing. I hate to be fucking cold, and the idea of going to do like uh, exertion like on ice where you're like you know gloves and cleats and shit just really kind of kills the joy of rock climbing to me. My favorite rock climbing we did it uh, is a wall in uh, the uh, New River Gorge in West Virginia. It's a wall that is like about five foot, the wall of rock, right? About five foot from a lake. And you go climb this up, you go climb up and you get down, you come back and you go for a swim afterwards. And it's like a beautiful like summer afternoon where you're doing like exertion and really cool like thrilling rock climbing and then like a swim in the lake. Like the idea of that going- That sounds ice awesome. My, that sounds awful. It my, sounds like I, for me that trip would be climb eight feet up, vomit out of fear and then go home. <laughs> <laughs> my friend did rock climbing a lot and um, he seemed to enjoy the equipment as much as the climbing. Like he'd do Grandfather Mountain in North Carolina and he'd come back with all these pictures of his knots and his carabiners and things like no horizon, no lake, no like camping stories. Just like, look at this stuff I did. And that, that was part of why he liked ice climbing. It was like once he had figured out like not to be, he was a good climber, but like once he had figured out all the knots and stuff, he wanted to move on to the next thing. And ice climbing is a whole nother set of gear and equipment to master. And that, that seemed to be his draw. Has anyone yeah, here ever totally. seen Cliffhanger? Yes. Has everyone seen Cliffhanger? I love Cliffhanger. I think it might be uh, Sylvester Stallone's second best movie only to Rocky. Uh, and that's not saying too much because he's made a lot of shitty movies. But <laughs> I love fucking Cliffhanger. Uh, we watched that just the other night. I hadn't seen it in a, a few years. But, uh, but yeah, like, like, like you were talking about getting sweaty palms. I was getting sweaty palms watching Sylvester Stallone climb. There, there's a scene at the beginning where he's climbing up this rock face. And then it sort of like goes out like this so he's kind of climbing upside down and there's a real climber doing that so, of course it's not sylvester fucking stallone uh but but someone is someone's Those climbing are, that and that type of route's pretty common like where, where, where you're talking where it comes out like that yeah it's and and there's a part where he has to leap and grab and it's just, just when i whenever i see that stuff it's um I, I like that movie a lot. I thought Stallone did a great job. I mean, it looks like he's got the physique to do that stuff. You see his like giant arms like straining to the max every time he's doing something. He's a little too oh, no, a, I think that's a misconception, right? Like Alex and all, like you're talking about that. Like he's not a huge totally. guy because you don't want it. You want a really strong uh, strength to weight ratio. You don't want a unless really guy. you've got to hang by one hand and bicep curl a woman. <laughs> then you <laughs> and how I guess many I, times? I have personally done that yet so I mean, maybe, like, maybe that's the next level when i get up there like you know then i can probably comment too but i think for now i'm gonna have to take your word at that yeah yeah uh let's do some more ma questions oh by the way people are hitting me with like mail monday questions on my reddit like too many to answer at this point you gotta um, be a patreon like i i i god I, I hate to say that like you know if you really want an answer that's okay patreon. i said it you gotta be a patreon yeah. then you get your question answered a while back, you guys made a oh, that's the death pool question. I see that. Um, <laughs> but um, but anyway, yeah, it it, it it I can't guarantee responses anymore. I'm getting too many questions. But uh, if you do Patreon, then I feel kind of obligated because you. Should I sign for up it. for that Patreon. Yeah, pa Patreon.com/pka. Of course, you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, what's the worst name someone can give to their child? My first reaction's Adolf. That is pretty Adolf. bad. Uh, I've seen the, the, the graph before of like, um, you know, po the, the popularity of names uh, worldwide and mm -hmm. then, you know, the years. And, and right when you get to like 1942 or so, like Adolf fucking drops out of the sky. <laughs> it's like nobody wanted to be Adolf after that. Like there are none. Like have you ever, ever, ever met an Adolf? Not in no. my lifetime, no. No, no that no. was just to one. be a real awful person. 
<laughs> yeah. Adolf. I'm sure there's some white supremacist somewhere like little Adolf. He's gonna be a leader. I tell you what. But like I've never. <laughs> but you never see that. You never see it. Like I've never met an Adolf. I, uh, man, I've met some fucked up names. I, I got I a, knew, uh, a, I knew a girl named Candy. Mm. And I knew that a girl seems named. Like you're setting them up for a, a certain. It's Candace though. Was her name Candace? And she her name went was by actually Candy. Candy. Oh, I, I knew a girl named Star, and like you know, I, I as a parent, I hear Star. I think it's so beautiful, so nice. It's the center of their world. It's you know, like yeah, I can see Star. But as a like dude, because I was like nineteen at the time, everyone was like, yeah, my porn star. She was hot, yeah. and she was ready to go. And Star was just a terrible name for that poor girl. What about I Seven? I knew a guy named <laughs> Great Michael. name. Yeah. They stole my name. <laughs> I, I knew a guy named Lamangelo, and it was spelled like this. And I think you can see. It's I think spelled you can see Lemongello. The <laughs> There's no way. I, I refuse to believe someone named their kid Lemongello and pronounced it Lamangelo. Uh. Um, it's not as bad as his cousin's name, though. Oh, this is oh. like some old internet joke. Monjolo <laughs> <laughs> and Arangelo. Wouldn't you hate that? Like, like, like it's, it, there were guys at my house. There was Santavius and Montavius and Octavius. Like, like those three cousins existed. My Octavius, mom had a friend. Cool. Her last name was Minor and her first name was B. So she was B Minor. That's that's weak. What about I? Uh, I feel like you, you can't do that to your kids. Like, like who's doing that with those, these fucked up, ridiculous names that celebrities <sighs> sometimes? It's just like, come on, why don't you say to a kid? Me? Yeah. Kyle. Uh, not that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the stuff we were saying today, I could see you naming your kid something like this. Some, like, jackass <laughs> name like this, where it's just yeah. like, the, the whole thing is you get a laugh, like, once, and they get to live with it for the rest of their life. <laughs> I mean, I I'm just like saying. A, I like a cool name, though. Like, his name would be, like, Bud. Like, like it, or something like that, buddy, or something ridiculous. But, but I wouldn't name a kid like something ridiculously uh, silly. Where'd this giant spider web come from? That just kind of fell on me. <laughs> came from the oh, the snake came back today, by the way. There was a four and a half foot long snake right outside the door that's to my left over here. So that snake has come back again. The other night it was on the. So I. Uh, oh, what the fuck? Part <laughs> of the banana I captured break? a snake the other night and uh, brought it in, in to show it off on the show in a box. And then. Uh, it, the next night, it was back on my porch again, and it fell off um, and fell on my friend's head. And she thought it had bitten her in the ear. And she comes <laughs> running in. She's this little British lady, and she's ah, the snake, the snake bit me in the ear, me ear, look in my ear. And she's like, you know, like showing me her ear, and I'm just like, the snake did not bite you in the fucking ear. <laughs> and my girlfriend goes out there like a hard ass. Pins the snake's head down with a wrench, grabs it like the fucking crocodile hunter. It wraps itself around and around her forearm, and she comes walking in the house with a four and a half foot long snake on her arm. She's like, "Got it." <laughs> <laughs> you need to like blur out her head and show a picture of your girlfriend holding that raccoon. Oh God, yeah, that, or it wasn't a raccoon; it was a possum that she had gutted. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah, yeah, she like caught and gutted a possum, and it's yeah. good eating. <laughs> no, she, she just thought it was funny. She thought it was like it's it's more of a comedy thing. Uh, it's crazy. It's, it's just a little little, little gross. I often the... like to skin small mammals for comedy. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying about the naming thing. This seems like just one little tiny step in that direction. We're talking about killing animals. What's the name here? Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> I, got, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. You got any more good uh, AMA questions? 
Uh, I'm looking for ones that don't drag back old stories. Like, what's your worst injury? You know, yeah. shucks. I don't think there's anything I haven't shared at this point. Um, oh, whatever happened to the survival trip that was to take place in the fall with Joe? Joe Williams had a fight come up. Yeah, that got delayed because Joe's fight. And then, I, hell. And then schedule- I was trying to get us to be able to go out on that wild uh, game ranch in Texas, and mm-hmm. I never heard back about that. So it's just kind of floating up in the air right now. Not only like when the trip will be, but what it will be. And you see, once we get up past a certain point in the year, the, the, the way the trip goes down changes. Because at a certain point, rabbit and squirrel are in season. And those are two animals that are really easy to survive on uh, if you're in the wilderness and you can do some basic trapping and stuff Dude, like that. I, so my, my daughter has a friend. She stayed over last night. And she did like this survival thing where they had to live off the land for nine days or something like that. And um, I was like, yeah, we tried to do something similar. And Kyle went out and practiced. And squirrels were just dropping like flies. Like just, you know, pow, 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 pow. He's taking out squirrels like he's in a shooting gallery. And he (laughs) says, Woody, if you can find water, I can keep us in a steady supply of squirrel meat. And I'm like, sweet, we got this. We went out there. I couldn't find a fucking bug. Neither could Kyle. Like, there was nothing moving. There was nothing to eat. Can you pick leaves off of trees and eat those things? Because there was no hint of food. It, it was a bad scene. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to go somewhere else. But in where we were, we couldn't find any squirrels. I, I couldn't bait a hook. I couldn't find a bug. <laughs> but I'd do it again. I'd absolutely do it. Taylor, are you down for a survival trip? Is that something that I, appeals to you? Oh, Definitely, I, I'll do my best. God, seeing Kyle walk around in his a shirt with his face on it, it's just so <laughs> funny. And the fact that he still pretends like that wasn't a set-up shot where he's like, I was just sitting around and just happened to coyly look up in a random direction. Like, <laughs> no, that was a stage shot. Just admit it. Like uh, that. <laughs> I believe the way that it happened, but I also, like, if you spend enough time on camera, you know how to look your best, right? You know your best. Like for me, for example, I have a big nose, so I need to look straight on camera where that's gone. You know, chin forward, etc. I can be the most handsome version of me on call. Kyle sees a camera. He knows it too. He knows he's need to be like 10 degrees off to the side, whatever. He, he has a pose. He hits it all the time. He saw the camera there, hit the pose and goes, oh, it was so horrible. Ridiculously so photogenic, Kyle. Uh, yeah, right? It, oh my goodness, you caught me looking like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looks like we got another mid-roll. But, but yeah, I would still love to do that thing. Um, if you guys want to ask questions, though, patreon.com slash PKA. There's all sorts of levels there. Get the show early. Get a video version of PKN. Get AMA questions. There's a Google Hangout we do every month. Uh, you can hang out with us. Uh, check out out. We'll do our thing. Um, this is my squirrel gun if we, if we ever actually go on the survival trip. I got an M&P uh, 15. Is, uh, is, squirrel, is, there, is the squirrel that survived that or? No, this is what I'm going to take whenever we go uh, on our survival hunt, uh, trip. It's a M&P 1522 with a suppressor on it. So I can't. T- so there's no scope on it at the point. You get a scope it well, or well, iron I'll put sight? a scope on it. You know, need yeah. a suppressor so the other squirrels don't get wise. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened to Ted? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is, though. Like with with subsonic ammo, this thing goes. <laughs> click yeah i, yeah. I guess so you know I, I know nothing about guns didn't come from a gun background 
I probably fired a gun like once or twice, and it was a little like a BB gun and like a rifle, like a small, very small rifle. So I, that gun to me looks really big, and I'm just wondering is that is it not not so big? Because it feels like you're going to be shooting fucking squirrels. Squirrels are not that big. Do we need? Oh, this it's is a much a bigger 22. gun. <laughs> so what is, is this? What is this like for cats? No, this This one's for vehicles. This one. This one. But that one's only this like. One's... It's only like very slightly bigger than the last one. So the projectile this one takes out a truck. Feet. The last one takes out a squirrel. Can you? Do you this happen to have the rounds, Kyle? Yeah. Do you have yeah, that, might be, that might be what I'm missing. It might be what yeah. it actually fires. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, so, so the little so the, one's just a 22. So you can just that's what you take out plinking or just shooting little rodents. Uh, the okay. next one is what you use if there's an armored vehicle approaching your home and you're ironing <laughs> the fence. And to be fair, he does have both behind his couch. So I mean, like, Dude. both contingencies, he's prepared. Yeah. Le- Le- I went to Kyle's house. I went to Kyle's house, and there's so much stuff, laying, like everywhere in his living room. Like we would just sit there and break down AK-47s and AR-15s, like just while watching Trailer Park Boys or something. Like disassemble, reassemble, disassemble, reassemble. We're doing it. He has a 50 cal on a bipod with like a 50 power scope, uh, just laying in front of the television in the living room, pointed toward the front door. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he would just quick. <laughs> like, I don't know what. His yeah. first recourse was to go to Reddit to deal with the landlord? Seriously? <laughs> like, just, like, but, what, what is the point of having this much weaponry? Like, I, I, if- <laughs> I, I could just see someone break down the front door and this scenario taking place. Like. <laughs> <laughs> see, that. Well, uh, he's going to ruin his whole front door. It's just going to be. That whole side of the house just splinters. And he goes for that at first. Uh-huh. This is hilarious. Uh, you know, I, I stream mostly when I'm streaming. I mostly uh, stream U.S. daytime, right? And I get mostly from that. I get European viewers. And this is the question. I have a question. This is what they would expect me to be like when they're asking me questions. I get gun questions occasionally, and I'm like, what? Like, how the fuck am I supposed to answer a gun question? You gotta ask them. What are these guys? I guess that's what. What's this stuff? This is the small so this one. Is, this is a 22 long rifle. This is what the uh, the first gun shoots, and this is a 50 BMG. It's a little rusty right now, but. It's what the other gun shoots. So, it's a very different. different. And can this we have is a actually a... on camera for comparison size-wise as well? Because that would really kind of help put that home. And just to clarify, Kyle, the, the larger one would also kill a squirrel? Can you go further away, Kyle? It's cut off <laughs> on our... There you go. No, I, want, I want the perspective of how big is a squirrel relative to that larger round. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, uh, Alright, so... They, they have big squirrels in Georgia? Because, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, compared to a... Compared to a can of soda. Gotcha. Know. That's that's kind of the perspective I wanted. And this is actually an explosive round. I paid fifty dollars for this one bullet. Um, this is a Ralphos round. So. Well, that's bit, uh, fifty dollars. Yeah. So There's a little bit of high explosive in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like rattlesnake venom, though. Just a little bit will get you. <laughs> that's awesome. All my fifty BMG is tracer, which is kind of fun. Um, I, feel like I, I must have missed out on the boys club here. Like this is like, where's we my... could get you involved. Like, yeah. like I got that room. I keep disappearing into. Like, trust me. Like, we can hook you up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have you in full body armor and. <laughs> <laughs> See, you just just name a gun, and Kyle will come back with three. He's of them. not joking about the body armor thing. I've got a one of my sponsors is a is a body armor company. So I've got like full plate carriers with like. It'll stop a 30 cal machine gun if I get shot with it. And there's 
all kinds of cool little things laying around here. So is that the one that doesn't cycle right? Is that yeah, it's the one that doesn't fucking work right now. Yeah. <laughs> and and got, you can't just cycle it enough so that it starts working. That's not it's a damn shame. It looks practical. <laughs> <laughs> That's a loaded magazine. It's an everyday carry gun. This one or um, what's that? I was I was laughing at the color scheme. It feels like you know, like you have like a green one as well, and like a red one. It just really depends on what you're wearing. Or he paid for the DLC. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah this, is a, this is a microtransaction. Well, it's like a. Um, I think the pistol's already like closing in on two thousand dollars. So like, why not make it gold? Why everybody who's got one of these two thousand dollar pistols has a black one. So like, why do I have to be like them? I don't want to conform to their black pistol bullshit. Um, I like these things, and the cool thing is, like, if I if I don't want to shoot 50 cal, then I can just like, uh, let's see here. Yeah. What would have that particular decision? So when would you say to yourself, I have this pistol, like, and I don't want to shoot 50 cal, I want to shoot what else? Something what what cheaper. Yeah, something's cheaper. So 50 cal is around. So I can just go ahead and put my uh, my other barrel on, and now I can shoot 44 magnum. So it just goes back and forth that easy. That's kind of nifty. Um, I don't know. It's a loud, big fucking pistol. It's the biggest. It's the biggest Desert Eagle they make. It's the 50 Action Express. If you've ever seen Snatch, it's the Desert Eagle .50. That uh, you know, it's just kind of nifty to have the biggest one they make for video purposes and for you know, uh, big dick purposes, whatever you want. I was gonna point that out to Filthy. I don't know if you know, but Kyle makes gun videos and. Uh, so it makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah, so these are in some... I, I want to call them props. They're real guns, but it makes a video more interesting when you have something that no one else has. Yeah. 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 You so can probably print like, them off on your taxes too, right? I, I mean, do. Oh, yeah. for, <laughs> I do. for your streaming like income. Makes sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they're totally... Uh, these are all business expenses. Yeah. If it interests you, you should look into shooting, Filthy. It's a really fun hobby. I don't have half as many guns as these two, but... It's a lot of fun. So Even if you just want to get a shotgun and go skeet shooting, it's great. Great. Fun. Yep, that's what I'm doing soon. stuff might be interesting. What state do you live in? That's not, is that private? I live in or? Illinois right now. Illinois. Never oh, mind. That's not a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you, maybe some airsoft. Garrett, <laughs> gun owners consider that a slave fun. state. Yeah. <laughs> You're not free over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a shame. Oh, look I, at this. Uh, and uh, a Patreon question. I've been thinking about purchasing a gun for a while now. Since you guys have so much experience with guns, what gun would you recommend for someone to start with who has little to no gun experience? A 22 lever action. Uh, one of those things like Woody has. Um, that's, that's a good uh, pick. Uh, a 22 lever action so that you, you, don't, you don't want a semi-auto. You, you want something that's going to be easy. It's reliable, cheap to shoot. Uh, you can shoot varmints with it. You can target shoot with it. You can plink cans with it. And uh, what you don't want to do is go buy a fucking Glock 9mm or something that, like, all you can do is take it to the range and pow, pow, pow. But you're never going to be, like, going out and actually having fun with anybody with it, plinking cans, shooting 9mm like that's a little expensive. Uh, you could get a shotgun, but if you're, if you're into, like, if you think you're going to, like, shoot sporting clays, shotguns are great. They're also excellent for self-defense, and they're good for hunting. So it's kind of threefold, the three main things I like to do with a gun, self-defense, hunting, and like target shooting and stuff like that. The shotgun can do all three, so can the 22. Um, so either one of those, a pump act, like a Remington 870 or a Remington 1100, if you're going to be doing light uh, duty for a light duty cheap semi-auto, or something like a lever, act, lever action uh, 22 long rifle. One of those. I am. Um, 
I'm not Kyle. I almost feel like when Kyle's here, it's like you almost don't want to take this question. But um, the first thing is, what are you using it for and where can you shoot it? Uh, if, if you happen to have a lot of land and you can do anything you want, then I really like Kyle's Lever Action 22. It's cheap to shoot and it's just fun. Yeah. When I, I feel like a cowboy. Like when it's I, fun aesthetic to... When I first started shooting, I thought like the big boom was the like a, a fun, appealing part of it. I wanted a gun that like I don't know could hypothetically take down big game or something. I felt like it was more manly and more interesting than a, a small gun. But after you know, I don't know what I'm in a decade and now into my shooting, something like that. Uh, I typically reach for the 22. It's not abusive on my ears. It's fun. It's more about like my own skill level than just watching some machine do an interesting thing. And uh, a 22 lever action. My, I have a Henry Golden boy, and uh, I, I just seem to hit what I point at with that thing all the time. I guess the sights are built for me. You know, like they just kind of fit what I like, you know, the way that I like to use them. And, uh, and that would be a great first gun. But, like, if you... A shotgun is super fun, too. Like, it's, it's one thing that's cool about the shotgun is there's so many different rounds. You can have dragon's breath that shoot, like, fireworks out the front. Kyle has these, like, anti-protester things that he shoots his friends with out of a shotgun, which is, <laughs> right, which is ridiculous. They're like, hey, you want to get hit with a ping pong ball? And you're like, I don't know. I'm a little scared. <laughs> it's still a real shotgun. Um, he, he shoots, like, nets out of it. Kyle's shot, like, um, he, he'll, like, take a part of shotgun shell and put in and shoot a arrow out of it um shotguns are interesting because you can do a lot with them but usually they're kind of worthless at the range so like if you live in a city or something and, and you're only shooting is going to be indoors in a range and a shotgun's not really the thing if it's for self-defense i love a shotgun because um one I, I with the long barrel it's not the spread it's the long barrel that makes it really hard to miss it's really obvious what you're aiming at and um Two, I have this notion that it'd be kind of hard to rip out of your hands compared to like a pistol or something like that. Um, uh, shotgun is, is typically referred to as the best self-defense thing. So that's where, it, to me, it depends on where you're going to shoot it. The lever action 22, if you have access to almost anything, is a great choice. Uh, if you want a pistol, Kyle said no, but I like a full-size 9mm. Uh, full-size means it kicks less because it's heavier and it resists the, yeah, the recoil. I like my P226, my SIG. That's a full-size 9mm. It doesn't kick hardly at all it's a lot of fun i mean you can't carry it because it's huge right but it's I, a lot of fun i have a smith and wesson m&p9 and uh i think his is more expensive but it's in the same class you know of like what you could expect in terms of handling it and uh yeah i thought it was a really good first pistol uh kyle you keep a weapon for self-defense just out of curiosity i mean if you don't have them piled in front of them behind the couch like yeah. in general where, where do you keep them right on my bed stand i keep mine in a safe near my bedroom i have a, a special needs son and um, safe is the only answer that I trust. Yeah. And I keep so. my shotgun in the corner of the room, but I don't leave that loaded, which I probably. So the self-defense aspect on that then is, you know, not immediate. It's like you have a minute or two minutes to go to your safe and grab the gun. Yeah, it's like you hear something go bump in the night. You want to see what's up. You know, if a window breaks, if uh, if maybe you hear a voice, which has never happened, but that would be like a scenario. Uh, if somebody were to like break in my house and immediately make a beeline for the bedroom, I'd probably be caught empty-handed. But uh, you know, I'm kind of playing the odds on that one. I, I I have some people have kids and they're like, I just taught them gun safety. And they know better. And they actually do. Like, I've met children who are just really responsible around guns. But um, 
I don't think I have that particular superpower with my son. You know, I told well, him. I'm not criticizing him. I'm asking because I have no, no knowledge whatsoever. I, I get that. I didn't think you were. But, um, uh, you know, I, I told him not to do something on a Minecraft event two days ago and he didn't listen to me. Why would I roll the dice on gun safety? So, right, uh, yeah. you know. I, I had a quick uh, gun thing I wanted to add in there. Um, I used to recommend the LCP for personal carry. I'm changing it uh, <gasps> to the T. <clears throat> if you want a uh, a small cal a small compact semi auto, I think it's the TCP now. From uh, is that from by Taurus? Ruger? Oh, by Taurus. Taurus. Really? The t it's uh, it's fatter. Let me uh, let me unload it. That seems Taurus ridiculous. is sometimes a brand that people don't think highly of. So it's interesting that Kyle likes it so much. So I feel like it's easier. Uh, it's got more aggressive knurling back here to uh, grab hold and. Uh, you know, fix a, a jam or a misfire. I feel like it's beefier back here. Uh, I can really get my palm on this. When you put the mag in. Is that a nine millimeter? Uh, I think it's a 380. I'll be right back. I want to get my LCP. Yeah. Uh, the LCP is also. Right back. Oh, are we all getting guns? <laughs> he's, he's, he's getting a gun and he's getting a drink. <laughs> so Which, why is it pink? It's my girlfriend's gun. It's what she carries. Um, and she has not been putting my good bullets in there. I gave her some of those shredder, like, rest in, uh, those at RIP ammo uh, that, like, breaks off into a thousand copper razor blade bullets when you shoot someone. Uh, but she didn't put it in here. She using, like, the brass Ball range ammo? ammo? Full metal jacket, yeah. Oh. Which, I mean, fuck, Don't you shoot somebody. Don't you not that in your home, full metal jacket, or is that, like, a gun myth? Preferably, if I'm going to be in one room and you're going to be shooting bad guys in the neighboring room, I'd like it if you didn't have full metal jacket ammo. But, I mean, you know, I, I feel like the likelihood of my girlfriend shooting in my house is like zero unless she needs to be. And which point, I don't, I don't know. I guess I don't care. Any bullet hit, any bullet's a bad bullet, yeah, really. And uh, if, you want, if, you're, if you want something bigger, though, as a guy, I recommend this as a carry piece. Um, this is a Rossi 357 Magnum. Not a pit, a pussy ass 38. Like this is uh this is the this is a legit cartridge, 357 Magnum, but it's still small and compact. And this thing weighs a couple of pounds. You could beat someone to death with this if you needed to. I mean, it's <laughs> I can't stress how much more hefty this is than this. Like this weighs three times what this does. It's a real brick in your hands, which I, which helps a lot with the recoil. Uh, and uh, I don't know. It's just an overall nice gun. It's got a lot of heft. So Kyle, what makes you like the TCP over the LCP? They're, they're very similar guns. I bet if you held them side by side, they'd have about the same footprint. Yeah, I could grab mine. I would say the TCP has a slightly larger um, silhouette, um, and that's what's good about it. There's more, uh, there's more to grab here. The distance between this part of the gun and this part of the gun, the width of the grip, uh, is beefier. Um, the fatness of it is also beefier. And uh, I just feel like it, it overall it gives me a better, uh, firmer grip on the gun. It's more stable. This gun, <laughs> I'm going like to like I'm gonna unload it again for safety purposes. But just so everyone knows, it's very, very unloaded. Yeah, I did the same thing. If you don't so know... Before I point this gun at myself, but I'm gonna let you look through the sights so that you can see like how. So. Ah. Uh, yeah. By comparison, I. Sorry, uh, guys. 
it doesn't have the um, I'm pointing this gun right at me, right? But yeah, there are uh, two cameras. He's actually I have two cameras, so what filthy sees is not the same like here. You guys would see it like that. But uh yeah, these the idea with this gun is that you carry it a lot and shoot it a little. That's the idea. Yeah, uh, it's not a great shooter's gun. Uh, like Kyle pointed out, it, sometimes it just you guys know it's crazy empty. It's super empty. I emptied it. <laughs> um it uh like when you put your fingers on it, it it's it's kind of when the clip is there, it's a little bigger, you know, because it, it it gives you that spot. But you really just have two fingers here and then one finger on the trigger, which I'm putting there. Um, My girlfriend just wandered by and she has no idea what this is about. She just knows <laughs> that I'm doing a podcast with some guys and uh, you guys are both waving around pistols on stream. She just looked at me like looks at me oddly, shakes her head and just walks away. You supported this <laughs> job. Time. For us all to go flat power <laughs> <laughs> so it's Shit, super thin it's really really light and it's really thin and it's really small and the smallness like I, I i find a lot of people i was talking to taylor he was talking about a carry gun and i was like what's super common is someone gets like a full-size nine like i did my mp9 and then they you know they think they're going to carry it and they maybe even do once or twice and then it ends up in the nightstand and he's like it's funny that's exactly what happened to both his thought process and his actions. And uh, if you check, like if, if your goal is to carry a gun, then I think you should get a small one, right? First rule of gunfighting, bring a gun. And uh, like, like, Speaking of, how many rules like, are there? Just one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's Taylor, but I, I, I bet if you caught Taylor on a random afternoon, it wouldn't be on his hip, right? Um, no, this is way too big to be carrying on your hip. So I prioritized keeping it so small. Now the thing is, Kyle has more gun experience than me. And he said like, Woody, I wonder if you got one that was just a little bigger, if you'd still have your same opinion on how small, small, small. Now keep in mind, I will say the gun that's in my truck right now, or in my car right now, in my Camaro, in the little glove box, it, it, it fits the glove box perfectly, just like it fits your pocket perfectly, is the Ruger uh, uh, LCP. LCP you got there. Um, I carry one of those a lot, and and you're right. It fits in a jeans pocket, just right alongside a cell phone or anything like that. It's a very similar uh, thickness, and reach for your phone, and suddenly, <laughs> if you're curious, I've even this is you know the little I mini watch it. pocket on your jeans. Yeah. I've even carried it in there with just the barrel <laughs> stuffed in there, and and just like open carrying it, like so everybody could see it. This like, is called <laughs> a pocket holster. And uh, it's designed to not come out of your pocket very easily. So if you can imagine this thing stuck in there, thing, and then when you go to grab it, this part here, its purpose is to get stuck in your pocket so the gun kind of pulls out. And uh, I like holsters a lot because um, I've told so this story this, before, but uh, go on. Is this all, so all of you have, there's a permit for carrying in public generally, right? This is, yep. is this the it's concealed permit type stuff? Concealed carry permit, yeah. And that's what you guys have for these? Sure, yep, yep. Okay. I have that. Um, we've talked about in different states, like Kyle's in Georgia, you literally just like mail it's a like form. For, <laughs> well, it's, um, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> the, the process is, um, it, it's not a, um, it's not a, uh, sh it's not a may permit. It's a shall permit. And think, if you think about that for a moment, they shall permit you a concealed carry permit in Georgia. They, they not, it's not that they may permit you one. And what that means is everybody gets one, motherfucker. No, <laughs> there's no like sheriff who's going to be like, no, Jimmy Ray don't need one. Like, no, Jimmy Ray gets his because he's not a felon. <laughs> uh, all you need is uh, you go get yourself fingerprinted at the local sheriff's department or whatever. 
uh, pay maybe 50 bucks, and two weeks later, you're fucking packing heat. And, Where uh, I live in a May permit, and uh, that means that before you can go to the sheriff's office and get your fingerprint and do your thing, we have to pass both a shooting proficiency and a written proficiency test to, to get our permits. And, really? That's only the difference between North, this North Carolina versus Georgia? Yep. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have expected that at all. I would have expected they would have similar gun laws. Interesting. Right, like, like they're both southern states that are just you know pro gun. <laughs> but yeah right. Uh, yeah, right. But um, no, no. In North Carolina, you have to. It just it was a one day thing. The, the first couple hours were shooting proficiency, and uh, basically they gave you different targets to shoot at. And um, the thing for me was the time. Like I had never shot shot under time constraints before, and um, you know it, it added a level of stress. They even like, ran like police lights and stuff like that. So you're like, oh, fuck it. It is a whole nother experience. And um, I was surprised how much it mattered. I thought that I would be unshakable. But, uh, you know, you put a clock on me and I'm not as good a shooter. So, you know, that's I think that goes for most people, though. It's I bet way, it does. But I, I, I underestimated how much it would. Uh, not that I like, couldn't pass the test or anything. Mm -hmm. I did fine. But uh, it was like, oh, suddenly I can. And, and uh, there have been other times, too, where I, like, I, I've shot under either, com not competitively, I'm <coughs> overestimating it, but you know, shot against other people and stuff like that. And um, it makes me a worse shot. And I take that and I'm like, oh, you multiply that times 100 and now you have a stress situation. Don't go yeah. thinking that you're <coughs> you know, going to be easier. When I hear a policeman miss like 75% of their shots, I don't like it, but I get it because yeah you know. oh yeah like, like i totally understand it it's when you're under pressure you're not as good of a shot when I, when i can the, the faster my heart's going the worse i am unless it's like some sort of like quick action instinctive shooting like if it's shotgun shooting it doesn't matter mm. um but if it's pistol shooting i get rattled even I'll in shotgun shooting like if you had to like jump out from behind a barrier like all right you know pop and shoot that that would be perhaps an action you haven't trained maybe you have that's not the I, that's not, I, you're not normal I, I, the shotgun in particular, I'm really fucking good at. Like, like, um, like I've shot from moving vehicles. I've shot, and, and I'm just, I'm good at like calculating both things at once, both me moving one way and the target moving another, and then knowing the speed of the shotgun shell and the speed of the, the target and calculating all that on the fly. As long as I don't think about it too hard, I'm good at just kind of instinctively snapping on and doing that stuff. So. That's why I think I'm, I'm fairly good at paintball. I think I feel like it's similar kind. Of, it's a similar kind of shooting, uh, with the leading of the targets and the, you know, sometimes you're moving and the targets moving at the same time, mm. and it, that's that's what we did constantly as a when I was a kid. And, and just I got a new knife. Do you want to see Ooh, it? Another I, one. We talked about it for a while. And this you guys one get I, a new knife every week. <laughs> every <laughs> month. <laughs> this one's tiny. So what happened was I had this knife. And I liked it a lot. It was a Kershaw chive, I think. Um, I like that it's mm -hmm. small, and uh, I like that it kind of clicks open like that. And I used it for everything, uh, mostly opening boxes. But uh, also, like, I just find myself <clears throat> with a screw that needs to be tightened and, you know, something that needs to be levered or whatever. It's not an expensive knife, which I like. It was maybe... 25 or $35, something like that. So, um, and I like inexpensive knives because I can treat them poorly. But... It was still just a knife. So I switched to a multi-tool and it is super small. It's smaller than I expected it to be when I bought it. I, I was warned while it was in the mail, like, Woody, that thing's smaller than you might guess. But uh, it comes with pliers. 
which are kind of cool. I use these more than you might guess. Uh, it comes with, I'll go through this really quickly, a little knife, which appears to be adequate for opening boxes and stuff. Like none of this is meant to be self-defense. Um, it has a nail file with a screwdriver end. It has scissors, which I haven't used yet, but I can't I think imagine. for comedy's sake, it ought to have like three different sizes of knives. <laughs> you're like box like home invader squirrel you know like box home invader really difficult box yeah, right exactly i can't imagine these being useful for much more than like a loose thread on your clothing but that that's i guess what they're for and then it has i'm trying to get to the one of the interesting ones this is a screwdriver bottle opener and this is the one i'm waiting on this i i like if i didn't know any better i thought it was just like a poke toe knife yeah. Frank has one of those. <laughs> it's a two-dimensional ah, Phillips head. <laughs> so, you know, you can only fit narrow things in a, in a small package like this. So this is a Phillips head, but it just grabs half of the four instead of yeah. all of them. And uh, I like this because it means I'm not using the wrong tool all the time. Oh, and you can get it engraved. So mine says Woody's Gamertag, which I think is pretty cool. <laughs> Look at that knife I linked you to. It's a Spyderco uh, bug it's a, it's just a tiny, tiny little clip knife that I thought Holy would be cool smokes. to put on. A, yeah, what do you think about that? Twelve dollars. Spyderco is a is a is a nice knife company. Mm -hmm. I don't have any uh, uh, any connection to them. However, uh, I have uh, I am in, I am interested in this, and I also want to give that guy modeling it some lotion. Look at his fucking <laughs> hands. Like 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 hover over it, hover over the picture on the left, and it'll like yeah. magnify it. Jesus. <laughs> oh we need to get a palm reader on this motherfucker. He doesn't have much time left. He's in my fucking uh, death, yeah, death list. Cool. <laughs> He's, there's something wrong with him. Like, what the fuck? He's a cocoa butter, so dude. You You're a hand model. So like, what is he thinking? He's a hand model, and that's what no, his hand is like? No, they, they looked at this and go, this knife is a little too small. It might not appeal to our real more machismo-oriented like, guys. We need to show like some guys had a tough fucking life as a hand model. He just chose it. <laughs> right? Like, they're like, we need rugged hands to go with this little baby knife. Yeah, he goes from his hand modeling to his job at the mines. <laughs> straight from there. What if they had gotten like an infant to be the hand model and totally threw yeah. off your scale? <laughs> <laughs> I can see a baby with that. Yeah, if you're going to get your baby a knife, that's the knife for them. All right, it's time for I recommend every baby have a knife. Yeah, sponsor read. Woo woo! <clears throat> this one. This is what we've been waiting for. So, this episode of Painkiller Pain Already is also being brought to you by the Auto Blow 2, the latest and greatest device to hit planet Earth that is putting all girlfriends out there at risk. So, the Auto Blow <laughs> True. The Auto Blow 2 is the gift that keeps on giving, and they're running a world's most beautiful vagina competition right now for a month and all you uh men and women can participate so uh let's hear about all this oh we're supposed to so now if you want to know more about the uh most beautiful vagina competition you need to watch their video however we've deemed that we just couldn't show it on the show because it's all about sort of making fun of the fact that they're having a world's most beautiful vagina competition and while there aren't any actual vaginas displayed in the video it's very suggestive so watch that video There's you'll yeah, like it pictures you'll see of vaginas it's and not then, just the folded ham. There's pictures of vaginas. There's like anatomical models of vaginas. Uh, it just seemed risky. And this is fucking America. Atomic? We can talk about guns, but we can't talk about pussies. That's right. <laughs> so, he said once you've word. seen the video, oh you'll know the, <laughs> once you've seen the video, you'll know all about the contest, and then you can head on over to vaginacontest.com. That's right, vaginacontest.com, and you can check out all the details 
and uh, try entering yourself to win some cool cash prizes. Now, we, could we talk about the product itself and how it works, what it does, and my personal uh, uh, review? I think that's now, where we see, should. Uh, I believe oh. you put your dick in it. Am I correct? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I guess I'll one. Yeah, I guess I'll, <laughs> step one is lube. So I'll start from the beginning. Um, so this thing showed up in plain brown paper, um, like like cardboard uh, wrap uh, box. You know, mm -hmm. like it was it was very. It wasn't like here's your blowjob machine, Mister Mister Davis, or anything like that. So that I liked. I, when I opened it up, I didn't know what I was opening, despite like even the company it said it was from. So it's discreet packaging, I believe they refer to that as. Um, it's a little heavy. Like this is not like some little like uh, what do they call that other thing that you like manually do? Flashlight. Is this to help with recoil. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you need that. So so it's pretty hefty. This is a real device. You're you're gonna have to put this away in a drawer or something. It does take up a bit of space. I will say that. Um, it plugs in, and that's a. Uh, now some of you may think that's a drawback. No, uh, the best sex toys plug in. They don't run yeah, on. You're not using fat. this on the go. <laughs> no, you don't know. Absolutely not. You fucking weirdo. It's a power thing, isn't it? I mean, like, what are you going to get out of these two little batteries? This is there a, plugs right in, right? Is there a cigarette actually, lighter adapter it, so I can drive with it? Right? When you plug it in? Wait, wait, what did you say? Does it what? Dim the lights when it goes in? <laughs> All right, play some music. So, uh, I was thinking of the power drain, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I follow, I follow. So, so what's actually going on with this thing? Like, like what's, what, if, in case you're wondering... Um, You've got this part, which is, this is super gross, I'll admit. So you got this part, and this is the part that your penis is actually going in. Don't worry about your dick being too big for the auto blow. How far does it stretch? I'm still concerned. <laughs> All right. if, anyone, if anyone is out there, that's a nice sound effect. Let me get a nice Sounds like high quality American yeah. made room. That's a nice pussy right there. <laughs> Uh, if if any of you are wondering, like, oh, is it gonna is it gonna be able to handle my enormous dick? Well, then the answer is absolutely yes. <laughs> totally handle your big dick. So not gonna be a problem uh, there. Now on the end, now you're not just like making love to a rubber vagina or anything like that, or rubber throat. I guess this would be. That's not the deal. The auto blow is doing all the work for you. And <clears throat> if I had to describe the inner workings. There, I'm gonna, and I'm going to, going to show you, but just so you know what you're looking at, there are two rings that, that are sort of spring-loaded so that you know, when you press against them, they, they squeeze, they hug onto your dick. And those rings are covered with these tiny little balls that roll around, kind of like an abacus. So those are kind of like rolling across your dick, kind of like one of those massages or something that has the balls that kind of rotate Whoa, freely like around. Like an abacus? Stop, Kyle. You're yeah, like <laughs> that's what came to mind when I saw it. So, um... I'm going to show you, like, like, if you look on the inside, so you've got, there's, mm. these are spring-loaded, so if you can see it stretches if you press against uh, the, the side. the sexiest abacus I've ever seen. And there's two, uh, there's two of them on either side, and when you turn this bad boy on, the first thing you're going to notice is it purrs like a kitten, right? Like, mm. it, it's got a nice, loud noise, <laughs> which uh, maybe you... Most people wouldn't want in a, in a sex toy, but I'm going to say I like it. I like everybody in the house knowing Kyle's fucking his... Yeah, give me some space sexy. right now. Yeah, Kyle's getting blown by an electrical implement right now. Um, so you've got that in there, and that's, of course, squeezing this. And so what you do is, of course, you know, you, you, this goes in there really easily. It's not a problem. It's going to jam the, uh, the fake pussy into the robot here. 
Yeah. So <laughs> so it's in there now, and you know it won't pull immediately out. It's it's kind of got like a a seal there, and I I'm kind of grossed out by the fact that it looks like a mouth. I'll be honest. I was saying before the show that it looks like the mouth of, of a Cabbage Patch Kid doll. It a little really bit. Does. If you're familiar with that, I will get Woody. Do you think to pull that it. maybe is a specialty portion of this product for a specific audience, and they just? I think Kyle? it's a very uh, deliberate, deliberate choice. Very aesthetic. Well, there's I, a reason they're popular. I think that's a big part of what the uh, of the of uh, the contest they're having is that they're going to design other inserts for this, uh, and so they want people to design to show them what their perfect vagina would look like, and then they're going to make it for the auto blow, and so you'll be able to fuck that instead. I personally. I'm enjoying the standard thing. I will say I have used it a couple times. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, very effective. I guess I'll just leave it at that. It doesn't take a long time. To get, I haven't spent a lot of time with the auto blow. You don't have to. That's you don't it have to. Uh, you, know, you, you, you pour a little bit of wet platinum in, in here. So what you're it looking up. for is efficient. It is this is an efficient machine. It's more efficient than any, uh, any devi de device or technique that I've uh, known to man as far as I know. Um, it really what gets the, the job it's done. It's that secret yeah, abacus process. technology. Absolutely. That's Chinese technology <laughs> used here in the auto, auto blow. Secret Chinese blowjob machine abacus works, inner workings. Uh, Millennia uh, of innovation have led to this. <laughs> <laughs> but Kyle, what is, the, uh, what is the cleanup process like with one of All those? All right. So I'm glad. A lot of shame? You know, it's not as gross or nasty as you might think. So here's the problem. You dry it in the... Uh, you know the second sink with this hanging out with like the. No? Throw it in there with the silverware. Let's say, you're, let's say you, this is a used uh, uh, auto blow. Is uh, it dishwasher safe? That's what I want to know. I, I I feel like it would melt. It it and I will say this: yeah. this part feels like human flesh. A lot of a lot of sex toys are dishwasher safe, right? I mean, I was just wondering about this one. They are. I doubt it though. I will say this: this part feels like flesh. Like it even. It's kind of scary how much like like flesh this feels. So just know that going in. But the process is this: I guess you just turn the whole thing inside out, and then you know wash it in the sink. That's what I did, and then you know sort of dry the thing off, and then wash the lint off, and let it air dry, and then you've got you're fresh to fuck it again. Um, I, I, I certainly it, want yeah. to, wouldn't want like sloppy seconds from an auto blow. That seems like very lazy and disgusting. Although um, I, I'm sure that it will happen. You know, I won't judge you and you're in the way you use your auto blow because it's your auto blow. You can do whatever the fuck you want to it and you don't have to feel embarrassed or ashamed of it. I've uh, got a couple questions about the product. You can come on the switch. Indulge. You can wrap the cord around your balls, like whatever you want to do to the auto blow and Anything. no one will judge you. Did you not get so, one, Taylor? It's just Kyle? No, I, I haven't gotten mine yet. It hasn't so arrived yet. That's hardly fair. Arrived yet. I know, right? But uh, just quick questions. Does it make you watch bad movies afterward? Not afterward, but during. Of course, you know you get maybe get some porn pornography. Does it? Does it want a foot rub? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, oh, no. Kyle. Jesus. Oh, absolutely no. No, when you're done with the auto blow, you put it in a fucking drawer. And, How much does uh, it talk? Not a fucking word. It's made a little noise when you pull that when I pull out. But do but you like, have to bring it to dinner? Absolutely not. Although I do because nothing makes nachos better than an auto blow. Does it make like that noise like when you remove No, it, it sort of makes a <laughs> kind of noise. <laughs> um, a very a very slurpy sort of uh Sounds like, like a llama spitting. You ever burp and it tastes a little bit like vomit? It's that noise. That's Ooh. <clears throat> it's kind of like that. It's real hot and acidic. Woody, could you look up what a cabbage patch baby's mouth looks like? You know I can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Could you show the audience and just compare? This is uh, a team effort. I like this. Very interesting. <laughs> Can you uh, vote in the contest? Find the most attractive vagina. Uh, so it appears that there isn't a unique Cabbage uh, Patch mouth. I feel like the lips are just. Yeah. I know, really, right? It's, like, it's so gross to touch. I swear to God, it feels like human flesh. It's made uh, from real women. <laughs> can, can you hold yours up, Kyle? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Uh, I need to see now the that lips. Is a lot. Is this a screenshot for the fucking like? Yeah, moment. we're comparing a Cabbage Patch baby's mouth to the lips on uh, on this thing. Just, I I definitely. You know, oh my I, god. Yeah, it reminds me of. A, this is a perfect. Dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there's definitely a similarity there, Kyle. You're onto something. So finally, my boyhood fetishes will be will be solved. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think I found exactly yep, that. Yep, 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 yep. Disgusting. So if you want to fuck a Cabbage Patch kid or something, oh my god, or um, or you know, you just you don't have to be a don't don't think of this as something like like I, I we were talking about this earlier. How like if this were some kind of new rabbit, uh, dildo for 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 the ladies, then they would all giggle about and be like, oh yeah, that's great. <clears throat> and any guys who watched them talking about it be like, yeah, that's hot. I'm gonna get my girlfriend the new rabbit with the ass tickler. But like just because <laughs> we're guys. Uh, you know, it's a sex toy with a battery in it that plugs into the wall or really does anything whatsoever other than using your hand is just is just like, ah, guess you don't get any pussy. No, I just want to fuck a robot every now and then. You don't want to fuck a robot? I was thinking the about future. the noise, right? I, the noise provides a, a lot of, like, possibilities. Like, in my dreams, if you use this thing enough, then you can create, like, a Pavlonian response, a Pavlonian response in your, in your significant other that, like, they hear that noise and they associate it and they know that there's a hard cock behind that door and they should come running. Oh, not for long, though. Eventually. So the window of opportunity is not pretty yet. limited. Uh, for, uh, well, I, I, 90 seconds to That's act. why it will become an urgent mating call. To your, yeah. <laughs> to your significant other. When she hears, row, 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 she's going to be like, row. Yes. But, <laughs> what about your ice maker in your refrigerator? Is yeah. this not going to have that <laughs> Someone's fucking some rubber or they're making a mixed drink. <laughs> now, I am wor now, I think um, you can pr it's a little bit loud. I will say that. So if you're going to have to masturbate, and, but, but, I, but I wouldn't say that it's completely out of the eye. Out of the realm of possibility, if you've got to be quiet most of the time, because you could still use it like a flashlight, because it still does the same thing. You just don't have the added fun of a robot doing all the work for you. This is like so the you can still, like you pay yeah. the fucking motor. Yeah, you're gonna use that shit. Exactly. Do your homework. It's, it can go either. <laughs> but but if you if you do Extra have to go into silent long term, if you do have to do drives. some silent running mode uh, masturbation, then you can do that. Just so you know, it's like having two masturbatory tools in one. It leaves your hands free for whatever else you want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, you could choke somebody or yourself, or like maybe there's a <laughs> maybe you're like holding. You can, you can cradle your automatic machine gun while simultaneously getting off. You don't even have to leave the couch. You know that? Uh, what is it it's called? True. Auto asphyxiation. There we go. Look at this. Auto erotic asphyxiation. Auto erotic asphyxiation can finally be safe, right? You can choke yourself no, while giving yourself safe. a blue job. Oh, totally safe. No, no, it's good. It's good. <laughs> and then as you go out, you'll just stop choking yourself. As opposed to the whole belt method, which, you know, we all struggle with, right? It, <laughs> <laughs> How many times have like, you almost like, killed yourself? Yeah. It needs to be like a late night TV show for that, like, tired of using belts. <laughs> like, you're trying <laughs> desperately. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have more hands than 
know what to do with. <laughs> yeah. So at last, um, this this is the tool that we've all been dreaming of. Well, so, I'm so check it out. Um, I, I I promise you, it's a it's totally worth the investment. Um, it's uh, I think it's the best masturbation I've ever experienced. I think it's the most fun you can have without another person involved. Uh, if you're a guy, uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's kind of comical that it is what it is. Um, I have no shame about such things, so it's like 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 the people in my house were like were like, oh yeah, that showed up and he disappeared, and I was like, yeah, I went and fucked it, like like <laughs> like like, what? like you're not gonna embarrass me, like right, clearly. That I, shit. I was like, like okay, when a video well, game shows up, you don't wait till everybody sorry. leaves to try it. You just yeah, go next into the time bathroom. I'll do it here in the living room. Like I won't even have any shame about it. Just just, <laughs> just, I'll just like, like what do you want? This is my house. Get out if you don't like it. Hypothetical yeah. single Woody would be the same way. I'd be talking about first person experiences more if I didn't have a daughter in high school who could be shamed sure. by this thing. Which is why <laughs> I just laugh at Kyle's jokes. How much does this run you, Kyle? Um, I'm not sure. They gave me a free one. Um, but I, I believe there are a couple hundred dollars, right? Was that out of pity? <laughs> yes, yes. I um, I sent him my uh, sort of a sexual resume listing some of my accomplishments or like, failures. We need to brought in this ASAP. <laughs> yeah, Quick. yeah. Like really, it's been that long? Yeah, yeah. Let's get him. I'm gonna look here. Now, is there isn't is there a coupon code or anything? For... Um, I don't believe so. Yeah, I think they just want. So the web price, there's a web only price, is 159 dollars. Ah, cheaper than I thought. Yeah, I, I'm yes. gonna be honest. It's a complete bargain. Um, the last prostitute I bought was like two hundred dollars, um, and and I would much rather. Well, I mean that was a great story, but I'd much rather trade that experience, uh, the sexual part of it, for for an auto blow. Much better. And if you break it down to how much money it costs based on how much you're going to be using it per year, it's like a quarter a day. It's like barely more than feeding a kid in Somalia, like yeah. just barely more than that. And those kids never make it. I mean, some warlord. I mean, if you're trying to master this, right? Like, I mean, I have like four thousand hours in Civ. I have no idea how many hours you have in that already. I mean, like, this is you're going for the mastery. There's a ticker on the back, just like a tractor. So it's. <laughs> oh, that would be so depressing. <laughs> I know, right? Like what if number you're an of app? revolutions or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, join the Autoblow app. It'll keep track of how many hours you spend. Getting <laughs> you know, your and you know how it would look? It's a digital display, but it's an abacus. It just clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kyle, I have a story, kind of. Somebody wrote me, because you mentioned the, your prostitute story that you got out of. So uh, hang in here. It's, uh, it's a paragraph long. Dear Woody, I'm a 19-year-old guy and a faithful PKA listener since episode 55. My story begins on Tinder. I have been chatting with this cute Asian girl for a couple weeks and decided to meet up at a park. After a few hours of exploring the woods and talking, we decided that we should fool around in the back of her car. Everything was going great until she got on top of me and let out a concerned, uh-oh, definitely not what you want to hear. So there I am, naked, sweaty, in the back of an Audi. I looked down and saw a pool of blood forming. Uh-oh, indeed. The situation was only made worse by the complete absence of napkins, paper towels, or any kind of absorbent material. We ended up cl cleaning up with my underwear, and I went commando. Mm -hmm. She was obviously very embarrassed. So immediately, I started telling her that it's not the worst thing that's happened to me to make her feel better. But to my dismay, she asked the story. Problem is, I didn't have a story. But FPS Megaduck did. I told her about the girl that stuffed her hand wallet with makeup pads. I think he messed up the story. 
<laughs> that, that knocked loose, causing, causing an even larger tidal wave of blood. I kissed her forehead and told her, don't worry, it's not the worst I've seen. We've been talking for a few months and the relationship is going great. Thank you, PPAA, for giving me the necessary skills to talk my way out of this. Ah, uh, a relationship yeah. built on lies. <laughs> <laughs> no, in my case, she had a diaphragm. Um, and uh, <clears throat> I think younger people might not. I don't think diaphragms are as popular as maybe they once was. But basically, it's a, it's a female contraceptive device. Um, uh, that prevents the semen from getting to her cervix. Uh, it's sort of a disc with a sort of an expansive uh, ring thing, and it's it's like plastic and uh, rubber. How yeah. old are you? I'm 29 now. Un unfortunately, that happened in May. I'm 42. How old am I? 42. Would, yeah. 24. Okay. Just just wanted to yeah. get kind of the range. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm 31. So, so just curious. Oh. So, so he, she, uh, she had a diaphragm, and apparently uh, she was on her period uh, big time and still working as a prostitute. And I didn't purchase her per se, but she was bought for me, and I was asked if I preferred the blonde or brunette. And I think I, picked, I think she was the blonde. And anyway, during intercourse, the diaphragm was not knocked loose by, because she said my, what, for, for whatever reason, the diaphragm got knocked loose. And giant I looked cock, down and the, just say yeah, it. Yeah, it was giant cock. She said my <laughs> large penis was, she, she's like, I knew you were too big. And, and it just seems too self-serving to add at this point of the story. But in any case, there was blood everywhere like he butchered a pig. And for nice. whatever reason, it didn't gross me out at all because it, it was just like, you know, I'm already fucking so, uh, a in a... <laughs> my thesis is on, uh, my thesis that I put is on uh, sexual arousal and sexual disgust. Okay, so yeah, so uh, this uh, disgust comes in a couple of different flavors, and uh, one of those flavors is sexual disgust, and this is generally in response to sexual stimuli, things like bodily fluids and the like. And it turns out, uh, A, that man, men in general have uh, less of a problem with that than women, and, and B, no. as your sexual arousal goes up, your response towards sexual disgust, but not the other types of disgust, goes down. So in other words, when you're really turned on, that type of shit doesn't bother you so much. So go on, sorry, just to inter interfere. Totally, I, interesting. I, and I agree with you 100%, and I can definitely testify to that. You're absolutely right. Although after after I come, the, it might be a different story. Yep. So, <laughs> so yeah, absolutely, blood every fucking where, and I thought it was hilarious. I kept making blood brother jokes and like and, and like buying her. I bought her a bloody mary later, and uh, and I was just really making fun of her uh, the whole time. I was like, well, I'm O negative. What about you? And like, <laughs> she, I, I was I was like, look, I'm not gonna be pissed about this. I was like, just make sure you take care of the sheets because it was you know it was a very nice hotel. I and uh, you know it's my credit cards on the room, <coughs> and those sheets looked like fucking Norman Bates had spent the night and had a little fun. I mean, they were there was enough blood on those sheets that you would think someone slit their wrists and died in my bed. So she took care of the sheets. She called she called them. Took care of that. And uh, and that was that. But yeah, it wasn't like makeup. Yeah, makeup thing. pads. Yeah, I don't know. He, yeah, Jesus Christ! He, he like, like kind of lady stuff in her vag with that. That's that's a little crazy. It was a diaphragm, <laughs> and uh, and I didn't know it. And uh, and I, yeah, I thought that was really funny. I'm glad that happened. That's just such a silly story. And that story gets gets worse and worse as it goes on. Speaking of which, I got a little bit of Jeremy news. I'll throw out there real quick because Filthy doesn't know Jeremy or anything. But Jeremy is getting married the day after tomorrow. It's a, it's a, it's sort of a redneck country style wedding. So like, there's a lot of denim and cowboy hats, and I'm going to put my phone in my shirt pocket and film the whole thing. And if it's funny enough, we'll do a Patreon only video that that will upload. 
and uh, and show off Jeremy's wedding maybe if anybody's interested in that. If it's interesting, if like if like there's some legit funny shit that goes down at the wedding, like if if there's like a hoedown or like someone just shoots a shotgun in the air when they say <laughs> I do or something like that. Like, you know, we'll have to I, edit it down. Remy, where about in Georgia are you? Uh northeast Georgia near the South Carolina line. Okay. Um so uh, about an hour and a half outside of Atlanta and about an hour um, southwest from Greenville. Rural? Right there in that area. Uh, what's that? Rural? Rural? Yes. Yeah, yeah big time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, lots of, not, uh, it's... Uh, so the potential's we're, we're, there. Totally, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Not even there. It's, it's almost a guarantee. That's exciting. <laughs> I uh, especially with this particular guy, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this particular guy, he's a character. I have a story. Um, Here's the link. But it has an update since I bookmarked it. So the story was that Homer and Marge are getting legally separated in Simpsons season 27. And it came from Al Jean, the, uh, the executive producer on the show. But now I see the update. They're claiming that they're not breaking up. So I don't know what to make of that. Legally separated, breaking up. I'm I'm not sure what happens there, but I mean, uh, it, they'll probably like separate for an episode or two. They've lasted longer than most real marriages. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Helps uh, that neither of them get any older. Yeah. Yeah, but how much longer can they drag that show out? Jesus, I haven't watched it in so long. Yeah, probably ten years at least. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I kind of root for them. Like I like The Simpsons; they seem good. Sure, I got and, nothing against them. I'm just like done yeah. with it. I, I like South Park a lot. Um, Dude, we I even like Family Guy. We haven't done Game of Thrones talk. I understand people like spoilers. Do you watch Game of Thrones, Filthy? I do. I do. I'm a big oh. fan. I almost put Martin on the fucking death list because I don't want him to die. Right? Because if he dies, the fucking series ends. Yeah, he said he said Ooh. that he does not want his work. Uh, he doesn't want someone to write it like other writers do. Sometimes they'll like they'll mm-hmm. have their notes in a story. He wants his his uh, legacy for the Game of Thrones series to die with him if he dies. Which he is told fucking... the director and everything for the show how it ends, and I'm sure the details. But yeah, that would suck if there was no, you know, ending in the literature. Yeah, I'd be really bummed out. Yeah, but I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, so we can do that. Yeah, have you read the books? Yeah, you have. Aha! Yeah. You're slightly ahead of me. I, I'm listening to the audiobooks. So our goal, our goal going forward with this broadcast should be not to do any book spoilers uh, or show spoilers that go past episode nine of season five. Agreed. Yes, episode nine. This is this is Thursday. What was Sunday's episode nine? That was episode nine. Yeah. So the tenth one is. How can we go past that? By by reading the book. If you're a book reader, do you know what's going to happen next show? Like I do. Well, I mean, they're diverging, right? The book uh, the book is no longer in sync with. Uh, the movie, the, the show. Um, they're diverging more. Well, and more okay, every this is not a spoiler of anything past the last aired episode. Didn't you know Danny was going to fly off on a dragon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew that. So, like, I, I also have a pretty good idea what the big thing in the next episode is. But too. the stuff with uh, Stanth Baratheon's daughter—that is not in the books yet. Apparently, although it's it, supposed to be coming. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I agree. So, um, uh, but yeah, the last show was pretty significant. See, I, I, I started it, out that episode where my girlfriend and I were talking about it, and she's like, oh, I just don't like Stannis. And I'm like, well, you know, Stannis is he's a pretty, like, just talking about the show, not from the book knowledge. I'm like, well, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a neutral neutral guy, and he's pretty good. He follows the laws for the most part. He's just trying to make ends meet and, and follow his <laughs> own 
you know, follow his own path as he sees fit. And not like four minutes later on screen, he's like, burner. His daughter's a flame. Really? And I'm that like, was your take home was that he, he's like, he's a, he's a pretty reasonable guy. He's a fucking fanatic, right? He, he has he a goal a and he's willing to give anything for that goal. That's dangerous, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? I'm kind of with Merka. I feel like Stannis is the law abiding. Like his big problem is that he's not charismatic. But yeah, he's got. He he refuses to to do anything. Charismatic, he's inflexible. Yeah, he starts out as lawful neutral, I guess, and then eventually he just kind of convinces himself that his word is law, and as long as he can rationalize it in his head, he still thinks he's abiding by the law in a way. He's like he's like working from like the uh, the ends justify the means, right? Anything yes. is going to be sacrificed along the way for this. He's Regardless the rightful leader. His daughter doesn't matter exactly. I don't feel like it was anything until he got to the part where they, they, they start killing the, when they kill the daughter. I think that, because before he was, he, he always trying to temper it. He was always like, no, nah, do we really, Wait, have, he was going to kill birth, that bastard boy though, the right? Shadow, right? Like birthing yeah. the shadow that killed uh, the other rival. Killed his own brother with a ghost you, demon. His so brother exactly. was not supposed to get the throne and, you know, he, he had an illegitimate claim. He was his younger brother. His younger brother, but people liked his younger brother, so he's like, oh, I guess I'll take a, sh- a, a stab at this, you know, winning the Game of Thrones. And he's like, no, like said, you're the younger brother. Is, what, demonology or something? Like, he's willing to, like, dabble. Like, I mean, like, all right, so what isn't he willing to do? He's, he's convinced that this is, this is right. He's right to be in this position. What isn't he willing to do that? And all, all that, we, that we've been shown so far is that nothing is out of bounds for him and what he's willing and to do. And the thing but that took him now, a while. I hate that they, a while to get there. I hate that they burned the daughter. Um... This is not a spoiler of any way, but uh, in the books, we don't know what happens. One would assume the daughter's going to die in the books, too. Where I am, she's still alive. Um, if it wasn't on- that, if it was something else, like, all right, we'll give her a quick death because in the situation we're in, going back is death, going forward is death. We have no choice but to invoke some magic because we're so fucked. Um, in a situation... Although, to be fair, he's not, it's not exactly... They hadn't, like, that situation hasn't just arisen to them. Like, everyone was, like, warning him, oh, you can't really march that way. You don't have any food. You're marching into the winter in the north with no fucking food or supplies. And he's like, yeah, we're doing it. Like, this is the time, Be- right? It, right, because if he didn't but march... But it is the time. If he, stays, if he stays at Castle Black, like, that winter's going to last 15 or 20 years or something outrageous. Uh-huh. Like, w- without some sort of a divine, like, magical dragon magic intervention or, or like, slaying the White Walker king or something. Like, winter is coming... And it's not going to be like, oh, we'll wait till the winter's over and then we'll wrap this up. It's like now or never. There wasn't enough food in the wall either. Like, he had to go. He had to go somewhere. And they're all like, well, that's a dangerous place to go. But no one's providing. You know, it's like picking a restaurant. Do you want to go here? No. Do you want to go there? No. Where do you want to go? <laughs> oh, I don't know. But all these ideas suck. Well, fucking, <laughs> you got to be for something. You have to be for something. And no one's for anything. So he's like, well, yeah. let's march and then towards Melisandre this thing. comes around and kills your daughter so you can go to Applebee's. Another she- shitty option. <laughs> no, no. She's the only character with fucking plans. She's like, oh, you want this? Er- so does she, wh- have, does she have real magic or is this all yes. bullshit like the books? I believe it's real magic. I, I think that, uh, Wait, that, that you from everything we've been in the shown, books? I feel like everything we've been shown thus far suggests that her magic is 100% legit, especially considering that the, the Lord of Light also kept resurrecting... Um, uh, the leader of the Brotherhood, or whatever I can't recall his name, but the guy who's been, yeah, the one missing an eye, and he's got band a, of a brothers or something like that. that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, it's there's just too many um, cl- things that would lead us to believe that this is legit magic. Like she's killed two or three people with magic. 
like uh, two of them that we can definitely say she did. She killed Renly definitely with magic, and yep. she definitely killed the. I think it was the Castellan of the castle that was holding um, uh, King Robert's bastards, or at least one of them. And mm-hmm. he wanted the bastard. They wouldn't give him up. And then that night, the guy like falls off a tower or something. They surrender the castle. Even that uh, one's not a, as definite. It, the only definite, definite one I have is the shadow thing, right? Yeah, she I'm births a shadow and does whatever. And then she says, oh, you need that guy dead too? Fine. And then he falls off a wall. But well, in standing the book, on walls is dangerous. Don't, remember, don't forget now that the books were different than the show there. In the book, we see her birth the demon specifically for the, the Castellan that I mentioned, not oh. for Stannis. We don't see the birthing of the demon to kill Stannis. We only see the birthing of the demon with Davos taking her into the way, Renly. That's a fucking cool way to bring a demon into war. If you want like a magic, like, I've read, you know, I read a lot of sci-fi, a lot of fantasy. I like to think like a, we've seen some pretty great fucking authors address that. That's a really cool way to bring a demon into the world. Like the <laughs> physical, yeah. That's pretty fucking like, there's, there's definitely a cost associated with that. That doesn't come off as light. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, I like that magic cost something in this there's but she takes credit for the red wedding and you're like i don't know tywin seems to have a pretty good claim to the red wedding too um she takes credit for i'm trying to think of the other ones i don't remember them all but joffrey uh um, she takes credit for joffrey uh, and it's like I don't know. the leeches in the flame but for yeah, joffrey balon Greyjoy, and rob stark she took credit for all three of those she she named all three and within like six episodes they all died um but but uh, yeah. you know unless you're birthing a demon I need a better tie to it you know there were a lot of people who wanted yeah. to kill Joffrey and wow, one of them three did. Wow, kings died in a war like. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was, I'm just saying. But, but then again, she, the, she definitely did some right. She definitely birthed the demon, and uh, she's definitely bringing back the that she guy from the dead. She drank that poison. Remember when Maester when, when that Maester was trying to poison her, the crippled Maester who used to be Stan, who was Stannis's Maester. He fucking poured this, poured this awful poison into the glass of wine, handed it to her. She drinks all but like a sip, then gives it to him. He drinks the last sip and falls over fucking dead with blood coming out of his nose. And she just kind of simpers at him like, huh, well, fool. What do you guys think? Lord of the Light? Force of good? Force of evil? You think this is uh, really what she's betraying it as? It's being set up pretty... Of course not. I think it's not. a force of evil. Evil. In the end. You, evil, good things don't make you birth black demon ghosts to go assassinate <laughs> things like it's she's You're kinda, so like, racist she's if it had been a white around. demon ghost would you be okay with it well, yeah, of course. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like good magic should be should should be fairer and by fair i mean you know prettier it should be like uh, now you know, black people I, are ugly jesus kyle <laughs> it's not even uh, but so, so yeah i think it's a i think it's evil magic and i think it's real it's it's some sort of a demon god that that's what the lord of light is um, you don't see the children of the forest ordering anybody to burn any uh, anybody or any idols or anything like that. I feel like I, yeah, I feel like when you have to pay for blood with blood, then you're, you're starting to deal with some bad guy stuff. But this is maybe, but this is Martin. Fucking everyone dies in his series, right? Everything is blood for blood. Why would magic be any different? I mean, there's nothing that's gained in this except that like half everyone dies for it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Yeah, I, I need. This, to, I, I want to finish the book before. I only have an hour and a half left in the last audiobook. If people don't know, it's like 150, 250, 200 hours, something like that. So I'm about they're really great. 99% through the book. So I'm pretty close. I'm, uh, I'm going to pick up book four again. I'm about eight hours into book four. I'm going to pick it up again after this season concludes. Uh, I prefer to do it that way. I, I was way yeah. ahead of Woody, and, the, and then I, I completely stopped after the season kind of started. Uh, especially when we... 
we got the first six episodes early through some nefarious means. Four. So we or maybe five episodes, but we got yeah. remember was it four? It, it was, was a big chunk. Three or four, yeah, I whatever. forget what it was. Yeah. Depending yeah, it was a on which month worth. enforcing agency is viewing you, you should keep going down. Three. Two, <laughs> <laughs> like the sentence is per is per episode. Never like, happened. I never saw any of them episodes. Not the first four. No, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the first four like the first day. And I feel like that made in my opinion, this has been the weakest season thus far. I think seeing the first four out of the gate like that is part of it. I also think the Sand Snakes bullshit, uh, Jamie being mm-hmm. adorned bullshit mm-hmm. is part of that because I feel like all of that is wasted airtime. There's a couple of interesting characters there, but there, since Braun isn't even supposed to be in existence anymore, I don't think. I, think, I don't think he's mentioned again in the books. Like, I think at, once he like, abandons Tyrion at the fight with uh, Oberyn, like, you don't see his character anymore. He's bought off and sold and gone. But so, so they can't even write for him well. Like he's I, not even doing anything interesting or has cool anymore. Game of Thrones gotten less sexy too, because like I yes, I, there used to be tons of titties and ass and 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 every all the time. Khaleesi doesn't want to show her tits anymore, <laughs> uh, and, and and they they even stopped like making the like the less famous uh, chicks get naked. I, look, this show yeah, was dude. I, I got a thing. fucking Tyrell. Gorgeous. But but dude, Perfect there was a brothel scene last week. There was a scene where they went to a whorehouse, and I don't recall any nudity in the whorehouse. Season one, Game of Thrones, you'd be looking at all the varieties of the pubes. Show up naked. That's how you judge the whores. When, yeah. when he's like too old. Like there's they should in past episodes when you go to Littlefinger's establishment, establishment you're buying whores. They're naked. They're naked mm-hmm. right there. And like they're then they're not shooting them from t- from like the, the neck up either. It's full frontal nudity, and then they do like a panning close up of their ass cheeks. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thrones is about like I want to see titties bouncing and like asses gyrating. Like let's get let's have. What some is your problem, Dan and Dan or whatever their names the are? Wrong way this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't understand. I, this is what Stern complains about when he talks about the show as well. He's like the Khaleesi used to get naked. Mm-hmm. Everybody used to get get naked. There used to be tons of gratuitous nudity, nudity, and they've they've cut it all down. You don't want to get naked and, anymore, Khaleesi. Bring in the maybe, body doubles. Maybe like play devil's advocate here a little bit. The whole season has been a build up. It's been a really slow build up. Maybe they're saving all the nudity for the last couple episodes. We don't know. There's only one know. more the episode. Finale, the finale may just be. Total the entire time. <laughs> yeah, right. All the characters naked throughout the... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Filthy, I, I liked I you until you started honestly, defending the lack of nudity in Game of I Thrones. Don't <laughs> Did you not hear the devil's advocate right at the beginning of that? <laughs> yeah, like, they just need more time for the plot. Like, there's so much shit going on. They, they're like, oh, we had 45 seconds allotted to tits here, but yeah. God, we should really catch up with <laughs> what Tyrion's doing. an extended version yet, do we? When it comes out on DVD, I bet the extended version is... 20 minutes of nudity cut from each fucking episode. I hope so. Yeah, like Daenerys in the books, this isn't giving anything away, is really sexual. Like, there's a lot of sexy stuff that she's doing. Yeah, she has that lesbian scene. Like, Where's that at? Where yeah, she has right? the underage lesbian finger fuck fest. I well, want I'm that. Sure that's why where's it's that's not there. That... <laughs> <laughs> Like, like nothing like a nine-year-old slave girl finger banging, banging a thirteen-year-old queen on a boat, right? I don't think that she was Tactile. nine, but but yeah, the I think it's the um the light-skinned black girl that they got from who has the um, worm love story. I, I'm not sure about that, but there's oh, definitely that was so boring and such a waste of time. That worm love story. <laughs> Every time that happened on the screen, it was like this could be better allotted to Arya. It does bring questions about what is a eunuch. I thought eunuchs were totally balls and yeah, right? That's what I thought Eunuch was, too. How, how are we having a physical love story at all? Yeah. Like, yes. I don't think that's like, 
right? He gets because a titty they, squeeze. No, 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 in, that's, they that's, make out. That's it. I, I think, and, and some of these, like, you no, need masculine right. man. Like, sh okay, in the books, this is not a spoiler. I swear to God, you'll be fine. Um, there's a character named Strong Belwas or Belhas. Strong Belwas. Strong Belwas. And um, uh, there's pit fighting, which you've seen in the shows. This guy is a very good pit fighter. And he also serves as, like, uh, kind of a right-hand man of Khaleesi. Not in, like, an intelligent sense, but he's around and being protective and stuff like that. And... Um, uh, strong Belwas is a eunuch, but he's big and he's strong and he's a gladiator. And I'm like, so did they leave the balls there? Because I don't get how to be big and strong if you don't have balls. Uh, it, it they, you're they right. Dedication and whey protein. So <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the slave master at uh, at Pentos or wherever she bought all the unsullied like goes mm -hmm. into this at great extent. She's like, yeah, a, a boy who's been cut will never be as strong or ferocious. But he went in, into detail about. How I remember better. that. Yeah, 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 but he'll be more obedient and something else. And yeah, something like that. But I, I, it, it made me wonder if what a eunuch was was consistent throughout all the societies and cultures. It's true. Because like Strong Belhas, he just. He vibes to me like a guy who's who's got a swing and pair, even though he's a eunuch. So yeah. I don't know. Testosterone shots. He's, <clears throat> he's on the he's on the roids. He's juicing. That could be it. I'm sure they have that <laughs> there, right? Yeah, maybe he could just eat bull <laughs> testicles. All right, all hold on, we got the Lord of Light with the magic. We can't have testosterone, like as like, a supplement. <laughs> like, like you know, this is a minor ritual. You like sacrifice a bull's nuts or something. Bam, yeah. testosterone shot done. <laughs> I like that. But um, the, um, the show's logic looking... there. <laughs> The show's picked up in the second half, in my opinion, and uh, and uh, I, I'm Man, not going to spoil story. anything. I mean, how many hundreds of hours is it yeah, on total on on audio to like to be displaying in like hour segments? Like based this? on what I know in the books, the last episode should be a must watch. So uh, I, I think that people will like here are it. my predictions for the last episode, and I I haven't read anywhere near where we are. I think that Cersei is going to die, or something awful is going to happen to Cersei. I really hope the mountain comes back into play as some sort of Franken mountain because they've alluded to him twice this season. You should um, like two or three times they went back and talked about the mountain and that he's being working worked on and he's the prog the work continues, my queen. That creepy fucking Maester. Uh, and uh, so I think Marjorie and Loris are gonna be all good. One of them might die. Loris might die, but I don't think so. I think they're both gonna be good. Uh, that the Queen of Thorns and Littlefinger are both bringing armies, or at least something like that, to to King's Landing to force this uh, the Sparrow's hand. Uh, and uh, I think he's going to do something crazy. Then there's going to be a big standoff. Some people are going to die. I'm hoping the Sparrow dies. He he, he doesn't he doesn't seem like a character that is going to be around for the long haul. Does he? Yeah, he's yeah, he's off. way too extreme. Off, pisses mm -hmm. everyone on power off. Yeah, he's not making any yeah. friends, is he? Yeah, he really is a, a only the gods, which which leads me to. Yeah, only no, the gods are his are his friends. It, it seems like he's made enemies anywhere and everywhere he can. Uh, the only person who might just think of him with indifference is uh, I think is it Jace is it Kevin Lannister or Jason Lannister? Who's the who's the, who's uh, who's Cersei's uncle? Who's now Kevin? Kevin. Yeah, uh, maybe he. I, I still like. I feel like even him. He he looks at him with indifference. I, he's like, eh, I whatever. Just, I don't like the hero's attitude bro? of like. Oh, I wear dirty robes and scrub the floor and talk condescendingly to you. It's like you're choosing to do this. Stop acting like you're better than everyone else under the auspice of being humble. Like that's the worst kind. Yeah, of, he's Rose just a big like humble brag. The, the the winners in these games, you know, like Lord Peter Baelish, you know, like 
they're coming out with like you know they're the people who you know will get their hands dirty you know are manipulating the system to its absolute extreme and don't give a shit about like the piety element of it so yeah mm-hmm. kinda, yeah. yeah i yeah. think he's playing the game of, the smartest. Uh, what do you guys think of Arya's storyline i think that's uh, i loved that in the book and felt they didn't pay enough attention to it and uh kind of excited where it's going with this what do you guys think of that the assassin training style style stuff i, I like really it, like it. I yeah, like it, and you have to do something crazy like that with Arya because I feel like otherwise she's not all that interesting to me. Um, yep. She's she uh, Arya. I mean, Sansa is completely awful, but Arya is only I a couple. I said that Arya is only a couple degrees like, better. Like Sansa, I'm like no, I can't stand that. It's character. it's in the book and the show, but I felt like the book stressed more how as part of the assassin, as part of the assassin thing that she has to give up herself. She has to stop being Arya Stark. You know, they ask her, who is she? I am nobody, stuff like that. In the book, they really, really work that. And it makes you think that if she's going to get any assassin training, then she's going to extract herself from the whole Game of Thrones. You know, that list, you know, in the book, they make it super clear. You can't kill for yourself. So is she going to take herself out of this game? I I don't know. See, I don't know about that because in in the show... In the books, at least, that whole organization seems a lot more cultish, whereas in the show, it's coming off more as, like, she's getting training for what the viewer is hoping will eventually be vengeance on those people, even though doing that would kind of go against the entire order of the faceless man. But, yeah, in the I, book, I don't know. In the book, I, I'm becoming convinced that she's not going to be Arya Stark anymore. She's just going to join this thing and, uh, and not do her list because that's her new She's going to do the list. She's going to do the she list. Will. The, uh, I mean, even you see in the show right now, yeah, that's know. all this she's concerned Martin. with. He enjoys crushing your expectations. Mm-hmm. He likes to set up something and then dash that. So, like, yeah, like you're right. Like it would kind of be that would be like the normal progression of like a hero or heroine, right? It would be like you know, like yeah, she's getting the assassin training. Yeah, there's, there's this injustice on her family and herself, and yeah, now she's gonna kick some ass. Like this would be yeah. just like Martin. Right? Although I, I will say this, okay. this isn't. Get back to Westeros. Like that's how it would go. This is a storyline that's ripe for divergence, right? Like in the books, she might not do these things, but then in the show, that she she might follow through with them. Who knows? But I mean, uh, she's just not interesting to me if she's killing people I don't care about. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. just don't mm-hmm. care. Like I don't want to watch the adventures of Arya the Assassin. Even mm-hmm. no matter how interesting it may be. I'm here for the Game of Thrones, and, and mm. like literally for the Game of Thrones, not just the show. Like, like I'm here to see who's going to win this thing. I want to see big uh, macro changes and happening titties. in Game of Thrones world. And titties, lots of titties. <laughs> I want. The, I got that. Here's, reiterating. Here's what should have happened <laughs> in that scene. Here's what should have happened in that scene. The dragon. All right. So the Khaleesi should have pulled the spear out of the dragon, and then he should. They should have had that moment where he growls at her and snarls, and you're you're scared. And then he kind of smiles at her almost, if a dragon can smile. And there's this moment where you think that they have an kind understanding. Kind of a lewd wink from the yeah, dragon. No, yeah. just, just sort of a, a moment where, like, she <laughs> realized they, they, they both look at each other yeah. and they know that. And you know the that, like, The same look that you're not, wearing on your shirt. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just bear with me here. So, so she and the dragon stare at each other and they both she sort of understand. And her clothing isn't. This is where I'm going, yeah. They have a moment where there's understanding between them, where she's like, oh, good, you recognize me. We don't have trouble right now. You know I was helping you. And he's like, yeah, totally. And then he goes, and like blows fire right at her, but it's to kill the bad guys who were right behind her. 
And for a moment, you think she's dead. For a moment, like the music, you know, bum, bum, bum. And you see like horrified reactions from like Tyrion and like the other main stars. And then you look again and she's fucking naked as can be. He's burnt all her clothes off. And the dragon does like a swooping motion underneath her. And like she rides him away naked. Titties like bouncing as she I wanna goes. I want to say something. That it's, should be bald should, though. It's, it's about the book, but it's not a spoiler at all. I swear this won't ruin anyone's enjoyment. Just to tell you how disappointing <laughs> it is. After the big pit scene where she flies off on a dragon, he spends the next 30 to 45 minutes talking about her bowel movements. That's oh, how wow. the book goes. And then a feast. <laughs> <Four hours. laughs> Actually, the feast is first, and then there's excruciating detail on her bowel movements. Well, good. You know, I don't I recall know. that portion of it. I guess I won't reread that section. <laughs> I like to know the Khaleesi stay in regular during these trying times. That, well, there's okay. where you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Khaleesi needs a fiber one more. <laughs> this is where we need the Lord of Light again, right? Testosterone, fucking bowel movements. It's like a pharmacy. It's perfect. Yeah, that's all, that's all the Lord light can do to her well, like, we're out of leeches demonology <laughs> keeps you regular yeah yeah i, I, I so I, much better she should be getting naked all the time they all should be getting naked all the time i want marjorie tyrell to get like titty fucked or something i want some nudity in there like yeah. like all the hot chicks that it's the game of thrones porno my my no, daughter no, hates. Not, I don't want to be ridiculous with it. I just want remember yeah, man, when Raz just. Things with you could have a really decent plot, but you mostly you want every scene to be. Dude, he's bouncing you season one. <laughs> season one, a chick literally flashes her her pussy just because um, um, Tyrion's Eon like here. Yeah, he's he's like, can I see it one more time? And just like pussy right there in the middle of a of a character development scene that wasn't even yeah. in the books. Yeah, they wrote that scene to show you some pussy. And that's what I want from Game of Thrones. That right. scene was, Roz doesn't go to King's Landing in the books. Roz just, her storyline ends after, after uh, they leave Winterfell. Like, I don't think they ever pick her up again. And, but, but they brought her along to King's Landing just so you'd have somebody to show ass and titties constantly. They found a really hot chick, gave her a minor role. Then all of a sudden she's working for Littlefinger. She's, she's, like in, the, she's in Joffrey's bedroom. She's, she's doing all this like, high-level shit. Just so, th the whole point was ass and titties. They should still be doing that. What happened to her? In the... Joffrey got her killed. Oh, did she... Joffrey ever kill? He was... shot her with a crossbow, I think. I like, forgot yes, he which did. one he shot. I didn't. I didn't realize it was the same. He can shoot them all. He sh in the books. He shoots lots of people with that crossbow. Joffrey's a dick. He <laughs> was. <laughs> he did such a good job. And, and, and as soon as oh, he I know died... the actor. Didn't you just so fucking good. hate him the Dude, second he walked on the screen? You're I like, fuck that guy. I loathe the actor and that yeah, fucking like smart job. ass face, like thing. Yeah. And then as soon as he died, it was like, I tip my hat to you, sir. You crushed it in that role. You know, yep. like I, now I, I appreciate you. Yeah. I thought they'd done a phenomenal job with this. Another thing. So I seriously, supposed to be really beautiful, right? And um. I, I think she is. I look at her she now. Is. She is. Everyone she, thinks she is, but you, Woody. Just so you know. I, I'm not a fan of Cersei's either. I don't I, know if it's like the personality that goes along with it that's poisoning it for me. But fuck. Well, wait. Are, aren't we in people. season six? Is that right? She's mm -hmm. eight. What, what season are we in? Five. We're season five. Okay, five. so it's the end of five. She's aged five years during this thing, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, don't forget, Woody. Everyone gets older. You know, please don't put pictures of five year younger version of me because, you know, it, it's hard. It, it, so, you know, yeah, seriously, pretty hot. They, they maybe should have anticipated the thing going 10 years, Kyle. <laughs> um, because, you know, it, it, by the end of this 10 year thing, Kyle ages. Seriously, I'll have a different look. Never ages. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I, I think she's very beautiful, even at her current age. If you go back and I don't know how many nude scenes she's had in Game of Thrones, but if you go back to uh, 300, the original 300, she's the queen of Sparta. And she gets nice and naked and bounces on uh, Gerard Butler for a while. And she's, she's you know why really, I love that scene? She's got a smoking body. Dude, you see sex scenes and they're missionary. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. They're a sex scene, whatever. You see sex scenes and he's tagging that from the back. It gives a whole nother like insight into that relationship these two people have a passionate love for each other when he's hitting it doggy style like they do in 300 i'm like yes you know like it 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 means more to me than missionary does it, it it's like it, it says that not just that they love each other but that they lust each other and i i, I think it's you know if i made movies i would use that to demonstrate that all yeah the time. you ever see legends of the fall with uh, brad pitt no, they had a doggy or they had a doggy no the real one they had a doggy does anyone just see filthy well. like analyzing me as i say this he's yeah, just totally. like yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead woody this yeah. is interesting to me go on <laughs> <laughs> woody, it's, it's okay man like you know a, a lot of a lot of my research was with the bdsm group uh, population as a whole so we have all sorts of really interesting research studies out there one of the studies i did was a uh, study on switches so we uh, actually recruited people who take a top or a bottom role and we randomly assign them to a top or a bottom role for the experiment for the portion of the study itself and then we did lots of uh kind of uh readings and tests on them during this so what you're saying is really tame is what i do in my professional life outside of twitch so don't worry about it we're not we're not judging anything like it, it's all totally reasonable it's doggy style oh my god you know like not, not a big deal yeah come back to me when you're pegged woody <laughs> <laughs> you're being a little judgy <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Kyle. I cut you off. I just saw filthy. I was, like. was going to say, you won't get any judgment out of me, Woody. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks, Kyle. Look, Kyle, Kyle, gently stroke it. Be like, it's okay. Don't listen yeah. to the bad band. <laughs> sorry about what happened earlier. Well. I love your rubbery that, soul. That never happens to me. I'm so <laughs> <laughs> really could have used batteries as long. I mean, it doesn't. It's not like you're getting a lot of use. And yeah, that thing is highly effective. I gotta say, and I feel like the the best sex toys definitely come. Uh, pl they plug into the wall. The Hitachi Magic Wand. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want, if you want to get your girlfriend something for a birthday, that's what you want. You want that big fucking gigantic, 120 volt vibrator. That's the one that masquerades around as like a back. Yeah, it's a neck massager, massager right? or something. Yeah, I think maybe originally. I don't think anyone's buying back massager on that. It's piece. got it's got two settings: low and screaming orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 highly effective, uh, and it's it, yeah. The best sex toys come with a, you know, AC adapter. Yeah, I get behind that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, wow. I suddenly at a standstill. <laughs> <laughs> you got any more AMA questions you want to get to? We're yeah, almost at four that's hours. That's a great here. idea, actually. Um, let's look. Oh, I, uh, a meetup event for Europeans. Sorry, a meetup event? So we start off Meetup. So we, so we sometimes do meetup events. Uh, the last one was a paintball thing in Chicago. The next one will be too. It, that's set in stone now. So July yes, 25th. No. Is in it, Chicago. Yeah, in Chicago. I'm like fucking like half. It'd be so yeah, easy. You want to come? Yeah, come, man. We're playing paintball. paintball. Yeah, it's a All huge right, scenario it? paintball event. Uh, the wolf's coming too, by the way. Do oh, I need awesome. any practice? Do I need any uh, expertise? I've been paintballing twice. No, it's more fun for no. us if you don't. <laughs> no, you, 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 you can play with us, and we'll, we can probably hook you up with a good deal, too. All right. When is this? July when? Is it the 12th? I'm sorry. I should know this off the top of my head. I think yeah, it's July think 12th. It's, it's that website. weekend. Um, but if you go to pvbomb.com, 
Uh, they have all the information there, and you can pre-register. I think that Saturday we're going to be doing like a PKA day only. Uh, I don't know if the park will still be open, but we'll definitely have uh, – Saturday will definitely be an opportunity for um, all of our fans to get together with us and play – Maybe. I was thinking maybe, it, depending on how many there were last time, I think we had plenty of people to do this, though, maybe breaking up in a couple of squads. Like, I get a squad of guys, Woody gets a squad of guys. We do it like pick up basketball and do some little round-robin type mini-tournament stuff, just some quick rounds of Search and Destroy or Team Deathmatch, 6v6, 8v8, something like that. Some that's more conducive to the smaller fields they have there because I felt like last time we were playing like 20 versus 20, 50 versus 20, 50, and it was a little crazy. So that would be fun. But then Sunday, they're opening it up for the massive Call of Duty scenario game, the World at War, I, I believe they call it. Mm -hmm. And they do have, of course, if you've played uh, those COD games, the, kill, the uh, Nuketown map built to scale exactly like <laughs> it is in the game. Painted That's the awesome. same. The mannequins are there. The bus is there. All the signs, everything 100% authentic. A lot of fun to play there as long as you don't have too many players. Um, but uh, hey, that's what's going to be happening Sunday. The so. dates. So the dates are July 11th and 12th. That's a Saturday and a Sunday, July 11th and 12th. So we'll probably fly in on the 10th and fly out on the 13th. You could do well, the same. I'm close enough that I would I would be remiss not to uh, not to at least check in. <laughs> totally check in and hang out with us, etc. Yeah, we'll take care of you. So um, so yeah, so we're doing this again, paintball event. If you go to pbbomb.com and at the top click on their event calendar, you can see there's a link to it. Yeah, and, and, and as soon as you can, you're going to want to start pre-registering for this thing because what we saw last time was like some people didn't do it correctly. They didn't go through the process like I stressed all along, and they didn't end up even playing with us. So that, like I'd run into guys, he's like, yeah, yeah, I came. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? He's like, we're going to play over here. I'm like... You realize if you'd said when you got here that I'm with the PKA group or you had, you had signed up beforehand that you'd be playing with us, right? Like, we yeah. have our own personal little group where it's me and Woody and, and Chiz last time and Joe Lozon and then like 80 or 90 of you. And, you know, you get FaceTime with us. We all, we're all playing the yeah. game together. We hang out together all weekend. So, so if you pre-register, then you'll be sure to get that right. Another thing is they have different levels of guns and you can pre-register in like in a, <laughs> a good Don't gun. Don't out on it. Yeah, it, it, Taylor's used the bad, not, I don't want to call them bad, but like the gravity-fed hoppers before, and you were at a severe disadvantage compared to the better hoppers and the Your better guns. I've only been paintball a couple times, and it's been a number of years. Do we allow alcohol at these events? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. You can uh. smuggle it in. The easiest way is to smuggle it in in your stomach five minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't notice anybody had alcohol at, at the whole thing, and I didn't think I they see. sold it there. I don't know if they have a Sorry, policy. Sorry, guys. Well, I just went down a notch in my books. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to – oh, yeah, yeah, but the gun makes a huge difference. Is that your gun, Kyle? Yeah, it's like in the current configuration. This is my diadem, which I love oh, oh, oh so much. Uh, Magfed first strike. I got cameras all over it, top and bottom. I got my barrel taken off now, but recently I've been putting a rotor on top and running. Uh, I got 40 first strikes down here, I think, 200 regular paintballs, and then I got a huge harness with like 2,000 paintballs on my back. Camera here, camera on my head, and uh, I just fucking destroy noobs. I got a coiled remote now, so I just got and if the that air other going. gun you're showing me is down for the count. You can also kill squirrels with this, right? You could totally kill a fucking squirrel with this. Absolutely. That's These things. <laughs> These things hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've shot you with a first strike before. That's right. That's when I shot you in the hand that time. What yeah, you made my hand bleed. First strike versus a regular strike. Um, a first strike paintball is uh, like a uh, it's 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 a conical projectile that has sort of rifling uh, grooves cut into the sides of it. 
so it fires like a bullet. You know, it's spinning like a football. It's much, much more accurate. Uh, it shoots. It's more efficient. So if the gun was going to shoot 280 feet per second with regular paint, when you put a first strike in, it'll shoot like 310, 310 feet per second. And uh, there's more accurate. They hurt a lot more. And uh, I don't know. You can shoot them at only specific gun. They fly straight, so like if you, if you have a scope set up and such, then you can you know even snipe with them, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so we have a paintball event coming up July 11th and 12th. We should start saying that because we keep saying July 12th, but yeah, July 11th and 12th at pbbomb.com. Pre-register, mm -hmm. you'll hang out with us, and uh, and you'll be sure to get one of the good guns. Yes, that's that's pretty important. Um, there's a couple levels of guns. And uh, their best gun, which package, which isn't all that more expensive, is just infinitely better than the semi-automatic Tipman or something like that. Having electronic marker really, it, there are moments where you get shot. You you like come around a corner and there's the guy, and like there's not time to go, boom, and just get him. With these electric marker, electronic markers, you can come around the corner and be like, oh shit, <laughs> and just shoot thirty times in a second and just really fuck everything up in front of you. I. I uh, I we definitely had, recommend the Electromarker. At the last event, we had a couple like father-son groups. At previous years, we had a lot of father-son people, and I thought it was pretty cool. Like it, it, I don't know. Like if you're a dad out there and you're hearing this, it's like you know, like what are you gonna do that weekend otherwise? Like make a mow the yard or just sit around the house or who knows what. The alternative is to come play paintball with him and have something that you guys talk about for years. You know, just do it. Get off your ass, play some paintball with us. You're gonna be so yeah, happy you uh, did. And it's a great workout. I, uh, I, yeah. I think it's about time for me to start running again, uh, getting in shape for the next one, and uh, get my cardio back up to par again. Stupid, uh, sexy Kyle working out for people. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to. It's two full days of running. Uh, so, so I like to start running about a month in advance. So it's about time again. Yeah. Let's do another AMA. Okay. Slip. What do you got? I'm looking. <laughs> Quick, two masked men have burst into your room. One is unarmed, you think, and the other has a crowbar. How do you react? Well, I, cry. It, it, we just happen to all have like yeah. loaded weapons next to us. Like, Lucky I, me. I, I look at them straight like, <laughs> this is the right house. <laughs> I take another sip of whiskey calmly, assessing the situation. Here. Meanwhile, <laughs> in Georgia, <laughs> Kyle unlocks the fucking shoulder. Lo <laughs> I don't know what that's called. What is that? The shoulder fucking support on the gun. <laughs> It's uh, this is a Chris Vector. If you've ever played like Modern Warfare 2, this is the Chris Vector. It was on uh, uh, Modern Weapon on Future Weapons uh, a few years yeah. back. Your name has this tag in front of it, FPS, which I stand I assume is first person shooter, right? It is, which yeah. I uh -huh. avoid at all costs. So every time That's you tell idea. me like COD or this, I'm like, I'm, I'm like filling in acronyms in my mind, like COD, COD. Oh, Call of Duty. Okay, I got uh. this. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's um. I just reached my four-hour limit for this group video. Oh call. yeah, you just you click the video thing again, camera. and it powers you back up. Apparently. Yeah. For me, you stay um like, like faded out for a while, but it's better than better than just the picture. Yeah. yeah. So I would reach for my gun, and I think that's the I, best option. If my gun so wasn't here, I would reach for. Well, I guess I've got a little knife here that would be a step in, in the right direction. Relationships. What's that? <laughs> yeah. I, I begin diplomatic relationships. <laughs> yeah, I just be like, "Hey, you guys want to hang out?" <laughs> I think they just, okay, you nah, man, nah, man, we gonna we gonna leave. We gonna, oh shit, what the fuck is that? I was waiting for oh. you. <laughs> just, just like, like, 
like spit in it and be like, come on. <laughs> I think that would freak them out enough. They'd just be gone. Hey, I, be I got a question for Filthy. I didn't sort of finish my line of questioning. What do you okay. do after your ride on YouTube and Twitch? Right? Like at some point, Civ won't be an interesting game anymore. Um, what's your, what's your long-term plan? So, um, a lot of my degree is actually stats based my, uh, my master's degree. So I have a lot of statistical training. So I think, you know, what we're kind of looking at right now is, you know, I've given this a year, it's grown, it's interesting, it's fun, uh, it doesn't pay all that well yet. We'll give it some more time, the girlfriend's still uh, pursuing her PhD, so we have time in the area, so I'm not in any particular rush for that. Uh, but at some point, what will probably end up happening, assuming this doesn't take off, which seems fairly likely that it won't take off to some massive degree, that I expect that I will try to leverage the uh, degree into something, potentially, hopefully, in the gaming field, honestly. You know, I think, uh, like, I look at, what, like, Blizzard staff, and Blizzard staff uses a lot of statistical, like, techniques that I'm familiar with that I can use as resale value for there. So, we'll see. Um, ideally, something in this world that I'm in now, uh, but potentially using the skill set that I already have and the education I already have. So. Hmm. It, so, I guess LeBron James just flashed his dick on TV, if anyone wants to see. You know I do. There you go. I mean, yeah. Let me send this along to you then. All right. Let's make sure I'm not sharing it with the stream. Yeah. And why? Why did he do this? I don't think he meant to. I think he's sort of doing like a like a, a motion where he's like moving his shorts down and then up or something, or untucking a shirt, and somehow some, some cock and balls were exposed. Yeah, that looks like an accident. Poor yeah, guy. Totally. Poor yeah. guy. He seems okay. Yeah, he's doing <laughs> that. That was really crippled. Even even LeBron James would, wouldn't need a special mouth for his auto blow. It really supports any size penis. 123 points through his first three games. It's That's an NBA record. You, you know, like we all look back on, we all, like you guys are old enough, but you look back on the Jordan days as like the greatest player to have ever lived. LeBron belongs in this conversation. I mean, Jordan never scored 123 points in three games. How many championships has that guy won? I don't know, but it, he's lost it's, it's a couple too. En enough for a ring on every finger yet? You know, but probably the, not. What that really means is that Jordan led the best teams of all time, right? Like he's, LeBron's had teammates. LeBron is not as good of a player as Michael is. Uh, I don't know was. enough about basketball to say either way. I, I don't know enough about basketball. I don't basketball either, but, either, I, but, I, but I, I feel like I've, I've looked in, I, I've watched enough videos like that break this down and go back and forth and talk about the stats and the things they did and the help they both had. I just feel like LeBron's not the same, not the player Jordan was. Malik Rose has won like three or four championships, and Charles Barkley's won none. My, I know Malik Rose in particular because he went to Drexel, which is where I got my undergrad degrees. Um, that doesn't mean he's a better player. You, like championships is only, is only one way to measure a player. Well, we're talking about like a, a guy who's his, you know, he's the leader of a team. He's supposed to be this. Uh, you're t you're saying that oh, this is the best player that's ever played the game before, or or he's supposed to be in that that argument. He should be the best in the game. The best in the world should be able to lead a team of any really team? good guys to not any team, but good but good players. And LeBron's had good players. He had good players in Miami. And I mean, he failed the, a couple. The, the team that's surrounding LeBron right now, a lot of people would argue pales in comparison to the teams that surrounded Michael Jordan. And the, where's the Scottie Pippen on this team? Well, the competition's different, too. He's not playing against Larry Bird, is he? Uh, no. But he I mean, it's a, different, it's, a different, it's a different version of basketball. It's a different era as well. Like, like if you throw, what would happen if you threw Michael Jordan into this era with all of the advantages that LeBron's had? I bet he stomped. I bet he stomped LeBron. Uh, it's I bet hard if, to if argue. Jordan's in his prime now, I feel like. 
the, the thing about Jordan is that I feel like he's still good enough to be the bad <laughs> right there in the game. Like, it, you know, if you if you grab some guy from like, you know, like Wilt Chamberlain, right? Wilt Chamberlain was amazing. But would he do more than Shaq? Like, it seems like the body advantage he had, like Will Chamberlain did what he did a bunch of against a bunch of tall, slow white guys, right? Like, um, Shaq did his thing against some incredible athletes, and but Jordan, yeah, he played against some incredible athletes too. Like, you could drop him into a two thousand prime Jordan into a two thousand fifteen setup, and he'd still be incredible. But I feel I feel like before you start comparing LeBron to Michael, you have to figure out if LeBron's as good as Kobe. Right now, yeah, but at, uh, they're comparing their careers. I think Kobe's got a much better, much stronger career. He's won championships with and without Shaq. Um, he seems like the guy who's led different teams uh, in different situations against different kinds of uh, competition to championships. And uh, and he's got I, I don't know how I think he's got five as well he's got several like See, Kobe I, does I wish my basketball knowledge was infallible like I really knew it but but mine's my, not LeBron mine's is supposed not. to be the guy who passes the guy who does all these assists he makes his whole team better more so than any of these other stars right Kobe's the selfish player and you know while Kobe's great I'd rather have LeBron on my team if I played in the NBA right now me and I suck LeBron would get me some baskets. He just find me, you know. Today He's amazing he at it. Clearly, right now at this moment, LeBron's the best. It seems like the best guy playing basketball at this moment. Uh, I, yeah. You know, especially since there's only two teams technically playing right now. Right. He seems like the MVP of these current finals. But I, I don't know. If you get in your time machine and you like somehow have Jordan have his career in the two in the 21st century, I don't know. I feel I feel like he had such a determination, such a work ethic that. I don't know. I see. I see. I just don't see that from uh, LeBron. LeBron doesn't seem to be. Uh, Jordan was cruel. Mm -hmm. Jordan. Jordan. Like you. See, we talk about how like uh, when Filthy was playing today, he was like, "Now it's time to punish some people." I feel like that's what Jordan said when he walked out on the court. He's like, "Time to go punish some people. It's time to make some people realize that they that they might be the best in their neighborhood or the best in their state, but when they're on this court, they're not the best of anything." Like I feel like that's what Jordan was when he went out there, and LeBron's just this a big guy. This is the first time I've ever been compared to Michael Jordan, by the way. Just there you go. Yeah, you're totally the Jordan <laughs> of Civ, right? Like, why not? It is what yeah, it like, is. I think that's a good. That's, we'll just start marketing ourselves that way. <laughs> yeah, you, like, 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 take, like, get an editor, get somebody to Photoshop, and you know how Jordan's got that famous like thing where he's like levitating, doing the uh, the free throw line dunk that's all over the Jordan shoes. Like, mm -hmm. just you with a fucking keyboard and mouse, just like that <laughs> silhouette. Like, same Perfect. thing. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So let's call this a wrap. Uh, that was Painkiller already, episode 234. Thank you so much to Dollar Shave Club, Auto Blow 2, and Filthy Robot. Not sure if this is the first much time up, guys. you've been. Uh, yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, check out Filthy Robot. He has a YouTube channel and a Twitch stream. <laughs> Kyle. And uh, he has a really interesting donation animation. Make it happen. So. <laughs> That's the default. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, seriously, thanks for coming on. I thought you did great. Yeah, awesome. you did a great job, man. You did. Right. You, you piped in way more than a lot of people who are way too quiet and don't get involved. It was fun. So, so you did really are we well. Done now? Are we I, like this? This part yeah. won't go up. Or, no, okay. that we're still live. We're still live. Just so oh. you know, you're. Oh. you're but it, yeah, no, no. usually <laughs> I tell like, you. Talk about the. Can we talk about those darkies yet? That's what I want to <laughs> No, but it, so on his stream today, I invited him and I was like, hey, it's a gaming podcast, but usually we go, you know, talk about more than just games, whatever's funny, et cetera, tell stories, et cetera. And he's like, oh, the pressure, the pressure. But, uh, but now it's all said and done and you rocked it. So anyway, I am going to cut the show right here. Thank you so much.
Good night, everyone. Cheers.